All right. So welcome to Painkiller Already, episode 181. Like the rest of the crew, I um, sucked with my intro. So <laughs> I think next yeah, week man, we should go out again. You, Do you think you we should have a medical really? excuse? Next week is my fucking week. You would say that now, wouldn't you? <laughs> See, here, like, I, I intended to, to blast it out today. I was going to sing to let it go. I was going to do a parody song. And uh, I was in bed all day today with a migraine. I, I couldn't I have a better... keep a thought straight. Carry on. What if we could, the three of us combined for a musical number, and it, maybe it was some some sort of adaptation of uh, that song that's like, these are a few of my favorite things. Uh, I because like the that's... concept, but the timing is always off. That little delay that makes people think I interrupt really rudely. Well, we could record it beforehand. Oh, you know, we could we could yes. get the sound studio, not lay down some tracks. <laughs> that's ambitious, but I like it. I like it. Even though not, none of us have a sound studio, and it's still <laughs> Dude, somehow you see. need to be recorded, synced, and then At played on Woody's point, end, my end. I'm going to show you guys what, what I got going on audio-wise this With show. With a little auto-tune, we'll all sound just fine, except for Woody, of course. I've stepped, <laughs> I've stepped up my game audio-wise. Um, oh, but we have a sponsor this week. Big sponsor. Big fucking sponsor. DollarShaveClub.com slash PKA. Totally excited we need about you this. To go there. That is first of all, let's just that is where we're directing you right now. That's where you need to go to get all this information. It's dollarshaveclub.com forward slash PKA. It's on your screen. It, now it, you can click on the little Dollar Shave Club thing on the right. You can um, uh, click a link in the description if the annotation is not set up yet. Dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. First of all, they've got a really cool website. I like the I like the look of it, I like the feel of it. I'm on there right now. Um, so basically what they do is you pay them a flat fee and they send you fucking razor blades every month and you save a ton of money for a dollar a month. You get the humble twin razor for $6 a month. You get the four X AKA the lover's blade. And for only $9 a month and shipping and handling included, you get the fucking executive. It's got like half a dozen blades or something. It's it, got that smooth strip on top. It's ridiculous. It's it's this is legit. When I heard Dollar Shave Club, I somehow thought that the product was going to be like, I don't know, dollarish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> these things are 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 top notch. Now I'm showing, I think, the six and nine dollar models. But but yeah, they're they're as and good you get four as, cartridges per month. You can't do better. And this is like my preferred way to buy. I buy batteries from Amazon.com. Why? Because I don't. Do shit. I like yeah. Around the corner, they sell batteries at the gas station or or whatever. But I'm not doing that. I buy them on Amazon because it'll actually get done, and then someone will bring them to my door. Dollar Shave Club, same model. The, the shit will come, and you'll be all set. Now, now I'm gonna be honest. I, I I don't I don't think I've shaved my face with a razor in like a year and a half, two years or something. It's not my style. I usually use a a trimmer. But when I'm shaving some other areas of my body. I want to, I, I think you want to go with the lover's blade because you want four blades. <laughs> you want you want the smooth uh, shave of four blades, and uh, you know it's got the strip on top. I think that's the one to go with. That, those are the only reason. That's the only reason I have razor blades. I uh, think that's why they call it the lover's blade. I think so too. It even <laughs> says at the bottom something about you will love this razor and your girlfriend can use it too. Mm-hmm. I think this is for your for your lady's vagina. So. <laughs> If or for your vagina, if you're a lady. Yeah, yeah. This is for your vagina, ladies. Um, the Lover's Blade by DollarShaveClub.com. Just I, only six dollars a month, and you get four cartridges. <laughs> now, if you, if your vagina is is hairy enough to require four cartridges, we've got some other issues. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're gonna do this now. Vanna yes. White has well, entered the room. So we'll begin the show. Oh, is this oh how goodness. we're doing it? Where are we doing this? 
<laughs> how Colin's like the Why porter. <laughs> so we're using one of the razors from Dollar Shave Club, correct? What is this random thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course we are. I think we're going to go with the top of the line. I'm, I'm only hoping... You don't, to, you don't want to use that vagina blade on your face? I, 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 I kind of want to see the vagina... I want to see Woody's face vagina. The mother's smooth. blade. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> and this I is only six and nine dollars a month too. What do you spend on razors normally? They're incredibly expensive when you go play for the Roger Federer brand. If you crap. get the, if you get the ones that are on the level of like the executive, like the with multiple blades and and you know the the trimming edge and all that stuff, they're, I think they're like twenty bucks. You end up paying like twenty bucks a month if you're a regular shaving guy. Mm-hmm. For shaving, okay. And most of us are now. Now Jackie is now applying uh, what is lovingly referred to as shave I'm butter. Saying only wonderful things. <laughs> oh, oh, shucks. And, and applying it wonderfully to. Uh, yeah, this this reminds me. If you guys have seen The Office, of the scene where Michael Scott wanted to one up uh, Robert California's character that's played by Will Ferrell, and uh, he has uh, the receptionist shave him in the in the office. That's that's where we're going right now. Mm-hmm. All right. This is how we roll. Oh, and she's got the brush. You see, it's it's being applied Dollar clear, and that's part of Dollar Shave Club's patented <laughs> 6031-1 formula, which is formulated to be transparent and crafted for precision. See uh-huh. better. You're shaving better, kids. We all got hair. You want to see it when you're shaving. So you're telling me that's the shaving cream, but it's clear so he can actually see the results. Mm-hmm. It's practical and cheap. DollarShaveClub.com. How much is it? Slash PKA. Uh, it's eight dollars for a uh, for what looks like a six ounce bottle of shave butter. All right, I like that. I'm interested in that. Maybe that would. Oh, that's a pretty big bottle. Okay. Yeah, it's legit. Non irritating, safe for sensitive skin. Fights razor bumps. Help prevent ingrown hairs and 100 percent satisfaction. Yeah, you want to see. So, so ladies, <laughs> you'll also want some go, of that. Go down with the grain. With the grain. Mm-hmm. Shave him. Okay. Oh my goodness. Oh dear, here it is. I can't believe she asked that question. <laughs> Woody laughing is probably not. Woody, remember that scene uh, in Game of Thrones where Theon is shaving uh, Ramsay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that looks like a smooth shave. It does. Oh. It's coming off like butter, kids. That's Absolutely. Why. It's it's dollarshaveclub.com forward slash PKA. And we want you to buy this stuff. I We we all have these kits. We all got Cinecit. And uh, I've already shaved my balls with mine, uh, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> and and I want to say, not a nick, not a nick, not not one, and just completely smooth down there. Just really looking good. Wouldn't trust my nutsack with anything less. <laughs> exactly. Colin's and right after here. and after she does this, Jackie is going to wipe Woody down with some one-wipe Charlies. That's a different <laughs> portion of the show. Except for your butt. <laughs> Don't and, uh, we're going to get to death. <laughs> Woody, just think about her cutting your throat, and maybe that'll that'll help you hold still. Oh, I can hear. I can hear. It sounds like she's going a little bit against the grain there. Yeah, the the neck grows in unpredictable directions. It be does, right. doesn't it? That um, sounds like a that sounds like a close shave to me. Look at the care she's applying. Right by the by, right by the artery there. <laughs> she's she's being very sure to get that area nice and clean shaven. I notice. Have you ever seen Sweeney Todd, Jackie? Uh, I have, have not. The oh. Demon Barber of what is it? What Street? 
Uh, Fleet Street. Fleet Street. That's Why are a, your eyes bugging out? <laughs> You're doing great. Because it's, because it's a hour and a half of Johnny Depp slicing throats with a razor. Mm-hmm. Dollarshave.com, folks. Slash PKA. <laughs> Dollarshaveclub.com. Dollarshaveclub.com. You've got to watch. PK. And you've got you've to watch their advertisements, too. That's some of the best parts. Go to dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA and just watch their advertisements. That's it. That'll get you hooked. That's enough. You're like, this company is the best company for, for this kind of stuff. I feel like you need water for this. No, yeah. this is working out great. I feel very comfortable. Yeah, Woody showed me that commercial, and I, I think I think my response was, that's one of the best commercials I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm going to link you the one from the One Wipe Charlies about that's entitled Let's Talk About Number Two. And I recommend this to everybody, dollarshaveclub.com forward slash PK, and find the video entitled Let's Talk About Number Two. It's fantastic. I wish Woody had, like, a really hairy back, and we were doing that. <laughs> <laughs> like that would really be funny. Oh, look so at that! I don't see. Go. Oh, I don't see so, nah, you'll be anything. fine. You'll be fine. Let's you could, uh, you know, you could shave your armpits. <laughs> Wait, <a minute. laughs> don't move. <laughs> or your arms, or yeah. What, what if we just shaved Woody's arms? That... No. Maybe that's Why next. Don't you week, shave. Your underarms. Okay. I just feel like that would be the worst yeah. ever. Doesn't that get itchy? Don't talk. What the fine. underarms? Or, or yeah, shave like, underarms. I've always imagined that if I shaved my See, armpit hair, it would be a, it would be really itchy under there. Uh, You'll be fine. I'd agree. Woody, you've shaved your for swimming, right? Mm-hmm. Let me see. Go ahead, you can say something. What? Uh, yes. What, I'm not following the question. What is what's it like? The, yeah. What's the sensation of like you know when the hair is growing back? Is it itchy? Um. I don't remember the hairs being itchy, but but I do know this: when you shave your underarms, it you don't realize how that hair has worked as a lubricant for you your whole life. Now all of a sudden, when you sweat, it's kind of like like sticky almost, like it's it, it's not working out right. So uh, underarm hair is definitely nice; it makes your skin like not rub on skin. Hold still. And then if you think about the human body. Hair exists in place where you might want like a little lubricant, you know, places that rub against each other gets I hairy. Hair <laughs> I'm gonna pick his nose on hair. You, you want to pick my you nose hair? Get a tweezer and pull the hair. I'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like that a lot. No, don't, 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 don't. Why? Don't put your finger. This is great. This is all that I hoped it would be. Getting a first-hand demonstration of how awesome it is, how awesome Dollar Shave Club products can be. <laughs> I gotta say, what do you look like a new man already? You know, when you, how often do you come along a uh, a lady who has not shaved her armpits? It depends if you're in France. To, yeah, I haven't been to Europe recently. So. Uh, but but you know, in normal American day-to-day life, how often do you see that? Uh, a couple times in the homeschool club. <laughs> right? It's it's pretty it's it's more common than you would think. Like I if you go to Whole Foods two or three times a week, I guarantee you're gonna see at least one or two ladies with just a real mess under there. Really? Yeah. I don't th- I don't recall the last time I've seen anything like that. I saw a lady the other day whose whose armpit hair was like half grown, which I think is even worse. It suggests that at one time she was decent enough to shave her armpits, but she's giving up right now. She's in the <laughs> middle of a complete, like, her, her life's in a downward spiral if she's got, like, two-week-old armpit hair growth. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> you know, maybe she just couldn't afford any more razors. Maybe she's like, I've had it. 
with these expensive razors at the store. <laughs> she just needed to be told about Dollar Shave Dollar Club. Dollar Shave Club, yeah. You should have done your civic duty. Oh, and, and share DollarShaveClub.com exactly. slash BKA. Yeah, we're doing good for the world. You mm-hmm. are. One shaved pube at a time. Get yourself out of that downward spiral and, and shave those armpits, ladies, because that's just not cool for anyone. But and leg hair too. I've I've seen uh, I've seen women who who don't really shave their leg hair, scared. and that just seems terrible. You're doing great. Is there a single cut? No, it's not a single cut. I just don't know how. It's all one big cut. <laughs> looks like looks like a great job to me. Yeah. No, yeah. No, Are you done? I think I'm done. All right. All right. How do you feel, Woody, after your first shave with Dollar Shave Club product? Okay. Fucking awesome. Do you want to talk, Colin? Colin, what do you think? Did, did the shave work out well? The shave worked out well. The shave worked out well. <laughs> All right. Yes, I know. That's it. Look good. at that microphone technique. I love it. He shaved this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love the huge variety of microphones that Woody has. He <laughs> can mic his family up in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> got that plugged in. It's ready to go. Oh. Uh, did, you all done with me? Uh, could be, could be. Oh, this is something new. Here, have a seat, honey. Everyone's just looking at your boobs. <laughs> I, I was told to just put on what I normally wear. Yeah, that's exactly what I told her. <laughs> <laughs> so I went with this. <laughs> I was like, oh, I look, can't... it's a, it's a milk cow. Oh no, it's their dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, the whole wow. fa- the whole family's rolling in. Um, yeah, I told her this. I was like, you just. Whatever, you know, get ready. You're gonna be on camera, but uh, you know, put on something normal, and this is what she shows up in. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, oh, new mic technology. So, so here's what happened. Someone said something on the subreddit that kind of caught my attention. They, um, they said this. They're like Woody when Jackie's across the room talking into like my headset mic. They, they they're like, I want to take shots of it. They're like, it reminds me of the Wings days when he would have like impromptu guests just like around the room, poorly mic'd up, and etc. And I was like, I need to, I need to fix this. So now, at the at the drop of a hat, I, I've got this mixer. You can kind of see that that big thing underneath my my. The interface is one of the lights, and then the mixer is that other thing. And I have all these mics, four of them actually, that I can just sort of turn on and be ready to go in my main monitor. Oh, okay. So you got a rack. You got like something that would go in a rack in like a radio uh, radio studio, right? That's yes. what that looked like. I, I just see the lost my brightness. video. Uh-oh. Uh oh. What happened? I lost my video. The, the main screen where I watch you guys all the time is off. What? I don't oh. know. Oh, the, the monitor is off, well, or the, the Google Hangout crashed. I no, no. I, I think um, the, the, I think it's working for everyone else, but for me, the, it's like maybe if I turn the monitor off and on, it'll come back. Well, I've got to say, your video quality is as good as I've ever seen it. Well, thanks. Looks but, great. Mm-hmm. <sighs> probably because of that brand new shave. I need That's to, probably. I think, plug and unplug the monitor, and this is going to make things a little wacky for... Oh, I can see that it's working. I just can't see you guys. Hmm. You can't see them right there on the bottom of the screen. I can, but I, I won't be able to, like, control whose the camera is because the, the screen oh. where that exists in the middle, I can't click on it because it's all black. Hmm. Well, while you work on that... This might be a good time to bring Shiz in for a few minutes and talk about our 
uh, our uh, our game that we played last night. Can you guys invite? That's perfect timing, actually. You yeah, guys invited. Uh, so you're done with, with me. The, with the yes, I could. Okay, be. goodbye. Thank you, Jackie. Thank <laughs> you oh, you're much. welcome. You looked beautiful. Thank you, Lefty. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't mean to oh, thanks for tossing me a bone, Kyle. Very wow. I was telling Woody earlier he was complaining about his headache. He he and he was describing some other symptoms, and I was like, "That's mercury poisoning." Jackie's trying to take you out, dude. <laughs> now you know the truth. Yeah, and we, you know we, we did some googling, and I hate to say it, but some people have been contacted. A private investigator has been okay. Hired. We're, I'll we're be looking, looking forward into to it. it. <laughs> okay, I gotta take care of Colin. Goodbye. All right, bye, honey. All right, what is that? Put that with the headset, headphones. All right, we are good to go. Next level audio work here, so that um, so people understand we do this right. Oh, wait a minute. There's a – oh, no, that's not what that is. I thought I so, had the video solution fixed. Anyway, yeah, so you, please, be entertaining while I do yes. tech stuff. So, uh, so, so Lefty Chiz and I uh, hopped in a game of Civilization Five last night, and we were doing a scenario – and, and it, this is all recorded, and it's going up on Lefty's channel, I think, in its entirety perhaps, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, five and a half hours. Uh, I've rendered the first five videos, for about 45 minutes each, all in okay, and, and p I, I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I think that we were entertaining throughout the entire thing with a few dry, a few. There were a few points where you know we, we may have zoned out for 30 seconds or something. But for the most part, we told some really. It was it was almost like a, a little mini PKA type thing, uh, minus Woody who was hard at work somewhere. Where like we, it was really funny and, and Lefty told a story. I don't know which episode it is, but you should tag that one like Epic Lefty story. And it was the best story Lefty has ever told. It, it, it There was a whole twist at the end, and it was just badass. It was a badass story, and it's on the recording. And the gameplay itself, I thought, was excellent. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I, I won't give it away, but like at the end, everything takes a really shitty turn for me, and it, I was really, honestly upset for a long time. He <laughs> told me about it, too. He finished. He's like, Kyle was mad. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Dude, I was so mad. It felt like I was doing everything right. And I still just kept getting shat on throughout the game. I, I, I didn't do everything right. I made some serious miscalculations, but I was on a good trajectory, and it was it was. Uh, Dude, I'm actually excited about these cocksuckers. I'm actually excited about these razors. I almost said stupid razors, but like my life doesn't revolve around shaving. But I'm here like this is cool. Like I have, I have awesome razors now. Like I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna switch. And and it's not just shaving stuff too because what do you talked about the the wet wipes thing that that's been something you've talked about for a long time as a substitute for toilet paper. Well, Dollar Shave Club has taken it to the next level with one wipe Charlies. These are things specifically designed to wipe your butt. Yeah, a man's butt. These aren't these aren't for cleaning up some small child, some baby poop. This is for a man-sized dump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one wipe Charlies. Yeah, I. I haven't actually tried these yet, but I will give you my report soon. But uh, please live uh, live update us via Twitter. <laughs> this like first test for the one wipe Charlie's. Actually, dude, like. this is they're oh. good. Like, um, nice. It it's almost like it's, get Jackie back in here. She's gonna <laughs> use that on you now. This is not like a paper towel. This is like a wash rag almost. Like, oh, really? Uh, yeah, like I. What's it smell like? Like aftershave. 
It, Ooh, it, I like that. Like, all right, so this time I was able to rip it. I did it off camera, but like, it, oh it, wow, it's, did like, you, it's, a, it's like a rag. It sounds it like cloth. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Do you hear that? This is not yeah. like some bullshit. Some sort of woven fiber. This is next level butt wiping technology. Mm. All right. So do you uh, do you have to go right now? Could you could you could you go quickly and give us a report? <laughs> I don't think that's necessary. You don't think so? Right. I, I'd rather not. Anyway, dollarshaveclub.com/pka. Don't forget the slash pka because uh, we want our sponsors to love us. Yes, mm-hmm. that's how they know that we're doing a good job in telling people about their product, and uh, maybe they'll want to work with us in the future. Yes, if you went to dollarshaveclub.com and typed it in, but you didn't do the PKA, go back so they know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Tell your friends about it. Get them involved. <laughs> All right. So Chiz is here. So Hi. Chiz, we, we played we played Civilization for five or six hours last night. Indeed and we did. It, I, I was absolutely gutted at the end of it, and I, I still don't feel much better. Why are you so upset right right now and last night? Lefty, did you have a blast? I had a great time. I absolutely had a great time. Chiz, is your microphone a little low? I was just going to type it to him like privately. You could be louder, Chiz. I, I called him out. I'm sorry, Chiz. Is that any better? Oh, oh my God. God. That's terrible. Oh, oh it's, uh, it's the Google Hangout gain thing. That's what it's doing. That's no, I moved my gain. So while he works on that, <laughs> basically the reason that I didn't enjoy it is because the first four and a half hours of recording are, are me kicking fucking ass on in every aspect of the game. I'm just I'm I'm killing it. Have you like, won that game yet? I've won a, a couple. Multiplayer game. He was he was on track to this one. <laughs> no, oh, on here's track the, to. Here's Aren't you the adorable? Thing. It's it's not like a it's not like Call of Duty where you're like, have you won a game yet? It's like, well, yeah, I won ninety percent of of like the the time I've played. But then there was this 10% at the end where, like, they just decided to gang up on me and their two inferior civilizations just crushed mine because of the, uh, you know, the rule set we were playing. Because of the rule set we because were playing. What about the rule set? What about the rule set impact? I think your, that, that yeah, since I had the Iroquois, which is a shit civilization, my special unit is the Mo- Mohawk. I can build a longhouse or some, uh, something like that to build mounted units. It's a bullshit civ. It's bottom tier at best. You had you had Alexander the Great, arguably the third best civilization in the game, and he's got South Korea over there. He's up in Seoul making like fifty percent extra science or something. He's got like two or three science bonuses, and, and I'm just in a shit spot too because we had this one city challenge where you can't expand to multiple cities, so you were kind of stuck with whatever resources were surrounding you know your first city. You had to get everything else from trade routes, which Lefty dominated with Alexander the Great. And still, still, just by manipulating my, my build structure and my text, I passed them both. And I was like 30% ahead of both of them. And then they just both built a... a and then a you lost. lost. Yeah, I and lost. <laughs> you lost. So it yeah. really doesn't matter what happened in the first half of the game. All that comes down to is the resolution. I don't I, care if you're ahead in the NBA by 60 points. If we go to overtime, baby, and I win by three, that's still a win. I will say this: from the time they invaded my territory until the time when it, when, you know, I actually lost and the game was like, you know, game over, was an hour and forty-five minutes. 
of it's pure an hour. destruction. It's just an hour and 45 minutes of me just, like, with dwindling troops, like, shifting production and trying to save what I had left and, like, rushing things and, and burning up resources to build a few units here His and there. His land was like me at 4.20 p.m. every day. It was just a blazing, <laughs> blazing nonstop, on fire, everything, trees city, burning. My capital city was literally, like, it was, like, 30-something citizens when theirs were, like, 20 citizens. It was enormous. It was this enormous octagon of like upgrades and and reinforcements and all of those uh, those buildings that special uh, the great people build and they just torched every single improvement on every single square until like it was nothing but uh, but smoke. So I'm laying it down right now. Every fucking game henceforth, I'm fucking bringing the pain from, from, the, from beginning to end. I don't care if I win or lose. I'm going to pick one of you, and you're having a shitty game. Your pain to him must sure. be – is that tickling me with feathers? Because your pain hasn't been brought through six games or something. Yeah. What is this pain no. you talk about? Oh, yeah. hell, the kids are all false. No. So who actually won the game? Oh, they, me and Lucky they, did. Yeah, we, after they yeah, beat they, me, they were like, "We don't need to continue this, do we?" And they just fucking quit. Win. We <laughs> both raised the trophy. We they, both they hosted the cup. It's like the Stanley Cup. We share it. Imagine if that happened in Call of Duty. Imagine if me, Woody, and like uh, and somebody were having like a three person free for all in Call of Duty. They killed me, and they were like. We're good here, right? We got <laughs> I mean, that's the, so. So don't tell me that I'm not good because I win ninety percent of the time. But there's always some bullshit that that turns. Wait, 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 wait. Are you? Did you fail math when going through high school? Because what I mean, what I mean is that ninety percent of the uh, of the time in the game, I'm ahead. Except for the and end. And then it it and then things go really poorly at the end <laughs> in ways that I could not uh, foresee. You're also ahead in the score that we have no idea what yes. it means or how it's yes. arbitrary score. There was a time when they were occupying my territory heavily and like burning everything in sight, and I only had like four units left, and they were all low on health. And I'm still ahead in the score, and I'm like, I wish there was just a time limit that would run out right now, and they just name me Emperor of the fucking world. But um, I, I've lost a couple of them because I did not understand the uh, the cultural victory aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, we I, I don't know how many hours I have right now. Let me check. It's like 120, um, probably. I, I've got a few hours. Let's see. Um, I'm, I'm a stu- I'm a Steam noob. I just want to go to this. And, and earlier today, we were like, "What time we were going to record? What time we were going to record?" And and there was some. Uh, we were going to wait a while, and. And Kyle was just like, no worries, I'm going to go run some Civ Five strats. For He's a been week. on it all day. He's been on it all day. <laughs> I'm He's telling you, like... The training montage. I am training. I, I've got 90... So I have 96 hours. And when we when I first got the game, I remember watching a video done by someone who was a supposed expert who had 200 hours. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not half an expert at this game. So that guy with 200 hours doesn't know shit, I promise you. <laughs> a guy with 500 hours still doesn't know shit. I don't think you know your shit in Civilization V until you've got 2,500 hours. And when I get that many, I'll probably think it's more like 10,000. Because this game is so complex, and there's so many civilizations and so many different units that you can play 30 games of this thing, which would take you hundreds of hours, mm-hmm. and still you, there's so many... Um, so many aspects of the game that you're, you would still be unfamiliar with. Sometimes when I think about games like that, it makes it... Well, I was going to say it makes it less attractive to me. But, 
Minecraft is that complicated. You don't think it is, but factions and prison and the games. Oh, like I'm that, sure it is. Dude, that redstone stuff. It's I don't like even engineering understand. almost. I don't it's, understand. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I, it's like engineering, like chemistry or something. There, there are things I haven't figured. I'm I'm at the level now where if you invent something, I can probably figure out why it's doing it. But I'm not an inventor yet. But so I'm contradicting myself, and I catch that. But dude. People are like, hey, you might like World of Warcraft, or you might like uh, Civilizations, you might like this. Like, yeah, I bet I would. I bet those games are amazing, and that's why they're so popular. But I just don't know that I want to put in 2,500 hours. Now, okay, so when I say that, I mean... To be that many hours to win, come on No, 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 you you can be a competent player with with 100 hours. I I think I'm a competent player, and I I totally understand the the early game. I have a decent understanding of the mid-game. And I, I don't think I know enough about late game to to give any advice whatsoever. Um, but I think if you know a lot about early and mid game, most of the, most most of our engagements haven't lasted to the point where everybody's got bombers and nukes. They usually end sooner. I like that Kyle is like, you know, yeah, I'm really good except for the late game part. You know, the part where I lose every time. It is. <laughs> like, it, it, that's kind of my weakness. <laughs> It really is. So, okay, so I've only lost um, – there's only been one time that I can remember, correct me guys if I'm wrong, where like you guys have just come and somebody just conquered my city. I think that just happened last night. Most of the losses have been cultural okay. forfeits, I think. Right, yeah. And yeah. when when he hit me with that cultural victory, basically he just chose one branch of the game to focus on. And unbeknownst to me, he only had it's, – it's pretty easy to get the cultural victory compared to – Crossing over to another continent and engaging, you know, a military victory—that's hard. Mm-hmm. But it's not if somebody comes and starts screwing with you and pillaging your land for no reason. Yeah, you see, brought on the tor- the torture that came last night yeah, because you took one night you and you started I... running through my land, and I'm like, well, fuck you! I'm not even a threat right now. Now me and Lefty are a threat. Let me explain <laughs> why I've really been losing so many games. Chiz had a speech for Lefty last night. Lefty was being cool with me, and Chiz has this whole speech where he's, like, almost angry. It's in the recording. He's like, don't you understand, Lefty? He's playing you like a fool. He's playing you like a fool because he knows you're not a threat. He knows you're not a threat and, and that I'm the only threat, and if he can, and he's just going to beat me, and then he's going to make you his bitch. So join up with me, and let's fuck some shit up. And I was like, what the fuck? I was literally trusting Lefty so completely that my troops were out of position <laughs> – in in uh, in position to Lefty, they were in position to attack Chiz and defend against Chiz. So Lefty just completely flanks everything and destroyed me. That's you just why see, I lost just, last just night. Wait, just hang wait, on, hang wait on. until you see the video. <laughs> just wait until you see the videos and see what I was doing when I was amassing troops, wait, wait, waiting for that flank. I saw that flank. I had a road built. I was I was gonna flank you before you were born. You had no idea what was. So coming. you see it right there, like like it's every. Now the game before that, the one where I lost the culture, the cultural victory, I was way ahead in that game as well in technology and money and uh and like military units. I had a ton of really powerful military units, uh, and I had left my uh my my left side once again weak to lefty, and I had crossed the ocean to battle Chiz. And I was having, I was, we were fighting like tooth and nail. And once again, I didn't know much about late game units. I didn't realize that tanks are shit against cities. So I sent like five tanks. I was like, five tanks can take a city, right? Especially with two or three infantry and a couple machine guns. Nope. And I got over there and I burned all his shit and I slowed him way down. And they could have remained there. They could have backed up, healed, and then come back to pillage more. But Lefty attacks me from the east. 
and I have to bring all those troops back across the ocean just to keep my lands from burning. And uh, while I was, you know, I, at that point it was like I might as well make peace. There's no point in... Because it was just, every game of Lost, it's because both of these guys are like, let's get Kyle. Well, no, in that cultural victory, I'm fairly confident, even if you stayed and he, if Lefty did nothing, not even, you know, attacked you or me, I still would have won cultural because no. you had, you nope. know, you had tanks and rocket artillery. Here's why. Um, Go on. Even with um, all the, I, I, when Lefty attacked, I had to completely switch everything off of science and off of um, money and culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I had stopped building units after that first wave hit you. The second wave that hit you were the ones that I brought off my border with Lefty because I trusted him for some reason. Um, so I wasn't building any more units. I was focused on science, and I was warping ahead. I would have been able to nuke your city before you hit the cultural victory. Here's why I'm going with what Chiz says. He actually wins. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm yes. so happy yes. with that game. And this is why I Lefty think... and Chiz have many victories. Even if you had nuked... Even if Lefty joined and attacked me from from the east and both of you attacked me I don't think you would have gotten it even if you pillaged all my land because I just I had enough money to keep throwing units there and you would have just had to keep attacking the units and I, I called it I called it I was like 31 turns in a one on one battle when I'm not focused on, on him I'm, I'm moving advanced spies into your territory I'm taking your allies away from you I'm cutting off your resources I think I could have choked you down nuked you and surpassed you in science I was all, I was I, when, when everything got locked down, I just had built the first piece of the Apollo program. I had five more to go. I was doing oh, like no. 170 production. I, I was going to win. Beat it. No, no. We were both about 30 or 40. You were 30 turns from winning. I was 40, 40 or 50 turns from winning, and I was just better militarily. I think in a one-on-one, which is what we need to play, if it's going to be – I'm fine with Team Chiz and, and Lefty always <laughs> attacking my, my team, but I'd like, an, I'd like a partner. I don't think there's a team. I think Lefty just goes where he suits fit. Like he's like little finger, all right? He's playing playing the back rooms and whatnot. Because Lefty attacked he attacked me in that game too that we just played. Hey, there was that worker with troops on it. They're building a road right to my oh, right to my doorstep. He claims building to his doorstep. Kyle is four hexes above him and I'm going for Kyle and it's like he attacks my worker and then he starts going for me. I'm like, Come on, man and that's when my, my king speech came out because it needed to be said. Yeah, but there were knights amassed on my eastern front ready because for the longest time I was stacking knights getting ready to go because I wanted to go. I knew Kyle was building a ton of science and he was way ahead of both of us. Yeah, that culture was like 350. He was that's always that's always my my strategy is to is to warp ahead in culture and tech and stuff like that. And and I don't want to because I feel like when if you build a lot of those old ass units. They're going to become worthless pretty soon. Although the, with the upgrade system in this game, they don't, and that's one of the things I'm adapting to is that it's okay to build musket men because they'll eventually upgrade to infantry. Um, but the the problem is I, I never build an early army, and I don't continue growing the army because it costs so much fucking money. I I had a thing I wanted to talk about PKA plays a little bit this week. So in my dreams, it's something that happens every week. Like you know, it's it's roughly as reliable as painkiller already, right? Do we miss every? Do we ever miss? Yeah, sometimes. You know, sometimes we can't do a show, but by and large, this is the thing that actually happens. This week, uh, I, Kyle, were you out of town helping you? Yeah, associate? I went camping. I went camping. Okay, what was it related to YouTube at all or no? No, I just went camping. <laughs> you just went camping. Okay, I, 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 for some reason, I thought it was tied into you helping your associate. Um, 
Yeah, so and, and that was like Monday through Thursday or something like that. And, um, I was gone um, Tuesday and Wednesday. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Back okay. late Thursday, but you had the Woodycraft launch. Yeah, yeah. So Woodycraft, we launched our prison server, which is flipping amazing. Um, and uh, and that for me is, is probably one of the biggest days for Woodycraft since like our first launch. Like it, we only put up a game mode in like three to six weeks. I think that's is that a good estimate, Chiz? Yeah. And uh, and this one's been six months. Like we've never done anything this ambitious before. And um, so that was Thursday that that went live. Uh, for it went live for premium ranks on Thursday. We tend to go thing. If you're watching this on Saturday, it's live for everyone. Even even if you've never um, bought anything at Woodycraft, it's free for you. So um, uh, anyway, so yeah, that was it was a really big day for me and whatever. I just I wanted to happen every week. Um, but I'm also steadfastly like not trying to be the guy that schedules it. <laughs> so yeah, um, <laughs> I, I really want to do the Civilization uh, PKA plays. The the trouble is, of course, keeping it. Uh, oh, we did the simultaneous turns thing. That's a that's a big update. And 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 when you put this video up, that is a huge difference, Woody. Like you know, all of the waiting is gone. We set a turn timer for two minutes. That's the longest you'll ever ever wait um, oh. between the time it's your turn and the time it's your turn again. The maximum is two minutes. So if you if you need like ten minutes, then you just don't you, take full advantage of a turn. Yeah, exactly. It just cuts you off. Mm. And uh, but that's rare. That I never like that. happens. Even even in like you know lots of with lots of combat that never even happened, uh, but but with the simultaneous turn taking combat is a lot more skill based. So it's whoever can click faster attacks first. So there's some cool little like uber micro moments when I'm like trying I'm I'm trying to do the best I can with like one or two units and I'm surrounded by an army of guys. I was so gonna get that great that second great general Kyle was like. <laughs> He was giving birth personally to great generals in the late game. There were like three or four of them in a. There were three. There was three right. citadels. It was yep. just what the hell, and uh, and I was going for it, but he uh, created the citadel before I could before I could drag my mouse over and get him with uh, with a chariot or with a. Uh, didn't really do any good though, right? The guy still uh, still lost. No, it didn't. I, I totally yeah. didn't. Yeah. You yeah, didn't I well, you know, I, I I feel like I play second to uh, to Team Lefty and Chiz. Well, I well, I guess yeah, because there's only three rankings and we got first. That's how the math does equate to. You <laughs> no, no, you, you make it sound like Chiz and I continually gang up on you, but there's only two rankings. If though, anything, he comes into this all the time, before. allied to you, and I feel like you're always picking on me. Yeah, you still win. I'm just messing with you. I'm just twisting your tail. That's all. No, not you. I'm saying Kyle always goes for me. Like there were knights raping my land for no reason. I think you were more threatening at that point in the game than I was because I just fucked up some buildings and he beat me on some great wonders. And he's running through pillaging shit. And I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna fuck the culture, fuck the science. I'm building units and I'm burning your shit to the ground. <laughs> and then Lefty said push. I'm telling you, <clears throat> our future games together will have a much different dynamic. To them. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of so, enjoying this. So it's going to be on your channel this time, Chiz? Lefty. Yeah, it'll be on be Lefty on, channels? It's up. I, I recorded all of it. I've uh, rendered the first five parts, and then I've got an hour and a half to, to cut up and render. And then, uh, yeah, it'll be all on there. 45 minutes slugs. You want to watch long form content? You got it. There it is. Yeah, I'm gonna upload some of these too. I'm, I definitely am. I, I, the next one we do, I'm definitely gonna record and upload because it's gonna be it's gonna be a great video. 
Mm-hmm. And we're oh, oh, that's the other caveat I have. I'm not playing any more random civilization games. That's bullshit. That if I'm sure each of you have plenty of time to sit down and read through the list of 30 people and and weigh the options. And, and so that then in the future you can say, oh, I want to play with the Egyptians or I want to play with the Polish or the Chinese, the Japanese. There aren't any unbalanced civs. There are just some that are better for a certain trajectory in the game. If you Unless want they're some, the Native Americans. Right. Yeah, there are some bad civs. There are some bad civs um, for the type of game that we were playing last like night. We're like, like the fucking Iroquois. You're so racist. <laughs> yeah, fuck those fucking Iroquois <laughs> motherfuckers. These red skin assholes. They got nothing. <laughs> oh, Dude, wow. the Iroquois got stomped the fuck out. Their civilization is gone. It, they're nothing but 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 casinos now. That is not a real civilization. Give me Poland. Give me Egypt. Give me Russia. Give me China. Give me Japan. Um, I think give me I Persia. I would take Nebuchadnezzar. Anybody. There's like there's a dozen civs I would rather have that I could name, and I could give you reasons. But they, it gave me the worst possible one. I'm next time, now. I'm not going to go as far as picking like the super warrior one, but I at least want something like the Polish, the Chinese, or the uh, the Japanese. Like I don't I don't want to be Genghis Khan because he, he he is pretty overpowered at early early game war. All right, if uh, that's what's going to take for you to get a win, I do recall some games where we did pick what civilizations we wanted to play with, and still got a big fat W. I remember when the French. <laughs> came and just destroyed you, and you had to nuke your own city just to bat away <laughs> the first wave of boats I sent. And I remember my navy was so big that they just swallowed yours up like a cyclone. Is that the game the you won? Yes. That's, that's the 1v1 he won. You know, oh, you know the United one. States has a great you know, a great track record of wars, too. And, you know, there's one blemish, Vietnam, okay? I got my one blemish on yeah, my not so great <laughs> 1v2s. I, I, I'm, I'm not doing so well in those 1v2s so far. Kyle, when I was dropping nukes on you, I was the Iroquois. Oh, I don't remember that. Remember. He's got a point, yeah. yeah he you was know those, the Iroquois. Those, those big bombs, big boom, lots of radiation. And I stuff. honestly, I remember nuking you three That's times in that in that game when when <laughs> Chiz uh, when Chiz beat us. Uh-huh. It was that game, but the game left you one. Oh. He was the Iroquois, and he he dropped nukes. I don't remember. Oh, I remember that very well. Yeah, that. Was, yeah, that was one of my earlier games. I made a huge miscalculation and put my entire army in the water. Not knowing just how weak those fucking canoes are, and then Lefty nuked an ocean full of canoes that were just like upgraded high tech units, like really valuable artillery and stuff, infantry. It, that was a real mistake. That I was, we were beaten soundly that game. Yeah, that was not a not a fun game. Yeah, and I got really lucky because I'd never been that close to being ahead on the science and tech curve ever since. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Like I always feel. As though I'm way behind. I don't know if it's I go too far up one branch of the technology tree, and I and I have to then I have to backtrack to get more. Like, do you guys take big chunks out of the tech tree in researching, or do you climb up one branch as far as you can go? I feel it gets almost out of my depth here in giving advice because I know you guys have had more time on Civ Five, but and I'll just say for people who don't know, I've been playing Civ since the '90s, right? Like like when it first came out, version one. Uh, I have a lot of time in the old Civs. I have a lot of time in Civ Rev on the Xbox. Not that much time on Civ 5. But going up too far on one tech tree is a mistake. You're more able to absorb those things in fewer turns than before. Like, if something takes, let's say, four turns to research now, uh, you know, 30 moves from now, that's going to go from four to two. 
But something else that takes like 20 returns to, to research is going to go from 20 to 10. So it's a little better off to kind of get your fundamentals when your technology isn't really churning it out and to get your like big ticket items when you're easily, more easily able to like afford them. That's that's my technique anyway. I mean, I'm sure there's a civ guy out there with his own opinion, but I like to um, I like to have a strategy early in the game. Like, what kind of there's something that I'm moving towards before I start churning out units or before I start churning out a great wonder, and I have to make that decision like in the first five turns of the game. So if I really want to get ahead in tech, then I want to be able, be able to uh, build the great library, and I think I need writing for that. Um, so, so I just uh, make a beeline for writing. <clears throat> the only time I wouldn't do that is if there are some really nice luxury resources near my sieve, uh, like if there's like three squares of gold or something that I, I definitely want mining, and then I definitely want to start building some workers to take advantage of it. So there's some situations where you just got to be a- adaptive. There's no way that I could like anyone could print out a strategy guide and be like follow these steps, and it would work every time. And that's what makes sieve. Always a different experience because something that worked this game will completely fail next game. Yeah, I feel like you're better at that than me. Like, I don't know what technology, by memory at least, what technology unlocks what Great Wonder because Lefty in that previous game built the Great Wall. I was like, oh, I want that. That's one of the first ones I go for if I have it. Yeah, it's just, just, it's nice. It's got a good bonus on it. And I was going to say something else. Oh, I think that two minute timer actually screwed me up. Like, that was a really bad game I had. And, you know, we, we won, but, um, I was not in a good spot. Like, I was just grabbing technologies without reading or picking where I wanted to go on the tree. Yeah, it's easy to get into that mode. You've got to resist the, like, snatch and grab, you know, let's get to the next turn thing. It's good to slow down and take uh, take note of what your city's doing and, uh, you know, make sure that you're still on the right path every now and then. Yeah. But so, what do you, if you can find about five hours free <laughs> throughout the week... I mean, we could do that. That could be the PKA plays. Otherwise, I thought ever I thought it would be enjoyable if we played the hidden. And Kyle said he tried it out. Uh, I've played it. Did he ever try it out? Because I saw he was not playing the hidden. He was playing Source SDK 2006, oh, no. which is a development <laughs> kit thing. Oh no! I'll play whatever. Yeah. I hope that's not. I hope that's not what I did. You, I, I did do it at 4 a.m. Um, right. after that game session. So I was playing a game. I will say that. No, I think it. I think it shows you as playing Source SDK base. I don't think it. Does I don't it? think it shows up as the hidden. Were you a guy with a knife jumping around a lot, Kyle? Well, I went into like the tutorial mode, so I had like a, a five seven pistol and some weird gun that was shooting blobs, and it was just kind of making me walk through a hallway, and then I got really sleepy, and that's my experience. I don't think you played the hidden. You may, yeah, I don't think you played the hidden. All right, we're going to have to walk you through. All right, well, I played some other really cool games, so. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. Um, I found this other game where you shoot blobs and you've got a, you got some cool guns and stuff if you're interested in that. So anyway, Lefty's channel is going to have, I guess, something along the lines of PKA plays. And for me, I just never want to be the weak link. Like, I felt like this time uh, well, just I was going to throw a particular weird. camper under the bus, and I'm going to try to yeah, avoid oh, yeah. that. It was it was it was totally my fault. Um, you know, I I it was I was sitting there and like we were talking about it, and I was like, let's fucking go camping. And in my head, I thought that that was going to be like, we'll go tomorrow and like be back the next day. But it turned into a real fucking adventure quickly, and I ended up on a mountain in like North Georgia, like legit camping out and eating from a fire with it for two days, and it was just 
It all happened really fast. <laughs> Did you kill anything? No turtles. No, but I, I threw a bunch of like bread out, hoping the bears would come because I wanted to see some bears. And they said, you know, they were like, don't put any food. You know, they were like super, all these like super uh, strict laws about what to do with your food because of the bears. And so I was like throwing ham in the bushes and throwing like a big, lo- like breaking up loaves of bread and throwing it everywhere, hoping the bears would come. And they never did, so that was kind of a uh, oh. bitch. But I had all these birds in the camp though, because they were eating all that stuff. So that was kind of cool in the mornings. <laughs> Don't leave food around, otherwise these bears, which will kill you, will show up. <laughs> Kyle, I want to see some of those bears. They didn't, they didn't say they would kill me. They just said that they would, uh, you know, they'll eat your food. And I'm like, okay, well, I got some food they can eat, and I'd like to see some bears. And I had a gun. You go wrong. Mm-hmm. I've seen bears, and it's all. Well, you had a gun last time in the turtle one. That see, I don't know why everyone makes that out to be like a one v one between me and the turtle. Okay, like, like first of all, you're that just, turtle could not compete with your doggy. Here's pack. how that scenario ended: me and the turtle did battle. He ended up shot full of holes on the bottom of a dirty river. I ended up sick at home. Not confirmed though. We we never found the turtle and asked him if he was full of holes. Dude, he was floating like he was done, and then I pumped a couple more in him. The dude was dead. I, I don't mean to throw stones at Kyle, but I didn't see he, any. There was a turtles. reason I was up in that elevated position. It's because the turtles are hard to see from you know the mm. shore. So I shot at a turtle who was on a log, and I think there's video footage of it. I don't know if that camera got ruined or if the footage. Is I have there. that footage. Okay. And I'm holding it ransom. I think, it may get uploaded. I think I missed the yeah, – yeah, see where this story goes. What do you see if the, the video comes up or not? But <laughs> <laughs> um, it, well, I was jo- – I don't think I hit the turtle. I don't think I hit it. Well, 22 doesn't not necessarily knock anything off. But I shot towards the turtle, and then seconds later, the turtle either jumped into the water because it was you know wounded or it jumped into the water because – it didn't like the noise or something, right? You hit the uh, the log it was on, and, and I don't think it's no no fault of yours that it's not that the rifle is inaccurate. It's just those sights are difficult to be precise. It's like with. the sights are inaccurate. If you're a COD player, you, you've probably seen the kind of sight before where you have a like a vertical. Let me put myself in the main camera. Where you have like a vertical thing and then a circle. And it's not – I'm not lining it up right. And it's just a little hard to have it perfect compared to like a U where you know that the tip of the center thing goes directly between and even with the tip of the other thing, and then you've got it. This is like, oh, yeah, somewhere in there. It, it'll hit a thing that's somewhere in your line of sight. But I don't know if that's working right. But, yeah, I, I much prefer the U kind because you know the three tops need to be in the right spot and it will shoot straight. With it's the, like a peep sight. That, what does that mean? A peep sight. That's the kind of sight it is. When you look through a hole in the back and you line up a uh, a point in the front, uh, in the center of that hole, and then you put that on the target. That's a peep sight. Okay. So lining up a point to the center of a hole or a circle, to me, was a little hard to know you're doing it perfect compared to, like, line up these three prongs so that they're equally high and, you know, it'll it'll hit the thing that's in the top of the center prong. Like, it... It's not my preferred sight, the peep sight, I guess. So, um, so anyway, I, and it was a fairly long shot. I don't know what to call it, like twenty-five yards ish. Yes, twenty yards, I would say. Okay, I, so, I'll get the video up at some point. I really will. Sure. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I'm looking at the memory card that it that it's on right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're adorable. So, um, <laughs> anyway, so I shot at the turtle. I may or may not have hit it, and then jumped in the water. Kyle, on the other hand, shot a turtle in the water. 
right? This turtle is floating along the top. He shoots the towards the turtle and says, hey, after I shot, the turtle was floating. That's not evidence of a kill. It was floating before you shot at it. And then the turtle's like, no, you know what? I ought to skedaddle. So then it's not floating anymore. This is an unconfirmed no, kill, my what, friend. Here's what happened. Um, so so the way these – and I could tell the people in the subreddit didn't understand this either. The turtles come to the top to kind of bask in the sun and take a breath. They don't stay up there long. Like they come up to the top for maybe th- you know 20 seconds, catch their breath, and they go back down to hunt for whatever they eat. And uh, and so if you shoot and miss, they immediately just duck down and they're gone. Like because you know there was a big disturb. They got it scares them. This one and that what that's what happened earlier when I missed a turtle when I shot the water and and nothing happened. I was like I missed that one because he left. This turtle on the other hand, I made I, I squeezed the trigger. I made a good shot and he's and instead of do instead of maintaining his current position, which was kind of front uh higher than his back sort of so his head was above the water but you know his tail was below he just sort of floated flat in the water and then i pumped a couple more in him and he didn't retreat and i was and then i watched him for maybe five seconds and he still just like floated there in a weird way because he was dead unlike the other turtles who always just like get the fuck up out of there so i was like i was like yeah he's dead he's totally dead and he was but he sank he didn't. He didn't swim away. He didn't escape. He's dead on the bottom of the river. Okay, so let's say it wasn't a one v one against the turtle. Let's say the turtle died. Let's let's say you lost the one v one to the river via dog paddling. Oh my <laughs> Here's God. my question. So apparently, I lost a one v one to a turtle. That's Kyle's side of the story. Now he wants to stream that shit. What kind of bullshit is that? <laughs> He's threatening me. Don't think I won't stream. I, I as have long as you don't blame here. it for the downfall of your YouTube channel, you're good. <laughs> about People subscribe. I shouldn't be picking on poor wings. People subscribe to me for my shooting accuracy. That's what they like about me. If they know that I missed a turtle, I'm fucked. <laughs> Sorry, wings. Joking. I did not miss Damn. a turtle. And, and <laughs> I will say this: I did miss a bird earlier in the day. Um, and, and you know, I'm, I am blaming your sights mostly for for missing it because I, I'm a decent shot. And and this bird was just it was it was so tiny though. If I'd hit it, I would have felt bad, and I would have been embarrassed to like prepare it, you know, to pluck the feathers and like pull its breast out or whatever. Because it was the, it was literally like if I put I could hold it in my fist and you wouldn't know I had a bird. Mm. Like that's how tiny this poor little thing was. But I was so fucking hungry, and I just had jogged like half a mile trying to kill that damn stork bird, which was almost certainly some sort of like federally protected like. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle really is a good shot. So. Here, I'll line it up, and I'll talk about me first. With um, with a long gun and a scope, I think that I'm better than most. I'm not, like, special or anything, but I'm better than most. Uh, with a pistol, I think I'm normal, you know, amongst people who know how to handle a pistol. And with a shotgun, for some reason, I'm well below average. I don't know what it is, but... You're not. So the reason you're below average with a shotgun is you've never had any, like, training with that. Like, you're just picking it up and trying to use it with your rifle and pistol skills and it's a different it's a different thing it's more feely touchy and Kyle was know. trying to show me like he what Kyle, Kyle can do lots of things like he can just throw things in the air hit it with a shotgun all the time he he had um uh, when we went to your father's house you had like a launcher of some sort so he was able to hit skeet from a from a distance um or he can do things like he'll, he'll pump around hit it with the butt of the gun and then that'll make it like fly in the air, and he shoots it, 
and then pumps the next round uh, that it, you know that's a suspent. Hit that one and shoot it and continue that kind of like trick shot. He shoots the bullets as they or um, uh, shells Shell. as they get ejected from the side of the shotgun to, by like giving them a little elevation with the butt and reaims it. I am not even close to that. If I just toss it up and try to shoot it, I miss more than you'd think. Like the. Like even a bad shot would hit it. There must be something mechanically wrong with me. I, but anyway, it's I, not that. I promise you. In an afternoon of like me and you on a skeet range, you would be a competent shotgun sh- shooter. We should do that. We should go shoot sporting clays. I'd be down. I'd totally be down. But anyway, it, 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 as me of right now, I think I'm below average with a shotgun, at least average with a pistol, and above average with a with a rifle. Kyle is well above average in every discipline. I'm best with a shotgun, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll agree with that. With a shotgun, you know, look, if you go to a shotgun range and there's 30 people there, Kyle Verwin will be the best one. He'll just walk in and be better than all. With a pistol, I'm just I'm just average. I, I, I never had much practice with a pistol or use for one. It's kind of like, it's like that Quigley Down Under thing. When it, Did you like never... win? You won that. All right, so we go to this, um, like, training facility, right? And there's all these cops there. There's, like, ex-military guys. And they do a shooting competition. And I talked about this once before. I did super well. And I show up. I look like I'm ready to go golfing. I have, like, the plaid Woody's Gamer shorts. Like, I don't know if I'm wearing flip-flops or something. I, everyone else is dressed like they're in the fucking Delta Force. And, yeah, they're uh, wearing... <laughs> they're wearing, the, like, like bl- everything's black and, like, like cargo pants and, like, Yeah, they have, like, like, guns strapped to their thighs and 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 I show up in like like you know you've seen Woody's Gamer shorts right and then um, we go to shoot and no one's like seen me or talked to me but I'm fitting in like a fucking Democrat at a gun range and uh, and then the first shot like so I I was maybe in the third round of shooters to go one v one and it was so like everyone's struggling and this and that and I ask him we're shooting like steel dinner plate sized targets from maybe fifteen yards like it's not and and I'm confident. I'm like, you know, so where in the dinner plate should I hit it? Do you want me to hit like the top section, the bottom <laughs> section? Like what makes I remember it, that. What makes it fall over better? And they're like, dude, just try to hit it at all. Aim for the middle. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. And I go up against this guy. Ping, 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 ping. All six dinner plates fall down. I'm the first guy to do anything like that. And it was like, I, I told you. <laughs> like I didn't do that in the second round. In the second round, I fell to the pressure, but um, it was it was cool that I, I I'm still happy to this day that I made like that positive first impression on a bunch of strangers dressed in Delta clothes. <laughs> Did they like cheer for you? Were they like they yeah. were, their jaws dropped open? It was like oh. holy like I, I don't yeah, know. You, yeah, you were the first one to clear it cleanly, you know, with no misses. And the thing about it is, it's a race. So Woody has five. Woody has like five plates, and then there's a plate in the like I have five plates. Woody has five plates, and then there's a plate in the middle. Oh, so that's it's a, right. Mm. So when I knock down my five plates, I can then attack the middle target, which is the winning point. And and that's why shooting them cleanly is so important because it's a race, and it's easy to get to get like flustered and like waste some rounds. They, um, but but they were using Glocks, so they had seventeen. No, well, they, they didn't. Glock they, they didn't. They they put like eight rounds in it. Mm, that's uh, what I was gonna ask. He's right about the clip size. Oh, that's but but there were a couple people who needed like to reload. That during... was me. Wait, yeah, really? that was me. I had to reload. Yeah. Well, you yeah, I used my only... 1911. Yeah, yeah. So you only had seven rounds, but I, I think the Glock people also had seven rounds for like six targets. Like you, you couldn't miss okay. much and still be competitive. 
But didn't you win that whole thing? That's what my, that's where yeah. I was headed with the story. Yeah, Kyle got first place. I did. I may have had the best round, but I wasn't consistent enough to win the whole thing. I think Kyle was. Mm. So. Um, yeah, I I think in the end it was me and Maurice. So I'm just saying when he says he's average, like yeah, I'm average. You know, I went to a bunch of fucking Delta Force people and outshot them all. That's normal, right? <laughs> <laughs> I. It, I feel like I'm average in like the shooting community. Like like as far as like normal people who don't have much gun experience, that's a, it's, they're just novices. They don't they don't you know they're not part of the equation. But like if I'm comparing myself against like, competent shooters, I'm I'm pretty poor with a pistol. I'm average at best. Uh, with a with a carbine, I, I'm much better than average. Uh, long range rifle, I'm much better than average. And, and shotgun, I'm excellent. I think if I was to do it again and do it like during hunting season, like it. We almost brought that gun for self-protection, and it was nice, you know, in case we got attacked by a turtle. And uh, <laughs> it was nice in that, like, you could um, fold it down. It all fit into the butt of the gun and, and put it in my backpack and be kind of discreet about it. If we're going in, like, hunting season, I think I might get something with a scope because I have a much easier time hitting stuff. Yeah, I agree. And, oh, I, and I walked in there thinking that I wouldn't be shooting at anything more than, like, 10 yards away. I was like, the lines of sight just aren't that big. You go to the woods in the East Coast, you can't see anywhere. You know, it, it, there's nothing there. But um, when uh, when you're there and there's like a river and you're shooting across and there's like birds and like, it, there were like 100 yard shots to deal with. So iron sights are tough. But Yeah, anyway, scopes are good. Can I ask a question as a non-shooter? Yeah. To I don't know yeah. anything about guns, but I... I how realistic as far as field of vision and lining up the sights like how realistic are gun or video game iron sights like call of duty with the real thing the actual real thing well in the game it's more it i would describe it as the game is more one dimensional whereas actually aiming a gun is more three dimensional there's a lot more factors going on than just up, uh, you know, up and down and left and right, which is all you really have to worry about when you're controlling a video game character. But if you're actually holding the gun, then I mean, your fucking arm gets tired. Like that when, when the guy's holding his breath and like steadying, steadying himself in Call of Duty. In real life, you can only do that for a brief moment. When you go completely steady, when you slow your heart rate a little bit, you catch that moment between heartbeats where you're not moving a, a bit to squeeze off a thousand yard round. Um. It's it, it's a moment that you have to pick. When there's the a lot more ways to hold the gun wrong. Like Kyle says, the idle sway for for me anyway in real life is a lot worse than it is in holding a, a gun in the game. And uh, but the other thing that I, I I don't have a lot of fully auto experience, but I handle like the full auto spray a lot worse than I do in video games. In a video game, you can just sort of compensate for it. You know, at the gun range in COD Four. I can put every bullet in, like, the center of a target, even full auto. At the gun range in real life, full auto, I'm, like, just trying to keep on the entire body Get side. Get the children away from Woody during yeah, this Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and I, I haven't even shot a submachine gun, but I think that even people who are competent with, like, an Uzi, only the first couple shots go where you point. The rest just go in a general direction. Yeah, and Uzis are real pieces of shit. I don't, I don't understand. They, they get so much... They're in, a, they're in all those movies because they're actually that popular, or they were, with mm-hmm. like you know the Secret Service and a lot of uh, special forces guys. They would they would use Uzis, and I still don't. I, I can't understand it because they're shit. 
They're really crappy. You re- I guess if you're dealing with somebody who's in the same room as you and you just want to spray a lot of lead, then that's the way to go. I guess that's what it is. So they're infinitely hard to control. They're infamously hard to control. But um, are they reliable? Yeah. Oh. Well, that's mm-hmm. another thing you look for. And they for. take pistol rounds, don't they? Yeah. Oh. All the SMGs do, right? Am I crazy? Um, yeah. I thought that was one of the defining characteristics. Pretty much, yeah. Do we need a new topic? We probably do. Kyle, update on the landlord situation. Someone, um, we're going to do something. My fear is that he may have filed bankruptcy. That doesn't get you out of breaking the law. Um. Breaking the law. Breaking the law, breaking. And Lefty was saying that we had to, uh, or, or someone I was talking to was saying we had to petition. Um, what was it, Lefty? Garnish his uh, wages. Like the um, the, uh, da, 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 the the district attorney or something. We had to take I, it to someone like that. Uh, this, this sounds I, like attorney Lefty talk. I don't yeah. know. I know <laughs> it was a while ago. The last, what was the last you had heard? You would. I'm not sure. Were you trying to press charges or get your money back? Either way, I would like he's. I would like to press charges in order to get my money back. Um. So you want your money back, and you want to make him pay? Yes, that. Yeah, I think you should probably just sit still for a couple of weeks because Woody Crafts a little bit in front of you on this on this one. Now we've we've <laughs> taken the lead. <laughs> I love that. I can't wait for that to uh, to. to to come to fruition. The, uh, it's it's already started. The attorney's letters have like arrived at people's houses. Ooh, and... I love that. That's when it gets real. Yeah, it's real. It's fucking real. And and it, it's the internet is real. People <laughs> got. I know. I'm just gonna catch people up for anyone who doesn't know the story. What happens is people at Woodycraft sometimes they play the game. They they're there for months. They make lots of little purchases. Now, there's this there's no concept of donation at Woodycraft. You buy things. You add it to your shopping cart. You check out, and then when you check out, you like go to PayPal. You sign in. You confirm it. Whatever. There's, there's two confirmation screens, like 20 clicks. You don't enter your own prices. It, you add it to your cart, just like Amazon. You can't accidentally overpay for something. They say this is 9.99, and you add it to your cart. Um, so, so just to get that right. And then they use this stuff and they play for months and months and months. And then, um, you know, they're ready for a change, right? Maybe they're just done with Minecraft. Maybe they, uh, you know, go to a different server. That's unlikely. We're the best on the fucking planet. And then some. Um, but uh, it's it's a lot like listening to a song, playing it for a long, long time, and then being like, all right, something new. And then pretending that it wasn't you all along. And then you say, like, all right, you know, that was identity theft. It's not really me. I didn't do this, et cetera. And um, uh, I feel like Woodycraft had developed a reputation of being easy to steal from. And that's what we had to correct. That's why I mentioned it on Painkiller already the first time. Like, you need to know that if you do this in my house, then, you know, you're you're not just going to get away with it. You know, we're going to bring in an attorney. We're going to garnish your wages. I don't know what your punishment is going to be. You know, like I mentioned that guy – Cosmos, you know, he did credit card fraud, and they took away his computer until he was 21. He's 16. If that's what happens to you, that's what happens to you. That's on you. You know, I don't decide your punishment, but I do get to decide whether or not I roll over and let you steal from me, and that's not how I go. So, um, um, you know, and, and they're like, you know, what he didn't even consider ages. I do. If a kid was like eight and they did this, then I might understand it. You know, I've had kids that were eight before, but when a kid's like 15, you know exactly how commerce works, and you know, to buy all these things and then pretend it was identity theft, it's just theft. So, uh, um, yeah, the letters have gone out, 
and a couple people are like making offers or trying to get out of uh, punishment by paying us back, and we may or may not negotiate with those guys. Oh, um, so you've gotten counter offers? That's cool. Oh like, yeah, you've gotten somebody's like, oh shit. Uh, of here course. You go. Yeah, because they're oh shit letters, dude. Like, like, mm-hmm. you know, next come like like ever. You know when they service you, they like pretend to be pregnant, serve and you. then yeah, they serve. servicing is different. <laughs> it's much better <laughs> when they serve you, and like you know, they, like you know, there's no denying that you got that's that's step two to the people that aren't paying up. And um, oh, and back on to your on topic, um, our attorney lives like down the street from our first. Uh, I guess I'll call him like I guess I'm his victim, but that's. That's changing. He's going to be my victim. So my attorney lives on the same block as the DA for one of my ex-customers. And um, so we're we're actually getting some expertise on how to go after people criminally that have stolen from you. And um, I will share what I learned. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. So um, – but that, that's that's the way it's got to be. You, know, you, you, you can't steal, man. You know, mm-hmm. there are ramifications for that. And, and – um, just to reinforce this, dude, it's buying stuff at Woodycraft isn't as simple as I'd like it to be. There's no one-click mistakes here. It's like 20 clicks, and you log in twice. And, you know, it, it, these people are absolutely doing it on purpose. Then they and, use it for months, you know? They right, play. you don't screw up this 20, you know, 20 times over the course of six months. You know, I, yeah, I oh. accidentally bought these for yeah, four months and in a row. And the credit card bills are paid, aren't yes. they? Yeah, the credit card mm-hmm. bills are paid, and they enjoy the product for months. You know, like the, the case of Jumpman, which is the famous one. That guy played on Woodycraft all the time. He would constantly make it rain. Yeah, there's no accident here. He went on our forums and said that he would pay it back. You know, I'm sorry, it was my mistake, and then didn't. You know, he's playing some sort of PR thing. And uh, and by the way, I don't know. I was in, he's widely not liked. <laughs> People that know him don't like him. So, uh, um. Uh, anyway, yeah, these guys very intentionally bought in, in Jumpman case, I think he, I don't know, 50, a hundred, 200 purchases, like lots of individual things. It, it was no mistake. And, uh, um, you know, you think I'm your victim? We're going to change that up. <laughs> you know, it's not a mistake. Dollarshaveclub.com and go in there right now. Dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. Check it out. There it is. So, uh, and buy some razors. I want some. I want some feedback from you guys. And if you guys uh, want to make some videos of yourselves shaving with some Dollar Shave Club razors, we could probably feature those and talk about those on a future show. I like Put that. I'll tell you what. If you pimp dollarshaveclub.com slash pka, I'll like your video and notify my subscribers about your channel. Mm. Ooh. Assuming but if you that cut it, yourself, we, we I might it. jump in on that. I can't say. Yeah, sure. I, I feel like I overcommitted there. I don't know how many I'm going <laughs> to get bombarded like, <laughs> with. But uh, but but it, you've got to make a. You know, you got to be getting shaved with a Dollar Shave Club razor and talking. Yeah, about. yeah. Make a sincere effort to make a cool video, like that guy that did the. Remember the guy who um who made the video about Wings' death and how tragic it, like he felt, and, <laughs> and he, like, he he tried to kill himself by jumping like three feet into water and stuff. Yeah. If you do something on that level, I will absolutely. Uh, tell people about your video. Or so, the Chief Running Mouth PK Survival Trip. Yeah, uh, yeah. That guy was that guy was really good. So, so so do a good job with it, and uh, and and we'll we'll hook you up. The one wife Char- the one wife Charlie stuff is for a different website, not for YouTube. I don't want to <laughs> see that. That's yeah. between you and your toilet. That's, that's I, literally send it to me. It's okay. I'll like the yeah. Oh. I'll yeah, tell you what. Go ahead. If you pimp <laughs> one wife Charlie on RedTube, we might talk. 
<laughs> yeah, well, send it over to eFox. What do you might see it there? <laughs> Good stuff over there. Good, Good stuff. stuff. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, I tried it. I was about to go snooping around. Woody pimping eFucked. My curiosity got me. And I was like, I got to see what this is all about. It's not good. Go ahead. Tell me I, what your experience was. No, I typed in efuck.com, hit enter, and then immediately closed out the incognito window. I didn't want to, I didn't click on anything on the website. I was like, I'm done. I, I think really, I am yeah, an internet veteran, right? There, there's not much you can do to, like, really shock me anymore. But efuck, man. <laughs> Some of those things you, you can't get them out of your head. It, 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 like on his deathbed, he will remember that yeah, penis with the hole. I in know it. with the hole in the high heel. <laughs> his last words yeah. will be that poor cock, and then he will fade into the darkness. I sometimes talk about like you know this experience will make you emotionally richer. This shit will <laughs> bankrupt you in one little corner of your head. You will be emotionally wrecked and just. Uh, the blood, like like the, the the heel pierces and then the blood's like, it's. Pal, is there any kind of porn where you mutilate someone, like put a hole in them or cut them and fuck that injury? <laughs> There's got to be something like that, right? Uh, you would know. That's a line from a Slipknot song. <laughs> like that's one of the opening lines from. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not aware of anything like that because that's that's mm. pretty rough. I've seen some some stuff where they do some stuff that I would consider personally mutilation. To genitals, you know, that I've seen like uh, uh, an apparatus in which like the woman's vagina lips were all pierced uh, and then uh, sort of locked together. Like each lip was connected, you know, the ring on the left lip was connected to the ring on the right lip, and then a lock was placed mm-hmm. in the, mm-hmm. into them both. So like the three ring binder or something. Yeah, it's like a three ring vagina binder, basically. Um, mm. That. Um, I've seen some, uh, I've seen where the guy had these crazy, like, ball bearings inserted in his cock. Like, so it was, like, ribbed for her pleasure, I guess. I thought that was pretty, <laughs> I thought that was pretty gentlemanly of him to. Yeah, what a sweet guy. So he had ball bearings under the skin of his cock. Yeah, yeah. And it, it gave him essentially permanent ribs. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like it was a, and they were, they were very evenly placed in a pattern. So that they were like, you know, I, I I have seen that same pattern. I don't on think what... he's doing it right. I'm not an expert on this, but I'll say this: when I, if you look at sex toys, I I have to assume that they've evolved into the perfect design for pleasure, right? There's no. And I have seen. I've but I was gonna say this. I've seen that same like, you know, like uh like ball bearing technology in sex toys. But when you see the leading sellers, the rabbit, the that. Back massager thing with the, the rab- ball on the, the end. The rabbit has them. The no, it doesn't. Them. It's a smooth little. No, and no. It's small. It's sha- it has bumps on it. Yeah, it's it, it's got those bumps on the shaft, and the shaft rotates and j- oscillates, and then it's got the other thing that like vibrates on the clit. It's good at what it does. It's I think there's it's incredible at what it does. Rabbits. I think there's that little small little. Oh. I, I know what Woody's yep. talking about. It looks like a suppository, but then there's one that's like it's like a. You know, lefties like, entire. You know. Actually, all of you are right. So uh, the one I was talking about, yeah, it almost does look like a spot. It, it's it it's not much bigger than this, and mm-hmm. it's smooth on all the side, almost bullet shaped. It's like the size of a large bullet. And I thought that was with the rabbit, but now that I Google it, I see that there is another thing called the rabbit. It's the, it has its own Wikipedia page, <laughs> and uh, it's that good. Hmm. 
So I guess that's the other rabbit. I now nah, I don't know. I and and it, like you said, it has ball bearings on it. I, in my head, where I was going with this is that the common tools are usually smooth and actually much smaller than than the penis. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought maybe this guy was doing it wrong. But I don't know. There's some other things in there too. It's not as long. The clitoral stimulation of it is pretty damn good. <laughs> There's a lot of. I've noticed on Motherless especially, um, Motherless used to be some stuff that I thought was funny. Like there'd be like people getting fucked by horses and stuff. Or like some guy would get get, get caught with his pants down trying to fuck a goat and then the goat would like beat him up, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, but then all of a sudden they got rid of all that stuff because I guess it's illegal to try to fuck a goat and then get your ass kicked. And they started uploading a lot of scat porn. And I've got to say, if there's one thing that I just can't get into one bit, like I don't even want to see it, or like even the thumbnails themselves, I find them repulsive. If because you, the thumbnail will be so hardcore, dude. It, it will be a person. Remember when Arnold Schwarzenegger covered himself in mud in Predator <laughs> to conceal himself? <laughs> it looks like these women were being attacked by the Predator, and they were like, quick, honey, shit all over me. <laughs> So Chat? I can conceal myself from the predator. Scat porn is poop porn. People who get a kick out of pooping on each other, going predator and smearing it. It's, <laughs> it, it's Poop's not a turn-on for me. Mm-mm. Not a bit. A lot of the populace would agree with that statement. That's just kind of, like, I wonder what's in your mind. Not necessarily wrong, but what in your mind makes that, like... Yeah. What I about that, it? I love that Lefty refuses to judge the, the scat porn. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying that. it's wrong. Well, because <laughs> if you start down that road, then you can get into, then you start getting into deviant sexual behavior. And if you go down that road, eventually you arrive at homosexuality is deviant sexual activity, and that's not right. And I don't want to even start down that path. So I'm not going to judge you for what you like sexually, but I just want to know what the fuck is wrong with your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Feels a little judgy. Yeah, go ahead, baby. Really? Take a big old dump on my cock. I want it. Ah, uh, it's all steamy. No, that's just uh, speaking of e fucked. I saw, thought of you. When I read about some chick killing herself. It was really weird. Wait, wait. Who did you think of when you read about the female? Woody, because you're Me. talking about you're okay. Talking about the casting, some of the casting couch stuff that you watch on e fucked, or maybe it's Kyle that says it, that it's like, it's like sometimes heavy hitting stuff. Yeah. Um, one of those girls killed herself. She was uh, 18 years old. Uh, she she did casting couch like porn. I don't know if it was casting couch, mm-hmm. um, and she did it. And she was a recent high school graduate. And she started getting Facebook, uh, Twitter tweet or tweets and like Instagram messages from people from her high school that found her porn, and um, she she shot herself. Why do people got to do that? Why is it if you find someone did a porn, you have, I have to berate found, them until they dude, do something horrible? I have found people that I, I have found people that I know on a variety of places where they shouldn't have been, and I never say a word. I never say a word. I, I I've seen people in. Uh, I have found people uh, in pornos, and I've been like, holy shit, that's that person. Never say a word. I'm a secret keeper. But, yeah, these kids just harassed this girl. And um, for a while she was trying to be, like, defiant about it, like, you're not going to keep me down. But then she just uh, then she killed herself. It's, it's, um, just... it's tougher than people might guess to, um, to – like, most people have never been hated by 10,000 people on a, in a single day. And they think, well, it's the Internet. It doesn't matter. It, 
It does, it, like, so, all right, on one hand, you're right, and you have to be kind of strong and push back and, and ignore it and let it go. On the other hand, like, you know, it, it's, it, it'd be an unusual person that gets that level of hate and doesn't care. I mean, just put it into real life terms. If you had 10,000 people come to your door, ring the bell, and say, I fucking hate you, what you do is bad, kill yourself... 10,000 people do that in real life, you'd probably get depressed. You know, the internet is some distance, so words don't hurt as much, but cut it in half, that's still 5,000 people fucking with you. It, it chips away at everyone to some degree. It's, um... And you're never going to get Kyle to upload again. Good job. <laughs> right. I, 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 I'm definitely not picking on him with this line of thing, but uh, Wings of Redemption made a Facebook post. Was it today or yesterday or something? Yeah, today. Today. And essentially he said, look, people are giving me a hard time about being heavy. I'm not doing any more vlogs. I can't take it anymore. I'm going to become a Let's Play channel. I'm going to crank it out in that direction. That sounded like a masturbation reference. But um, (laughs) (laughs) he's going to – and you know, like, you know, his Let's Plays don't get as many views as his vlogs do. People really like his vlog stuff. But there are some people who enjoy – giving him a hard time and he just wants to like it he's choosing the videos that get roughly is half as many views is that a fair estimation mm-hmm. yeah yeah he's choosing the videos that get half as many views because he feels like he'll get less hate and he'd rather go that way mm-hmm. right i i think that it sounds like well what he's what he's saying is that he doesn't enjoy making those real life videos they're not worth the uh the emotional toll they're taking and he would, what he would rather do is be a Let's Play channel. And hell or high water, that's the path he's going to take. And that's literally what he's saying. He's like, if i got to shed 30,000 subs, I'll do it. And, you know, that's, he's been saying that for a, for a long time that he wants a Let's Play channel. And I, I hope he does well with it. And my, it, I, if you listen to this, Wings, what I'd love from you, please, play some games that we'd love to see you play. Play Fallout, play, but, you know... Do Fallout on the PC with some mods. Do something new and cool with in the, with Fallout or Skyrim or Bioshock Infinite, something like that. Some cool new-ish game that's two or three years old, and I'd I'd love less, to watch those. Or yeah, a new game would be a new game is the way to go. I know he's doing some Wolfenstein now. Um, yeah, I watched that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but you know, stay current. I, I think he knows a lot of this, so I'm not telling him anything new. But um. Yeah. Search engine, search engine optimization is huge, and think about what people are searching on now. You know, some games that aren't brand new but are heavily played. Like I'll, I'm, I'm saying, League of Legends. I don't know if that's a good choice for him, but people might be searching on that today. It doesn't have to be a brand new game. It just needs to be a relevant game that people might want right. to be, you know, still playing and, and doing this thing with. But what was interesting about this, like why I brought him up, is that like he's choosing to go in this direction, even though I think he knows. It's a it's a tougher road to hoe because it's just going to have less hate and you know the, the, this this poor girl that did porn wings he doesn't want um, it's emotionally difficult to deal with. Yeah. And wh- where did we get to when we all of a sudden now if you do porn you're some awful person that's like what are we in 1955 all of a sudden <laughs> you know people in open relationships open marriages and stuff and and all of a sudden some chick does a porn. And it's just, oh, you whore, slut, bitch, cokehead, whatever. And it's just, what the f- it, Never mind, they, they don't say this to the guys. Probably if you know a porn star, if you know a male porn star, you're like, oh, bro, I love looking at your huge cock on video, bro. <laughs> and, you know, question yourself on that, but... Don't judge you know, me. 
<laughs> they don't say it to the men, but to the women, it's just you know, degree, you know, uh, Sasha Gray is. I think she went back to college after leaving porn. She's well read and things like that. She, to, there are many porn stars that totally break the traditional. Sasha porn Gray star is. Mold. That's why she's interesting. So it. I don't know if you've that ever seen her is art. Incredible. <laughs> she um. If you ever see her do a video, she is. Uh, like extreme out there, right? There's nothing that she doesn't seem to absolutely love, <laughs> you know, <laughs> including some stuff where like she's not being treated great. She just wants to be treated worse, you know. They, but I saw a comedian who was like, you know, you might think that you're, you know, he's like, I like sluts. I absolutely like sluts. Sluts are my thing. He's like, now you might think, I don't know, I get pretty wild. It's like, no, you don't get wild. Um, you know, it, like when you give head, it's because you think. You know, my guy likes this. I, I hope he would. When I get head from a slut, it's because she can't live another moment without a cock in the back of her throat. She needs it. You know, it, it, you might do anal four times a year because your, your boyfriend or husband thinks that it's nice and it's a change of pace. This other person is thinking, hmm, I wish there were two dicks in my butt. <laughs> you know, so Sasha Gray. <laughs> if only there was another one. Yes, if only there was a second one. Sasha Gray, at least on camera, I don't know how she really feels, is that second person. She's the one who wishes that, you know, that if only this penis were 16 inches long so I could be a genuine sword swaller. If only there was a second penis on this guy so that I could have two in my butt. Like She's that guy, but she's also really well-read. She's also really intelligent. I, I, like, I first learned of her when she was uh, interviewed on some like television talk show type thing. And... Uh, you hear her speak, and she was getting kind of beat up on, like ganged up by four people. And uh, she just she's like, used to that, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but she handled herself really professionally. And in the end, you're like, you know what? All these people attacking her, all these people who were kind of like giving her a hard time and judging her, actually seem to have a lot less class than she does, even though she's the one who wishes she could be a genuine male sword swallower, she seems to be like, you know, she's handling herself with class. She had good posture. You know, like it, it, it's hard to describe what class really is, but, um, you know, that's what's interesting about Sasha Gray. She is Nancy Reagan in public and Sasha Gray in the bedroom. Really great ass. That's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't think I could, I, I mean... Oh, hi, Mom. I never date a porn star. I don't <laughs> think I could ever do it. It's just not like I don't like it. It's not I me could... either. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. I um, I respect it, but I don't like that I and any other dude or girl or transvestite thing can watch you taking poundings from huge cocks all over the joint. You know? Not a big fan of it. Transvestite thing. Oh, yeah, I know the transvestite oh, thing. They get, they get down, don't they? They, they, they call it a thing. Yeah, that's that. I think is a little <laughs> offensive, but I was going to let it go. Um, I was well, what do you call them? You, you, what do you call them? He, she? They don't like that. They're oh, wow. transgender. I just don't think the thing is the right way to go. That's an mm. object. <laughs> um, I was going to say something else. It. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh shit! Oh, <laughs> Well, I don't know. We need we need new pronouns for this. Why not just transvestite or transgender, whichever one they prefer nowadays? I don't even know. I, I did find out recently that tranny is not something that they it's like. Yeah, it's not. That's, that's a no-no. Remember when I called that? Remember when we were we we're talking to those trannies? They didn't like it. Uh, I've forgotten that actually. So they, so they were looking through like so. I had a YouTube channel before 
Woodycraft, or I'm sorry, uh, Woody's Gamertag, and um, uh, they were looking at all my old comments, which thankfully were just as I described them, like in, encouraging and you know, like mm-hmm. supportive of the people that I watched and fanned. And uh, but if you go back far enough, it's not even about gaming; it's about off-road vehicles. And they're like, Woody's first comment ever was about trannies. And they're like, yeah, Woody, that's, that's not nice. I don't like being called that, etc. But it was about trannies. It was, it was about the S10 transmission needing more oil when you climb rocks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it wasn't mean. It was, it was, you know, educational. <laughs> um, can, oh, we do Game of, can we do Game of Thrones talk? We yes, can. let's I do have, Game of Thrones talk. I have another topic. All right, my topic is it can go anytime. Game of Thrones talk. So, so it, we can I, so we found out. Okay, on the, on the PKA subreddit, there were a lot of people, book readers actually, who enjoyed our hypothesizing about what was going to happen next because we're show watchers and we're only Indeed. as current as the show. Yeah, I read that as well. So it, let's let's see how this goes. I'm kind of curious. Anyway, yeah, Kyle, you were leading in. Okay, so we uh, we got to see uh, who the uh, the contestants are going to be in the fight, and mm-hmm. it is Gregor Clegane, the mountain that rides. Yep. Um, who they've recast three times now, um, and now they've picked a 25 year old actor, the second strongest man in the world, and a really young looking guy who's supposedly the older brother of the Hound. So really shitty casting, if you ask me. They could have CGI'd. Some like rougher, tougher-looking actor to be a giant, and I would have I would have enjoyed it much more than this actual giant who looks I don't know like a like a teddy bear. Um, Wait, you but think he looks but like a teddy bear? To, look at look, look at a picture of that guy. That, okay, that guy's okay. Well, you talk. I'm gonna find one for. for the Apparently, guy. in the books, he's some like madman. Like this is the guy who burnt his own brother's face off over a toy at a young age. Like this guy is a psychopath. Like really fucked up. He's crazy. Like like foaming at the mouth, nut job. And they've made him look, you know, like a big teddy bear, to, if you ask me. Now, given when they showed him to us, he was bashing these poorly armed soldiers into pulp with it, with his enormous sword that's the size of a person. But all right, I, this is what Kyle describes as a teddy bear. I'll give you guys the link. His face, not his body. Obviously, he is. <laughs> he is kind of like chubby in the face, cutesy a little bit. He's not intimidating. The original mountain was – he had something more in the face that was scary. But this dude is like, what, seven and a half feet tall? Yeah. No, I saw a picture. Of this guy. Oh, he's 6'8 like, like, or 6'9 or something oh, like that okay. and like 300-something pounds. And it, he's just – wow, yeah. he's just a big human. Such a teddy bear, this guy. <laughs> How many calories do you think he eats a day? A bunch, I would say. One Lannister. All right. And season <laughs> one was your favorite mountain? Yeah. I haven't seen the second one, I don't think. If I did, I missed it. When I, I feel like he was focused in season one and, and uh, season four the most. I'm having a hard time getting the right mount. Yeah, what like you're I'm looking the for same guy is... No matter what. Remember the scene where he was like, sword! And they brought him the sword and he cut his horse's head off after he lost the joust? Yeah, here's... I think I found it. I don't know. They all seem kind of ridiculously badass to me. Okay, so um, carry on. So I, I guess we should throw out some. Well, let's cover let's cover what we learned this week, and then we can talk about some predictions for the future episode and try to keep that tight. All right. So we learned that we're going to have some slick expert in poison go against the mountain. 
uh, the slick expert in poison. Oh, who also, by the way, is good with small arms, like daggers and such. No, um, he's the spear. He, no, okay, he, so he's the fucking, like, dragon from the east or whatever. What, I can't remember what they call him, the serpent or something like that. The viper, that's what it is. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's a spear, a lance. So he's going to be spinning around and doing crazy stuff with a lance much quicker and faster and, and against the mountain. I was going – I was referring to the scene where he was in the brothel and he used I think one or two daggers, stabbed the guy in the hand. Like it's a much better tool in close quarters than a broadsword. Remember? Yeah, I remember that. But he's not going to be like in a brothel in close quarters when he fights the mountain. It's going to be in an arena. And We're talking mountains. about the, the prince who's bisexual, right? Yes, the guy. Yes. Yep. yes, Prince Oberon. Okay. So, He's totally going to have the crazy lance for the battle. Um, yeah, he might. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, anyway, the guy has skills, and like you said, he's the speedy one. I don't know if experts in po- – he's an expert in poisons. So they kind of covered that. They made sure that it was known. I don't know if it's going to play a role in the fight, but I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, that, that didn't stick out to me. I don't think he would poison the mountain. I think he's an honorable guy. I think that – because that's what he's been preaching the whole time. He's like, you know, where I come from, you know, maybe we do fuck our sisters, but – or we do, we do um, like – we are bisexual, but, you know, we don't murder babies and beat stuff like women. that. And beat our women and stuff like that. But but don't – don't you know, I won't judge. He's, he's, <laughs> he's just honorable. I think he's an honorable good guy. I don't think he's going to poison the mountain. I think he's going to – I hope he kills the mountain. I'd like that, but I don't. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. What do you think is going to happen in the fight? That's a good question. I think it'll be similar to the last challenge, where the cell sword was like faster and used the environment to his advantage, and he was a little, not, like, not fully honorable, and that was one of the ways that he won. Whereas the, I think he's going to win, and Tyrion's going to survive, but I'm not sure. Um, and by, think, go on. How? It, but what do you mean by define win? The mountain will die. Is he going to kill the mountain? Yes. See, okay, so your prediction is that Prince Oberon will kill the mountain that rides outright, and he'll be gone from the show. You have to yep. win, don't you? It's trial by combat? I think that uh, whoever's judging the contest has the, you know, I think if he, like, got him into submission, mm-hmm. um, the, you know, like, whoever's judging the thing could give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I, it, I, I vaguely remember that that's what happened uh in the last uh, trial by combat with Tyrion, it seemed like his sellsword was like ready to kill the guy, and he like looked up, and they were like, "Do it!" And he fucking killed him. Yeah, threw him so, out the moon. So board. I think he's gonna kill the mountain. Um, I think the other thing is more interesting is the overall story arc. Like, so again, I don't know the future, but the Starks seemed out of it when Rob died. Right, you know the, the the Red Wedding. Rob is like the lead Stark. He was the bright hope that the good guys were gonna take their power back. And then he was gone, and you're like, wow, now it's just Sansa, who is, you know, who at the time was this work, worthless weep or meat. Lemon cakes are my favorite. <laughs> right? That's her only line. Like, if you pay attention, if Sansa is in a scene without lemon cakes, it's fucking shocking. They were even <laughs> on the inventory of the ship that took her to, to Aunt Lysa's house. There were lemon cakes at Lysa's. There were like three scenes. There's one scene where Shay was like, she won't even eat her lemon cakes. And it's like, and Tyrion's like, they're your favorite. And it's like, what? So, what the fuck so Sansa has been pulled out. Enough with the fucking lemon cake. Sansa has been pulled out of 
you know, this horrible situation where King Joffrey was like having her clothes ripped off as a punishment, where she was embarrassed, where like everyone in the world, with the exception of Tyrion, was an enemy of her. Now she's in Winterfell. Now Littlefinger kind of loves her. Now, you know, she's being a bit more clever. She's kind of tactical. She can tell a lie, whereas previously all she could really do was say platitudes. Sansa, to me, has become a player in the Game of Thrones, whereas previously she was a pawn. And then you have um, the little girl, Arian. Arya. Arya. You have Arya, who um, uh, you know was previously just like a little baby. Now she has a list of people that she wants to murder, and unlike me, she's making progress on her list, and I respect that. <laughs> she is she's just ripping it up, and I love that about her. So you've got Sansa, and you've got Arya. By the way, Jon Snow. He's moving into a position of power at the wall. Yeah, uh, you know, whereas previously he was just like emptying chamber pots and stuff like that. Now the guy volunteers to lead like uh, I was going to call it a crusade, but we'll say missions and he goes and he gets them done and while the people at the top of the wall seem to want to, you know, hate on him, the people like the people who also work in the Night's Watch, they're uh, they're they're all rallying behind him and he's getting a real power and that's pretty awesome. So, um, so, so Jon Snow is becoming a, a force in the world. Sansa is be- emerging into a force. Arya is emerging into a force. Um, Brand, Brand's a ward. Brand's a ward, a ward that can control people, and he's turning Hodor. In, you know, of course, Hodor is a bitch in his soul, right? There's no getting <laughs> around that. But if you swap him out for Bran, all of a sudden, Bran is not just able-bodied. He's like a superhero by taking this bitch and inserting some fucking testosterone into his system. So Bran is a player in this thing. And then the the, the guy no one's talking about in the – we don't even know if he's alive or dead, but there's an Uncle Stark somewhere who was in the first season who was influential in getting Jon Snow to become part of the Night's Watch. Now he's just up north. I picture him – like, you know Game of Thrones? Uh on, on Helm's Deep, there's that elf character and there's the dwarf character, both competing over you know who's getting the most kills. And uh, the, you think the elf is going to win because he's some sort of superhero. But what actually happens is the dwarf gets tossed into the orcs, and you assume that he's dead. Hours later, he emerges, and his number's like in the hundreds. He was just single-handedly winning like 19v1s. Out there going to – that's how I picture Uncle Stark, whatever the hell his name is. I'm so bad at names. <laughs> right? I'm not even positive that character is still alive because there's so many characters and there were so many characters that looked like that guy, you know, wearing a fur, like, coat type thing with a beard and long hair and kind of grizzly looking. There's like 18 of those guys and they're all named John or Robert or <laughs> yeah. something like that. So, and they're all lords. We've got the uncle. We've got Sansa. We've got Arya. We've got Bran. And Bran's little brother, who I don't know, who the fuck still a pawn. Fuck yeah. that kid. Yeah, fuck yeah. that guy. I hope he dies soon. <laughs> and um, uh, but they're all sort of emerging into a stronger position than they used to be. It was Rob who was winning every battle against the Lannisters and King Joffrey died, and then you think that you know, well, they've just they've you know beheaded the dragon. The Starks have nothing left. No, Starks are popping up everywhere, and they're kind of succeeding. So. So that's a thing. Yeah, the, the Starks are definitely I, – I said it a while back that I, I felt like the Starks were really poising themselves to, to make a comeback this season. And, you know, I knew they weren't down and out because on the emblem for the – you know, when the show begins and, and, and the captions roll or whatever, um, you know, there's that, that giant Game of Thrones emblem. And it's got the – you know, the, the, the Starks wolf is still up there. It's, it's one of the four main uh, houses that are represented there. 
So I think Arya is really turning dark, and she's going to be a really, really cool character. It's a shame. I, I almost wish there would be a point in, like, book four or something where, like, two years pass. And, like, Arya's, like, 17-year-old Arya, who would be a competent, like, hardcore swordswoman. It seems like at 13 or 14 or whatever her character is supposed to be, she's just never going to be much of a threat. Yeah, and her sword is, you know, it's a needle, like she calls it. That's a little... She needs to get past that. I, I, I think she could become a badass. Like, I could totally see Arya, like, I don't know, having some poisoned blades or something and doing some crazy stuff. But she's got to get, like, faster and sneakier if she's going to... You know, it was like the hound told her, he's like, you know, she tried to stab him and her yeah. sword just kind of bent. And he's, he's He, like, slaps her and he's like, I don't know, I think he was talking about his brother. We wear armor. <laughs> we wear armor. He's like, he's, he's like when, when you know, when, whenever, when they fought, he won because he had fucking armor on and a big fucking sword. <laughs> yeah. But that was a hardcore scene when she killed that guy. She was like, she was like, I remember him. He said he'd fuck me bloody with a stick. And the hound's like, is he on your list? She's like, can't be. Don't know his name. He's like... <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> and the guy, and the guy, like a fucking moron, goes, "Rook." <laughs> she immediately stabs him in the heart. <laughs> like, like, and, and you just imagine the hound, like it was like such a setup. Like it was just like a setup for a punchline. He's like, "What's your name?" <laughs> immediately, that was a great scene. Game of Thrones, man. Pretty pretty good show. It's and, a wonderful and, show. I, I'm a big fan of the show. Um, I, I saw that IMBD, you know, they were they did a ranking of the top shows that are on TV right now. Uh-huh. Number one, Cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson at a 9.5 out of 10. Okay. And number two is Game of Thrones. Is that by viewership, though, or somebody rating it? It's the IMBD rating system, whatever that may be. Mm, they, I mean, they, Cosmos is on Fox and HBO is a premium network. They were ranked. That's like pretty I said, good they were, for for HBO though. Like that's fantastic. Yeah, uh, I, I think um, I, I don't recall the rest of the list. I kind of wish I had. I'll pull it up. Um, but but I, I totally agree with that list. And those are my two favorite shows too. So I was I kind of felt like I had uh, it it uh, confirmed that I had good taste in TV when I when I saw that. And of course, like there were a few of your favorites that that you're like, oh yeah, that's definitely that definitely should be there. I'm looking the for it. I've been considering reading the books. Game of Thrones books. Um, That'd be better for you because you know I've, I've said it numerous times. This throat, this show has so much throat cutting that you will not watch it. You don't like Sweeney Todd, dude. You know what? I, so I read um, Lord of the Rings, those three books. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they move slow. Like, it, and they're action filled books, but the descriptive language he used, like I, I remember. There's a scene, I, th- I forget which book it is, where they go and they fight a spider in the dark. He spends two entire pages describing just how dark it is. It's dark, dark. It's darkity dark. It's so dark you can't see your hand in front of your face. It's dark. As the people walk, they can't see where they're placing their feet. They're hearing each other. They don't know if they're alone or in a group because it's so darkity dark, 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 dark. It's so dark. It's night out. There's no stars in the, no stars in the skies. There's no moon in the skies. It's so dark. There's no darkness. It's, it's They're outside, but it looks like they're inside because it's darkity dark, dark, dark. And I'm like, motherfucker. You know, like, tell a story. I get it. It's dark. Like, you need to spend pages on this. And that kind of detail, for me, doesn't just paint a picture. It delays the story. I don't need that. I Like, let me rock it. I get it. It's dark. If you had spent a quarter page emphasizing how dark it was, that would have been more than enough for me. Mm-hmm. But they quadrupled it, and it was a pain in the ass. 
don't know. I need some guidance on the books then, because I you can listen to the audio books. They're like forty five hours long. That uh, dude, I went to buy the audio books. I was like, all right, I'm going on a trip. I'm going to get the audio books. We're going to give this a go. And uh, then it was like, what? Forty five? I'll get five <laughs> hours into this thing, and and barely scratch the surface. I drive Hope to school. It takes like what thirty forty minutes every day. <sighs> That's like a year long endeavor. You know, like four or five days a week at 30 minutes a pop. Oh, my God. 45 hours is a huge thing. It, it I, I'm like, is there an abridged version? That's what I need. I, I, no, you got to do it all or nothing. You need Sparks Notes. I know. Book report. <laughs> yeah, what happened to Cliff Notes? They're dead? They got passed or something? Uh, no, I think they're still around. I still, still see them Barnes & Noble, I think. Hmm. I wonder what the internet did to Barnes like, and Noble book reports and stuff. What do you what Barnes and Noble? Well, I I never thought of a physical book for Cliff Notes or Spark Notes. Uh, I always did it online. Oh yeah, no, they've got Cliff Notes for you know you go to Barnes and Noble and usually there's a there's a Cliff Notes rack and it's all all local high school summer reading. Like any book you could think of that would be on a high school like Common Core syllabus, mm-hmm. they got the Cliff Notes for. It. And it's just like. You know, I get that everybody's got to have a hustle, but when you are so blatantly encouraging kids, like, hey, you're supposed to read this, you know, probably bullshit classical novel, but basically cheat on it so that you don't have to read it. I get the value of reading a book. I hated Catcher in the Rye. I was fucking, fuck Holden Caulfield, that bastard. Fuck him. But I read it, and I was like, okay, I I read and loved the great Who did you want to kill afterwards? Who, who, who did you want to kill after you read it? What do you mean? The Catch in the Rye. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, you don't get that? You know, all the people that read Catch in the Rye and then go try to assassinate someone? Oh, <laughs> oh that's right. Oh, yeah. John Lennon, Ronald Reagan, you know. I think there's a there's I think there's more things they have in common besides Catcher in the Rye. They probably also like scat porn or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, just read the books. Catch on the right was the video games playing before video games. <laughs> mm-hmm. I uh, I'm interested in the books. I'm really into the show right now. I think I'll get into the books as soon as this season ends because there's going to be a long down period. How many pages? Did you you said you have the first book, Kyle, right? Didn't you? Yes, I do. I don't know how many pages it is. It's hamburger thick. Like, are we talking That's not a lot. like fluffy bun hamburger or like McDonald's? It's double not a Big Mac. It's a McDonald's double cheeseburger, maybe, but definitely not a Big Mac. Oh, that's not bad at all. No. Yeah, let's call let's let's call it uh, 500 pages, if I had to guess. Okay, just like Tom Clancy novels. But it's pretty small. It's it's pretty small print now that I think. I don't know. It's in my bag somewhere. I'm. I started I started reading it on a trip when I was on an airplane, and I haven't picked it back up since. But I liked what I read. Are we done with Game of Thrones talk? Um, if you want more, you can go to my Civilization Five Five Hour Playthrough because Chip and Kyle certainly there. launch into. Uh, yeah, we talked a lot of Civ. <laughs> All right, do you want a whole new topic? Sure. Um, okay, if your number one wish comes true, what happens? Oh, it's the lottery, right? Yeah. That's the one because really, first asshole, of all, not because my son will start talking. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just teasing. I, I, 
I didn't mean to hurt feelings. Or Lefty anything. would be to walk again. It's got to be a given, right? You know? <laughs> no, I'd rather be rich than walking. Dude, he wins that lottery and gets his bionic legs finally. Yeah, right? It'd be like Oscar Pistorius. the shit out of anyone. Exactly. Hmm. Maybe not exactly like Oscar, uh, Oscar Pistorius. <laughs> no, I'd kill my girlfriend too. Try to get away with what it. What a wacko. That, that trial's still going. They're doing something where they do like a 30-day observatory period to make sure he's, he's competent for trial. And they're doing that in the middle of the at – the, at the end of the trial. That, mm-hmm. It's just absurd. And the prosecution wants it. The prosecution says we want to make sure he's sane. South Africa's fucked, man. That's some weird shit. Weird legal and there's system. There's no jury. There. It's 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 totally up to the judge. Yeah. Yeah, I believe you've killed your wife. Or... He's he's been crying the entire trial like out loud and vomiting so much that they stopped removing him from the courtroom. They just brought in a bucket and we're like, we'll just have to deal with the vomiting. Like that's part of now the trial involves vomiting just so everyone knows. Don't be surprised or stop anything for Oscar's vomiting. <laughs> yeah, it's because he realizes that the all the drinking and all the partying that where he would get incredibly rageful and he's he was like a, some kind of gun nut. Like if whatever constitutes being a gun nut in South Africa, that was him. He had one pistol. He had one gun. <laughs> he had <Yeah>. seven bullets. <laughs> he was like he, he was apparently like really big on guns and he, he would get very violent with people and stuff and now he realizes it's all over because you definitely got caught killing your girlfriend oh I thought she was a burglar in my bathroom and I shot like four times yeah it's it's really an insane uh, insane defense um, I w- it, it, we'll, we'll see I, I'm mildly interested in it like I, I hear updates on the radio occasionally I'm, I haven't been really paying attention to it so back but, to the wishes. Thing. Yeah, back to the wishes, though. Yeah, man. I would, pick, uh, I would pick the power to time travel. That's what I want. That's my wish to go back in time. Because I can get a lot of things done if I can do that. I can change life decisions. I can get the money I want, the wealth, not just the jackpot one time. A lot of things with the power of time travel. Very true. Uh, you stole that one right out of my mouth. I was honestly about to say that. I swear to God. But but that is the perfect answer to almost any one of these questions. It's time travel because it's so powerful. Time travel lets you do anything you want. You you can succeed at anything with the with the knowledge that that you could gain from the future, or the knowledge that you could take back to the past. You would mm-hmm. be you would be the best at everything, and and it, it wouldn't it really wouldn't matter what what your area whatever your area of expertise is. That's what you'd want to focus on. Like, like if you knew a lot about agriculture, I'm sure you could somehow turn your knowledge of agriculture to millions of billions of dollars if you, with with you know the knowledge of the future. Mm-hmm. Anything. It's always the best answer. I yeah. Mean. Money, happiness, all of that. I'm trying to think something other than just those kind of materialistic things. Some, some. Well, wish. no, I also said like life decisions. Like if I could, I'd choose to go. I don't know if I'm that wealthy, would I still go to college? But, you know, there's other things in there, like maybe focus on working out a lot more or continue a sport I was doing back then while I invested, too. You Once know? you've got that much money, you can make donations to, like, Harvard and places, and they'll give you a fake That's doctor. as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, doctors as Bill Gates have. I don't know. I was watching um, – do you know who Charlie Day is? Of course, I know Kyle does from um, – That's the guy from – It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Mm, yeah, and uh, he just got an honorary doctorate, and I was like, God, <laughs> I wonder if I, so, sometimes I daydream about being one of those like celebrity commencement speakers, and I recognize I'm no Charlie Day. I'm not. I'm not all twisted about it, but I'm like, well, 
who do they get? Maybe in an off year? Like, you know, Oprah <laughs> says no. They go down. Charlie Day says no. They take it down a step. Philly D says no. Woody's Gamertag is there for you. <laughs> well, where did you go again? Where did you go to college? I went to a couple schools. I went to William Patterson first. Then I went to Drexel, and I got some degrees there. And then I went to NC State. So what great, big, famous people came out of those schools that are more worthy than Mr. Million well, Subs, best server in the multiverse, <laughs> amazing yeah. podcast? It's really WoodyCrap.net that gets you uh, commencement speeches. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um I, I, I can't name them. I mean, I think NC State had, like, a vice president or something. Uh, vice get that shit thing. Out of yeah, right, right, right? Yeah, how many subs did he have, really? Um, <laughs> and you can only go to that well once, like, every five years in terms of giving commencement speeches, speeches at your alma mater. When I gra- Otherwise, if they bring you on every year, it's just a tired shit. You got when, I, when I graduated State, Merv Griffin was the uh, commencement speaker. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he People got angry. He was really political, and he was super liberal. And North Carolina is not really a liberal state. And um, yeah, he he was hated. He was booed. It like made the news and everything. So, like people hated Mer Griffin so much. Let's make a story out of it. Um, but yeah, I would love to do a, a commencement speech. I think it would be cool. Sometimes I like start brainstorming on uh, the topic and how it would go, and I go. What you do is you start out with definition. You start out like. Perseverance is defined in the dictionary as <laughs> this or that. Or... So, Le- Lefty, what's your wish? I don't. Hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time peeling myself away from the material stuff. I know. Because, you know, Dan. Daniel Tosh had a great bid where he's like, money can't buy happiness. Do you live in America? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a lot of things I could do with winning the lotto, and I've got it planned out. You take the lump sum payment, and then you pay the you pay the taxes on it, on that lump sum, and then you've got, I don't know, what's the jackpot you win? $300 million? So you get a hundred, about 150 140 Sometimes it's half a billion. Yeah. It's yeah but when you get lump sum, you're probably going to get close to half. Yeah, obviously. But what chump is not taking the lump sum? Who wants to pay out their lottery winnings for 40 years? You know, I've often considered the payout over the 40 years. Because, you know, if I want it now, like, I'm totally going to live to 70 if I've got half a billion dollars. I would like to have that extra money. And, you know, it's going to be fed in there so I can't fuck it up. You know, there's no way I can can be that guy who, who, like, won $100 and blew it all in three years. Um, and my family is super fucking set up for the next 40 years, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You gotta fuck up pretty bad to burn through $100 million. But people have done it. Yeah, that's true. There was, a guy, there was a guy who was a garbage man, and he won like $9 million, and like See, a year a, later, he was a garbage man again. That's the thing. This is, gonna sound, this is gonna sound bad, I don't care. But the people who win the lottery, typically, is not someone who's working... At like Google or something. <laughs> it's it's a always someone tax. in the slumps, uh, in the slums, right? They're like getting forty thousand a year, if that, and they always win it. It's never someone who's already in a good position in life. Now, maybe because they don't play, and there's a lot more people in those, you know, poverty areas that play it, so the odds are that way. But I've never seen anyone who's like, you know, I have a secure job, and I won the lottery. You know, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not often doctors and lawyers who who win the lotto. 
It's it's people who don't have much experience with a lot of money to begin with, and there are many many stories of people blowing through enormous amounts of money. Uh, do they do the thing in your area where whoever, whoever whatever convenience store sold the winning lottery ticket, they get to put up a a sign that says they sold yeah. the winning ticket? Yeah, and that sometimes they'll. Sometimes they'll have up a really like weak one. It'll be like a hundred dollars, and I'm like, you're advertising that somebody once won a hundred dollars here, and bothered to cash it in. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty weak. Yeah, I play the lottery occasionally. I, I usually I have really, really, really bad luck at at um at like games of chance of any kind. I've mm-hmm. pl- I've played roulette a couple times. I always had this mindset of like, fuck this. I'm gonna put like five hundred dollars <laughs> on black. I'm gonna make a. Th- I'm gonna. All, you don't double your money because of the the d- zero, the double zero. But you know, I'm gonna multiply my money by forty, ninety uh, percent or something, and I'm gonna walk away. And every time I've done it, I just lose, and they take all my money, and I walk away. <laughs> I, th- I think I think Woody watched me do that once. I did. I've seen that. <laughs> I we, I, we were at like the Foxwoods or something uh, outside Chicago, and yep, fucking yep. put five like five hundred dollars on black. Red, and I'm just like, God <laughs> damn it! All right, we can leave. We can leave now. Yeah, there's this big thing: bet on black, bet on black. It's the coolest thing. Everybody bet on black, and then he does, and it was red. It was like, oh man, the movie's got me wrong. Yeah, it was a real shame. Um, and I was, and and I had already decided that win or lose, like I was gonna walk away with whatever happened after one spin, and it was really sad. And I've done that a couple of times, and I lose every fucking time. And I always pick black, so well, I can't change now. You know, <laughs> like like if I if I start choosing red, then immediately it's going to be black, and I'm just going to. So if you ever go to Vegas or Atlanta with Kyle, always bet on red on the on the wheel. <laughs> yeah, if you're betting with me, go red. Go red. <laughs> They're independent events. This would be another good time for you guys to go to dollarshaveclub.com. Speaking of red, don't cut yourself off shaving. Go to Slash Dollar Shave Club. PKA. Spend some of those lottery winnings on some shave butter or some one-wipe charm. Have your manservants shave you. I thought that shave butter was pretty cool. I, I The concept of a clear shaving gel product is a new one to me, and it makes a lot of sense because with shaving cream, you literally can't see your face anymore. Right. Or whatever else you might be shaving. Mm-hmm. Totally awesome. Dollar Shave Club. Cl- that dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. Got to get that slash PKA. Get on it. Yes, that's the important part. Yeah, it, important. if my number one wish came true, it'd have to be Colin being fine again, right? There's there's nothing that I would like more than that. I. And don't. time travel actually doesn't fix that problem, right? Think, <laughs> yeah, know, I, I, I didn't think that. superheroes were in the intended scope of the question, but I guess we can go with that. Hey, wishes. <laughs> but yeah, time pro- time travel in a context like mine would be really selfish. Like, yeah, let the kid just be what he's going to be. <laughs> I've got time travel. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then I guess you know, in theory you could like change the conception date or something and he'd be a whole other person, but I really quite like him. He just needs to talk better. So, um uh, so that would be that. But if I wasn't in that situation, right, let's pretend that I didn't have that to deal with. Um, hell, I guess it'd have to be the money thing, right? I don't think you have to. Yeah, I don't think you need to do that. Yours yeah. is perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're the, you, you, we, we, we had the opposite problem. We, all we could think of were materialistic things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had a very selfless one. <laughs> very noble of you. Yeah, yes. Dear. 
You're a family man. Your honor tree will be full. Yeah, I didn't choose to help anybody. I wanted to win the lotto, motherfucker. I wanted well, you to, jump a, to help yourself, so... I want to jump a jet ski over some naked women and not care what happens. And throw them off a balcony. Nice, too. Dan. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's his dream. Whatever happens to these naked women, so be it. It's fate. <laughs> naked stunt women. Uh, I'm sure that's a thing I bet Do you guys need a whole new topic? Sure What is the most likely trigger that will start World War 3? Um, running out of uh, The world running out of petroleum Petroleum, huh? Yeah, if China doesn't have enough They're going to have to expand into neighboring countries And that's going to spark something off And then Russia will uh, It'll be backing China It has tons of oil Um and I think it, but it, and I think in exchange for you know oil going to China, China's going to help them and their what they really want to do, and that's that's taking as much land as they can and starting in the U.S. USSR, um, and the United States will of course get drawn into that. It's it's hard to say what would happen with South America, but that's what's going to happen. You're just not sure when. Um, twenty five years tops. Really. Hmm. Oh, okay, I can see that. That or maybe um, we're always just a hair away from some idiot accidentally nuking somebody or accidentally releasing some plague. There's so many close calls that you read about on Reddit the, in the, like the today, today I Learned section. You know, there, there was a nuke that's, that we accidentally dropped on some small t- uh, town in North Carolina and only because like there was a low uh, voltage sensor on it. Did it not actually go off or something? (laughs) There's been tons of situations where we were just like uh, a heartbeat away from starting, kicking off World War III. It's going to happen. It's going to be really bad. I think a warmongering president will eventually get put back into power, and either Russia or China will step on somebody and because we always have to be the world police, we will, he, because he's a warmonger, he's going to drop a nice bomb on them and start bombing civilians. That would be interesting. The the oil one seems more likely, but I feel like we've had bad presidents in the past with that kind of mentality and we haven't had one of those in a while. No, but see, this is different. So so when they talk about the oil, that Bush wanted the oil, everybody makes it you get the mental picture that George Bush literally was sending like oil pipe, oil pumping crews over there and pumping out billions of gallons of it and then bringing it back to North America. Right. That's not what it is. What he was doing was securing that resource for the global oil economy, which you know he's only affected, which which all countries are affected by, and you know he's looking after the United States. He wasn't trying saying that oil should belong to the United States. He was saying that oil should be free to flow throughout the world. I'm not saying that makes what he did right or wronger, but that's what he was doing. What mm-hmm. what I'm talking about is countries are running out of oil. Like there's 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 riots in the street because there's no oil for their cars. Like there's gridlock. Like it it, it looks bad. It's a, it's an oil shortage that's really like affect, affecting the economy because the shipping lanes are drying up. You know mm-hmm. those transfer trucks aren't showing up at Walmart full of goods for a month. Stuff like that starts happening. And the military only has – there's a small, like, supply of, of uh, 
I oil feel like if that happens, we'll have a strategic more, reserve. We'll have yeah. like an insurrection more than anything if that happens. If things aren't getting to the United States, we're not. No, it happened you know, in the 70s. We just waited in line. That's all we did. Yeah. If it if it got bad enough, um, there are some countries that'll just go to war when it when it's when it's not a matter of diplomacy and we just got to get these countries to to pump more to us, which is what was going on in the 70s. When it's a mm-hmm. matter of there's only 80 quadrillion barrels left, or whatever the number is. Let's say it's there's only you know 50 billion barrels left, and those bar- and you know the United States wants them, but China wants them more. Then I could see I could see a serious global conflict going on over the last few billion barrels of oil, which doesn't make any sense if you think about it. And you said 25 years. You don't think will be sustained on anything else besides oil in 25 no. years? That's, I don't think China not- will. But all right, so that's changed a little. So China might go to war with someone that has oil still, but do you think we would get involved at that point? Still, we don't really care if China gets into a fight with Russia. I don't I, know if, if China. Uh, I think we would care about the spread of communism throughout Southeast Asia in a way that we haven't seen in seventy years. Uh, we would see we would see puppet dictators getting thrown up. We'd see all of our little uh, Asian uh, comrades, you know, Taiwan, Japan. All those little islands through there getting thrown under the red uh, the red banner of China. China was, is scary, and, yeah. we, and the United States is scary as fuck. Like 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 I never want to to. Everyone talks about China being scary and this billion and this massive army they have, but that's just not how army how wars are fought anymore. Right. We the the United States military is terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. One of our aircraft carriers. Can, can brings more firepower than some other country's entire air forces. Like there's there's more planes on one of our aircraft carrier carriers than some countries have. It's scary. No, no. I think either Pakistan, India, or Iran. One of those places, either I don't know, they accidentally drop a nuke or. They go nuclear because, I don't know, they saw a woman driving a car again or something, and they just absolutely <laughs> fucking with these women driving cars. I think one of them, they, I don't think they have the greatest control over their nuclear stockpile, and in that region, if one goes off, they're probably all going off. That or uh, the Hamas leader mm-hmm. was talking about um, the only peace will come through ethnic cleansing. And I think the Israelis are crazy enough, and they have enough port, uh, enough support from Zionism in the United States that they will go nuclear to protect themselves. And if they go nuclear there, it's it all bets are off because you're that's that that would be Jews trying to t- cut out the heart via nuclear weapons of Islam, and then you just throw in every Islam Islamic state is united. In about a billion people against yeah. yeah against you know the the Israelis and of course the white devil America that supports them blindly yeah because why the thing about it is whenever we sum up like how many of the potential bad guys there are it's it often comes to the number one billion there's one billion Chinese there's one billion Indians uh, it, there's there's just so many of there's so many hotbeds like that around the around the world where it could kick off. There's all kinds of unrest in South America with Venezuela and all those little countries. But then there's like you said Israel. Like, that could that's where the World War Three 
has almost started half a dozen times in the last 25 mm-hmm. years or so. Like it's constantly right on the edge of, of something. There's, they're they're in a prolonged war there, basically. You know, rocket attacks and shit all the time. Um, they, keep North Korea. they keep doing it. They're like, no, fuck you too. We're gonna kill you guys too. Like, stop it. <laughs> and then you've got North Korea. Who? I mean, that guy just strikes me as being an absolute wacko. And and he's got a huge army, and he's got he's got some weapons because the Chinese and the Russians supply him with weapons, and the Iranians as well. But the worst he can do, right, is attack South Korea. And although we would go to defend them, I don't think that would inspire World War III. I think China would back away from that kind of involvement. I would like to think that. Yet, I would like to think that they would. I would like to think that. Um, I could definitely see some like posturing by them. I like, mean, they already did it, right? Uh, how long ago? A year ago, when they were strutting around and stuff. And China's like, we're not. You know, go ahead and sh- sanction them. We're not involved in this. Uh, well, the, the deal la- is nuking something. Like, I'm not quite Big. sure about that. Well, okay. Hiroshima seems to be back on its feet. I don't hear about the, the current nuclear fallout of Hiroshima. If we were to nuke, like, Seattle or something, of course, we probably wouldn't do that. But if Seattle were to get nuked, could we not clean that place up and use it again? We could, yes. but are you going to let them nuke us and do nothing? Because then we look weak. That's the problem. So here's, here's the problem. Uh, that, so, so if it's, I wasn't suggesting if it were that we a don't. Tap- I'm American, bitch. They touch us. <laughs> we, tur- we, we drop so many nukes on their fucking ass, that entire sandy place that did it turns to glass. <laughs> they, they, you will never grow another thing. We're drawing all the Muhammads after that. We will, we will turn your subcontinent into glass, and then we will salt it so nothing ever fucking grows there again. You're going to salt the glass? We're going to salt the glass just salt- Case the glass. They, yeah, for all I know, they start becoming some fucking dairy farm and deliver milk in that glass. No, bitch. You're so, the, the cows will have nothing to eat. The grass won't glow because yeah. we've salted the glass. You, and they're going to wait for you to open up some sort of novelty glass sculpture. <laughs> wait for your economy to recover, and then we're going to nuke that. <laughs> we will just keep no, but, nuking right, you. So, so here's the problem with the fallout with nukes. Dropping one nuke, like the Hiroshima situation, the fallout's not a big deal. The fallout, the fallout is a big deal for like a couple of days in the future. If the winds are just right, and if enough dust were to get kicked up because the uh, weapon exploded too close to ground level, which is what happened in one of the cases, I don't remember which bomb, then there's a lot more dust and actual quote-unquote fallout thrown in the atmosphere. It can get caught in global winds, and it can make some minor effects, but it doesn't ruin the world. We tested tons of nukes in the Bikini Atoll. The Russians tested tons of nukes up in the Siberia. Um, lots of them. The problem is if there's a global thermonuclear war, that's a big deal. If we send a 1,000 nukes one way, they send a 1,000 the other way, and there are thousands of these things. Mm-hmm. If thousands of them go off, then, then we ruin the world. It's like Book of Eli times. Like it's it's a real wasteland. Um, it's like Fallout times. If if we launch that many, but it wouldn't be a bit. You know, if it were more acceptable, maybe we drop you know a couple. Uh, you know, maybe a couple megaton nuclear weapon on a small little area. Just just you know, blow up an area the size of a small town. I, I, I can I, see that. I still don't have my arms around how big a deal the Fallout is. I get it. It kills you forever, et cetera, et cetera. I, I just it seems like places that have had Fallout have kind of bounced back. Like Three Mile Island, that's not even a thing anymore. Um, that's Chernobyl different well. still is. But well, that's the thing. They couldn't retaliate with a nuke back, though. If, if this happened today, if, if, one of, if one nation drops a nuke on somebody else, you're, you're telling me they're not going to open up the silos and retaliate? I don't know why you guys are talking about retaliation. That's not even the topic. The topic is how big is the damage. It's not big at all. It's not big if you're shooting. Uh, it de- well, it, de- it, it depends where it is. Because the reason Chernobyl was so big, I read, uh, I think how... 
Kyle and I probably read the same thing. The the reason Chernobyl was so big um, was because, well, it was a fuel site. Like, it wasn't just that there's not that much and it was radioactive ex- material. It was an explosion of the nuclear fuel rods at ground level, and it was a massive explosion. And you had heavy con- heavy metal contaminants that were ra- irradiated in a big area, and it was super concentrated. And those workers they sent in all died, Like the, and they just kept going in and pumping concrete. They just covered that thing with you know millions of yards of concrete. That's how they fixed it. They just kept pumping concrete onto it to, to seal it off. That's mm-hmm. a different scenario. That's super concentrated nuclear fuel. Most uh, it, nuclear weapons don't do that. Like if it, it was America, like, could we not just remove like I don't know what it would take. I'll make it up. Ten feet to the top of the ground. Bam. The, the whole place. We've lowered it doesn't it by irradiate 10 feet. the soil like that. What's that? These things go up, go off um, in the atmosphere. They go up way above ground level. The, the ground isn't irradiated. Like the the radiation would be gone in a, in a matter of weeks. So, so I think what you're describing is a dirty bomb. I'm not an expert on this, but I think that's no, the, no. A, a dirty bomb is when you take uh, like nuclear fuel uh, that you may have salvaged from a plant and you uranium. add you oh, add right, right. yeah spent uranium and you add high explosives to it uh, and you make and, and that's sort of spread the garbage. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's what happened at Chernobyl. That that really irradiates an area, and in that scenario, maybe they do have to remove ten ten feet of the the ground earth, and maybe that's a solution. But that that's like that's like raising a city to the ground. Mm-hmm. But with an actual like th- you know a nuclear missile, an ICBM, those things go off above the city to be more effective. Mm-hmm. There, there's a very dialed in uh, altitude at which they go off to maximize their effectiveness. World War Three. Nuclear war talk. <laughs> a fascist regime is going to get a, a nuke from Israel, smuggle it into America via vending machine. They're going to set it off. God, that was we're gonna, such we're gonna a shitty movie. Russia. Really? I like that movie. No, because the book was so much better. I thought it was really clever until I realized it wasn't new. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah, Tommy Moore, Chiz has got a knack for this. <laughs> no, nah, some oh, yeah. of all fears. It's got uh, Morgan Freeman and uh, what's his name in it? The new Batman. Batman. Yeah, it's a good movie. No, it's not. It if you read the book, a... it's, it's an awful movie. Because in the book, they're originally um, Middle Eastern, uh, which makes it home so much more believable. But they didn't want to... This was after September 11th. I believe it was after September 11th. It was like 2001 they when they, it came out. They didn't want to rile up the Middle East. So all of a sudden, oh my God, Nazis are back. Uh, and it was just it was just so contrived. It's like, no, have the balls to be like, yes, this could happen. Because if you hire... German engineers, you know, German uh, uh, physicists who have worked on this kind of stuff or or Russian or whatever, yeah, they can do that. It can happen. It won't work. And they didn't they didn't explain it well enough in the movie that it it turned into a dirty bomb. There was a whole bunch of really cool stuff that happened in the book that just wasn't covered in the movie. Plus, Your topic? Ben Affleck is Jack Ryan is awful. I like Ben Affleck. Um, oh, by the way, the United States has an estimated 7,650 nuclear warheads. Uh, Russia has 8,400. Uh, China has about 250. Um, when, when, when is this? Versus... Yeah, China apparently only has 250. And then it's just hundreds from there, you know, 90 here, like 300 there. But those, those 15,000 combined that the United States and Russia have would ruin the planet. You'd destroy the world, yeah. Yeah. Several times over. Everyone would be gone. We'd be living in Matrix times. No, we'd be living in Fallout times. 
No, I'm pretty sure the atmosphere would be fucked at that point. When those fallout times come, you guys are really going to be wishing that DollarShaveClub.com was still around. <laughs> you're not going to have – you're going to have to be shaving so, with all – So, you know, DollarShaveClub.com slash PKA. PKA. Yeah, check you're that not out. Gonna, you're yeah, not going to have any of that shave butter. You're going to be using cat oil. <laughs> but to use the dash slash PKA if you've gone there and you didn't type slash PKA. Go again. Let them know that you came from here. That uh, yeah. you know that, that I would like it if – PKA started moving towards like bigger name brand sponsors and away from you know channels looking to grow. Not that we don't love you guys, but I think it'd be neat if our next sponsor was like Nvidia and then the sponsor after that was like everything Microsoft. with PKA recently. You were stepping up, you're stepping it up a notch, right? PKA plays, PKA adventures, the show moving on up, baby. Now you're talking. Yeah, yeah I like it. Yeah. So um, so anyway, yeah. DollarShadeClub.com/PKA. If you buy something, uh. Dr. Chiz hands out hand jobs. I'm just saying. Damn straight, but you gotta have video proof on the subreddit. Handies <laughs> <laughs> because you wrote it in text. All right, this is the. No, he, st- he still will, but he won't enjoy it as much. Depends <laughs> what your flair is. You know. All right, wait, now, hold on a second. So people fuss at Dr. Chiz. Tell me this shit's not funny. This is fitting and great. Nah, I'm a horrible. I'm I'm the weasel. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> I like the people that did the Game of Thrones. Like, what character is the PKA person? And they gave me a Littlefinger. Conniving in the back Wait. room. Wait, not... I saw that too. Was my character good? I have no idea what that's all Who about. Did you get again? Was I have no idea. I think he got Brant a couple times, which totally. Oh, because he's he's a, he doesn't have control of his legs. He's a cripple. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. But you can take over people. You know, you have benefits too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hodor bitch, but not when you I vote his for replacement, and uh, <laughs> just turned to cancer. <laughs> Blame me for what he said. <laughs> hey, back off, back off. You shouldn't have oh, made those what he's I take the blame around that's here. God, the guy weasels into my spot, too. You shouldn't have tried to profit from, from that whole thing. Why'd you need two videos? Why two? Yes. Oh my God. Why couldn't you have just made one hour and twenty minute long video? Because you tried to double your views. You literally made. You made singles of dollars off that bullshit. I bet you went to a strip club. I made zeros of dollars. There's no ads on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're still terrible. I don't care that that you didn't make any money and that you just wanted to set the record straight. Because there was misinformation out there. The real core takeaway is you're a weasel. I'm a weasel. I also throw babies from ledges. I do a lot of things in my spare hours. Mm-hmm. All right. So, oh, so I just came. Yeah, I just came across this news story. I want to talk about these people who had the worst fucking bus ride of all time. They. This is from the Siberian Times. Apparently, a packed minibus full of people um, was quickly filled with boiling water. When a geyser uh, erupted from a manhole cover uh, after a steam pipe exploded, it, it shot 50 feet into the air and quickly filled the bus with boiling water. It there was a lot of the people were severely burned and it's and, and uh, sustained life-threatening injuries. Oh, wow, where oh Siberia? Fucking Siberia. Siberia. That's what they're dealing with today. What a <laughs> shitty day. At least they're disinfected. Oh my god. <laughs> Who the hell has these pipes under the ground full of high pressure it, it, boiling water? Come on. Do we have those here? I, I want to say, in New York City, where's all that steam coming from? We must have high pressure boiling water. I think water. that's the sewers. Uh, no, we got to have I've never heard of steam. steam. Places, but, yeah. You know, what no? cover? 
This yeah, is like the, a, the homeless people put blankets over the steam vents from like Con Edison or something like that, and it keeps them warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lefty, you're from Chicago. Do they have that there? Uh, yeah. There's there's definite. Uh, well, there's heat vents, not steam. Right. But, they can be hot shit because Chicago's so cold. I mean. Right, but there's like you walk over <laughs> large patches of grating where you, there's definite an, an upward. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's not hot shit. It'll, it'll blow your skirt up, and it's warm. It's nice. Yeah. Are you familiar with that personally? Don't judge up. me. Uh, whatever. You got a catwalk every now and then. <laughs> That's why um, he uses Dollar Shave Club, so he can wear those skirts. <laughs> DollarShaveClub.com slash PKA. You think his face is smooth, you should see his thighs. <laughs> <laughs> I actually liked getting shaved. Like that was pretty cool. I um, so I I went to. There's a subreddit called Wicked Edge. Are you guys familiar with it at all? Yes. They um, they're like shaving hobbyists. Like like they really like their old school shavers. Some of them use the straight edges from like you know the old school barber days. A lot of them use something in between, which is use like a flat razor blade, but it it almost looks like a safety blade, which is what everyone uses. And uh, that's the one I got. I thought maybe it would take less skill than that. Sh- that's just straight edge. Looks like, like I'd ruin myself or something. So I got yeah, the other. Yeah, scary. So I got the other kind, and I used it for a couple of weeks, and I was just I I ditched it. I went back to my electric shaver because I just didn't like. Is this a skill set? Do I need to toughen my skin? It was horrible. It was horrible. And I bought like <laughs> I bought high end blades. I bought the perfect like shaving soap thing and I'm like, I don't know what these people are talking about. Like this I am like injuring myself with this bullshit shaver. <laughs> and then Dollar Shave Club comes along and I'm like, Well, this is actually nice. It's just doing everything it's supposed to do. Like it, oh, there's a reason the entire population went on to shavers like they sell at dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. It's better. So easy a wife could do it. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> As she feeds him grapes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she's a good one. She's a keeper. Um, anyway, I hope so at this point. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I've been with her like, for a while. Know? I think we've been married for 18 years, and we met 22 years ago. So that's... Wow. That's like... More than half your life. Yes. Yeah, we passed the halfway point. It's a, it's a little late in the game to be like, you know... I'm just not feeling it anymore. This trial is over. Yeah, uh, we tried running. things out and it just didn't work out. The lease has run up. I have to. Jackie, I've compiled a list of grievances that I would like you to address. Oh, hey, when is Hope gonna play this uh, this game of Civilization against me? Because oh, we talked about that before. She's um she's headed into finals for her first year of high school, and uh, I think it ends. I have June tenth in my head, but I'm not positive. Mm-hmm. So um. Okay. So, yeah. It's okay. That gives Kyle more time to practice. He oh my God! Me. I'm gonna be so much better by every time I every after every game. I'm like I, I know it's in like my head. It's like they say, I'm you like, learn better. more from your losses than your victories, right? So Kyle's gonna <laughs> he's a freaking Bobby <laughs> Fisher of Civ by now. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I have learned a lot. Kyle has more like losses good. than the rest of the crew put together. That's I mean, because, that's it's not like I said prior in a game I'm going for a cultural victory, and then the next game I did, in it, fact, get a cultural victory. It's, it's not, not like, like 34 it. moves away, he called his shot Babe Ruth style and then hit it. Right? It's easy to. The game calculates it for you. It's basic <laughs> math. 
It's you. You act Does like throwing like, the variables of you burning my land down. Does it account for that? It it doesn't count the variable of you teaming up with Lefty to do a two v one in which you usually come away with the victory. If anyone is like manipulating Lefty, it's you. Why am I? Why can't? Why am I completely devoid of free will in all these? Scenarios? Well, because you kind of uh, fall behind. You've in never those been games, inside Lefty. the. With the exception of the first game we ever played, you really haven't been in a. An area of power, and I blame Kyle for that I for feel, that fuck up there. Lefty, I, I feel like the one hole in Lefty's game is is that he tries to be a jack of all trades, and uh, I feel like you can only really focus on like three uh, three things at a time. And I feel like his uh, and and I think that's why we get a little bit better than him. But it's not like we're light years better. We we that's rarely the case. Kyle's got science on lock. I gotta focus more on that because whatever it is, he's always ahead. In fact, you've beaten me a couple times, Lefty, on science generation. That's I'm true. Trying to, I'm trying to steal stuff. A lot That's of true. That game was awful. That game was. He was so far ahead, it was scary. He had nukes. Yeah. He had nukes. Yeah. yeah well, I, I got lucky. Well. I got lucky. But I, I'm, I'm gonna. I'll be. I'll be back in greater numbers. We've got to get Woody involved with this thing and uh, and and have some fun because I would like it if maybe it was a two v two instead of a two v one. I don't know about how Woody stands on things, but if I were a betting man and I was him, I'd go with the people with the proven track record. Oh, my God. I want to win, right? Like, I don't go t- to watch my team lose. I go to watch them win. Uh, you want to play after this? I always want to play. I have no problem crushing your soul under my <laughs> right. I'll, uh, I'll record a video and I'll upload it. I feel yeah. like there's this notion that I'm, like, the the guy who's not doing PK. No, no. I, not, no, not, not, not amongst you guys. You guys know better, but the audience might think that I'm somehow like not. No, I've never said no to these things. I'm there. Yeah. yeah these, no, they, we we kind of have impromptu games of exactly. civilization. Exactly. These are impromptu civ games, not scheduled things. And PKA plays should be more like PKA in that, like, all right, we're going to do this. Is everyone available Tuesday at two p.m. and we'll make it happen and work our schedules and get it done. It can't just be like, hey, fifteen minutes from now, who wants to play a thirteen-hour game of civ? Because that's not fair to yeah. people who are busy. And we do need to start at, like, 2 p.m. or something like that. That, that would be a perfect time to start. We, we, it would be like you could have lunch, then we could start the game, and best-case scenario, it's over in five hours. So just people know I'm not some sort of, like, PKA plays dodger. I'm not the one that was missing. Yeah. No, uh, it was I, my fault this week. Yeah, thank you, Kyle. But, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm there. And I, I just, like, at my, my my life isn't set up right now to give, like, you know, six to 13-hour like batches of time without notice. Yeah. But I, I, I just want to reiterate that I still feel like I am the best civilization player in the group uh, by far, by like leaps and bounds, honestly, and that I have been I have been defeated time and time again by bullshit alliances and and little like quirks in the game. But that's or, part or, of the game, isn't it? Those are part of the. That's like people yeah, I've never understood about this PvP. Whole, this is civilization, right? <laughs> this isn't like diplomacy one hundred and one, where we all agree we do not fight, e- we do not ally with another person. We focus on our own little capital here, and then we go against each other. We line it up just our seems and fight. That the last the last two games in a row, it has been Chiz and Lefty versus Kyle. You act like that, but if we're gonna go with the I'm doing great for the first half, Lefty is with you for that. A lot of these games, which is why I give my speech to get the man in the right on the right team, because he's with you a lot of the time, and that frustrates me. And I'm always because I'm really friendly with him. I, I'm I'm happy to give him resources. I'm happy to make deals with him. And then he just really comes and rapes and pillages my lands. And I've got to tell you, the next time we play, it's just not going to go like that. 
You know why you guys always are in wonderment of how much gold I have in my bank? Go it's on. Be- it's because I know that you know if I'm if I'm going to be behind stuff, then I am going to need to at the drop of a hat field an army and go march to to do something. And that's why when I see that Kyle is off fighting Chiz, well, my only shot at victory is going to be military. I create my military, and I go fight somebody who's got their own military halfway around the world. And I say, hello. And by the way, who these these alliances you do kind of have with Kyle on time, has he ever given you at the drop of a hat 500 gold to better your chances? It was 600, actually. The fight? I, oh, sorry. I yeah, gave 600. you 600 gold, more than half of what I had at the time. I could have I've never actually allied myself with Kyle. Like, 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 think about what he just said right there. Like, they made an alliance in which he gave 600 gold to Lefty because I was getting too far ahead in some way. Because it's teamwork. It's civilization. Exactly! It's two versus one. That's what I'm getting at. Mm. Every yeah, you were friends time. with those good st- city-states. You had a you lot had of no problem when they were you fucking were with Alexander kids. the Great. Uh-huh. You had Listen, me. I couldn't compete with your influence over them. Had Washington not also been an asshole, you would have been his friend, and that was still a player. You wanted uranium. So I'm just saying, if anyone's going the friend way Oh, if Washington had uranium, that would have been over quickly. It would have been a different game. I wouldn't have said it would have been over quickly. A nuke only does so much to the city. Uh, yeah, but, like, I could have built ten. Like, like I was just I, – I had eight cities. They were they, they were fully loaded. You know, that's like saying if I could fly, I'd be the most exactly awesome you'd be, in the world. You beat me soundly that game. I, I it, only now do I fully understand the cultural victory, even though it's quite simple. But you know, you've got to do those uh, four branches of uh, cultural easy, stuff. But if you attack me, Five. if you attack someone, it it's not easy because it fucks you up because you're not building an army most of the time. You're building buildings and wonders and stuff like that. Yeah, and no one fucked with me for that that first one I got. No one fucked with me. I had two city states or two cities. You guys like, why you only have two cities? I'm like, don't you worry about it. These are not the cities you are looking because for. Because it's better for a cultural victory. The fewer cities you have, the 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 less culture is required to to get each tenant of the the cultural tree. Mm-hmm. And, and you had two cities kind of sequestered to themselves, and they just kept pumping out buildings and culture. And and I don't but think anybody under nobody knew that you were going to win within you know. 170 turns or whatever it was. That was a real shame. Yep. So now I understand that, and I feel like it's difficult to combat that without... Uh, I just don't feel like I could score a diplomatic victory in multiplayer. Diplomatic or cultural? Diplomatic. I think you could. We just need to turn down the number of city-states. You said there was eight in that last game. There's 12. Oh. Yeah, there was a that, lot. That's a lot of city-states. That's crazy. I like city states. I like uh, I like working those relationships. You get some cool shit. Yeah, and sometimes not so much cool shit. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll play we'll play again sometime soon. Maybe tonight if you're up for it. And I, I I'm looking. For, I, I like the, even when I lose, I really really enjoy the game. It's a fun game. I like it. it. It's my new favorite game. And I may do something where I play with some of the subscribers on the from the subreddit or something like that. Like do like a because you can you could put how many multiplayer people could you have in a game. Six? It's got to be more than that, right? I thought it was like 12 or I, something insane. I know you can do six. I don't know if it's more than that. Hmm. Yeah. If you can do six, though, on some of those maps, that's not enough people. Some of those maps are huge. Yeah. The the the, the PKA subreddit should uh, schedule some sort of a, uh, a tournament and find your three, you know, however many uh, best players in. We could we could maybe play play with them sometime. I will, anyway. Oh. 
I'd like to talk to somebody who had, you know, is outside of our group who has some experience in the game and maybe has some pointers. Well, that's funny, right? Because when this first started like four weeks ago, they're like, I have 500 hours in the game. Like, wow, that's amazing. Kyle has a fifth of that, you know. That's <laughs> yeah, you know, that's not the the wisdom. Yeah, that's I, I I said that earlier. I don't know if you were here that that like. I don't know how much experience you need at this game to master it, to be considered like to, – to be like, yep, I know every facet of the game from top to bottom, inside and out. I know the correct build structures, all the strategies. I know how to move units. I understand the terrain, the, ter- the territory, the specialists, the special people. I understand all kinds of warfare, everything diplomatic, cultural. I've won all the victories on the eight different difficulty levels with all 30 civilizations, and I've done the mods. I've played as Kim Jong-un. Like, I've done it all. Like that takes a lot of goddamn time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can play as Kim Jong Un, and your and your uranium resources are doubled. <laughs> That's a there's a a mod you can download for that. That was pretty cool. That steampunk one sounds interesting. It is. I'm is not sure Star if it's Wars multiplayer. One? No. I feel like there's got to be a Star Wars. Should one. be. That would sound cool. Create like Tatooine and. Or no, it'd be Mos Eisley and. Um. Ewoks. Yeah. Dozens of Ewoks. Not a city name. And the upgrades are Chewbacca's. <laughs> upgrades are Chewbacca's. Yeah, those are your, uh, your early game melee units. <laughs> there's a there's the Game of Thrones mod, but it's it's just broken. It doesn't work. I, I, I tried loading it. It always just crashes. And I read the, the reviews on it, and apparently it worked at one point, and then they changed mm-hmm. it a little bit, and now it just doesn't work, and they haven't fixed it since. Speaking of mods, you're... I think you're more advanced at this stuff than us. I mean, we could do it, but you're actually going out and making mods and whatnot. And I, you mentioned Left 4 Dead 2 at one point. There's a there's a really good um, Lord of the Rings Left 4 Dead 2 mod. It's a campaign, and it's you know, you've got the textures, and you run through. That's what I love about Left 4 Dead 2 on PC. You can just play new maps, new campaigns. It's just it keeps the game alive. That's interesting, I th- and that's another reason why I'm really starting to enjoy the PC gaming. Well, welcome to the master race. <laughs> <laughs> it was all the more funny with a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, PC gaming is uh, was a lot of fun. I'm playing Wolfenstein. I like that, the reboot of the Wolfenstein. How's that going? Yeah, I played the 2009 one, and I loved it, and not a lot of people did. But this one's uh, it's it's like a reboot, right? Because, I mean, they throw the timeline out. Right, yeah, you're the... Um, <clears throat> You didn't win Hitler, or you didn't beat Hitler, so it's like 1946, and um, you're B.J. Blaskowitz, and you're going in there to uh, to do some some good stuff. But I like the, the I like the homage to like the old Wolfenstein 3D because then you get you get to choose the uh, um, when you choose the difficulty, the guy's face changes, mm-hmm. and they've got all the the standard stuff, you know, like you know, don't hurt me or whatever. It's, uh, right. it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I beat that. I beat the 2009 one on Uber. That was one of the hardest games I've ever beaten on the hardest difficulty for the achievement. Like, because this dude has like, I don't know if they have it in this game, but they messed with the dark magic of Wolfenstein a lot in the 2009 one. Like, you would go into this realm and it was all blue, and you had these powers, and you beat a boss that has all of these powers, and it was like so unbelievably difficult. And does this one have multiplayer? Uh, no, not that I found. Really? All right, I actually like that. You like that? One. Yeah, because they shoot well. I like it because it means they focus on the single player a lot, and I like the story of the Wolfenstein series, but also because the 2009 one came out, 
with shoehorned multiplayer, and there's two achievements on there I'll never get because it's dead, and it's like get a thousand kills on here and revive 25 people, and it's sounds weird, but that's a blemish on my achievement hunting. <laughs> yeah, people. I don't know if everyone knows. Chiz was an achievement hunter for some time. You have what sixty thousand achievement points, maybe fifty, something like that. And it it stopped really when I started doing YouTube. I just you know I played games to get a to get recording to talk over and stuff like that. I didn't have enough time to start beating games and hundred percenting them. But I love I still love doing that stuff. Hmm. PC needs it. Steam by Xbox. Valve <laughs> by Xbox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. God, now I want to play Wolfenstein. You guys might have you may have, it's late to start a Civ Five game. Well, thank God there's a save it. function. Uh, you know, it's just uh, you guys. It's okay. You know, I understand. I have to research my strats. Get them all. Uh, get them all up and uh, up and ready to go. Pick Alexander the Great again. It's, it's one of those easy ones. You know, all the city states love you. Or Egypt has 20% production for building wonders, which is what I had that one game. So, yeah, yeah that good. fucked me when you guys had 20% because I had the Iroquois <laughs> and you guys had the 20% boost in building wonders. And I was just, I was getting beat soundly on everything. I could not build a wonder. Yeah. It's a little unfair. You just beat everything. <sighs> oh, well. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, we'll play again soon. Damn straight. Set it up, leader. Like in the time and date. Yes. Oh leader, yeah, please. I thought you were talking to me. Oh yeah. I was talking he to you. He is yeah. talking know, to you. I know. Yeah, I know. Um. Well, yeah. we want to set it. We want to set an exact time. We've got to. Okay. So, uh, I I don't want to speak for Woody because I don't know. You know. No, you just say it. He'll say yes or no, and then we'll move on to the next one. That's how you do it, man. Monday afternoon. Yes. Time. Two o'clock central. Wait, um, wait. Are we scheduling things? Yes. What, are you what happened cave? to you? Are you in, in a the different? You, why are you so far from your mic? I'm, I'm, because You're taking I'm, a shit, I'm, aren't you? I ha- yeah, with this crazy long arm and this crazy microphone. Oh, we get to talk about your new microphone. <laughs> Did you get a new mic? Yeah, well, Kitty had it. Stole no, a new mic. It, yeah, yeah I, uh, I recovered my microphone. It's the, the Rode Podcaster, and I've got like a... Uh, that long spring-loaded arm that puts boom it in my yeah the boom arm and you know pop filter and so so why does he sound so bad right now Lefty? because I'm fucking bent over like trying to do something like I'm, I'm like rearranging my area I just went and got a glass of water and I'm just kind of tidying up so I'm like my arm's not extended <laughs> all right well let's let Lefty set that's what he was doing was setting a date for the Civ Five thing then we'll get to Mike talk because you love it you got a new mic it's got to be talked about what do you got some new tech too yeah. Yeah, I um, set up some more tech while we're Monday in early afternoon. Kyle, how does that work? How does your Monday look? Come on, so, oh, Batman. There we go. To be, Sorry, if I have I was... a choice, I'll take Tuesday because I, oh. I, I'm, I know I said yes to Monday, and I want to stick by that. I want to be the guy that's never said no, which is where I feel like I am right now. But um, uh, Monday, Monday okay. is 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 good for me. Tuesday would actually be bad for me. Wednesday, I uh, can make Monday if I'm forced to. What, Monday's not... Oh, wait, you just said Monday's bad for you? You know what it is? It's um, I didn't make Feedback Friday, so I tweeted to everyone that I'd make Mail Monday instead. Yeah, I saw that. And um, mm. uh, I was going to do that Monday, because weekends are such a big deal on Woodycraft. Woodycraft.net, best server in the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I suppose I could you know, get it all done. It's just easier on me if I only have one thing to do that day, outside of my normal work, instead of two. 
Okay, so what um what is the date um of Wednesday? Wednesday I will tell you. Is the twenty eighth. Damn it, Jess. Clocks. <laughs> it, you know, I'll be cutting it tight because I'll be waking up in Atlanta and, you know, coming home. Yeah, I think How I about can Sunday? I could do Sunday. This Sunday? Yeah. The day after people see this. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't have anything going on on Sunday. Sunday's open for me. Every other week I have an event, but this week the event is the launch of our new prison server, so Sunday's fine. Okay, yeah. Um, I think I can do Sunday. Um, I'll, I'll find out for sure tomorrow, but as of right now, I'm pretty solid on Sunday. What time Sunday? Should we do this? Are people going to DDoS us? Like, you know, at Wait, 11 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday. And then all of a sudden we'll be like yeah, disconnected. I mean, we can we'll speak in code. We can straighten it out right after the show, I guess. But but we'll do it one of those days, Sunday or Wednesday or something like that. We can uh, we can do we can use the Wrath of Khan code. What's that? I don't know. Uh, you know, like fixing the forward shields will take two days. Oh yeah, I love that. Three days. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, um, new addition to Netflix, guys, is Star Trek uh, Into Darkness, the the sequel of the you know the the Star Trek reboot. It is excellent. Um, I, I don't know why. I think it got some poor reviews from some Star Trek fans. Uh, uh, they were I, wrong. It's really, really good. They were wrong. Because I yeah. really love the reimagining of Khan and how they uh, – There's. I won't spoil it. I, if, if, if I go any farther, then I'll, I'll spoil it. But um, definitely watch it. It has some um, – it reminds me of Star Trek II a lot in some ways. It, it kind of mirrors it a bit, and, and I liked that a lot. And I thought the old school fans would love it, but I guess they didn't. And, and Star Trek II – I'm sorry, Mike touched something. The Star Trek II is the original Wrath of Khan. Yes, which is, in my opinion, the best movie, the best Star Trek movie ever made. It to me, um, I th- I think both the reboots are better than any of the originals. I think I'm in the minority for that, and um, uh, both the reboots are better than the original. And I think the first reboot I liked even more. I was so amazed by the way they did it. I liked that. Um, so when you do a reboot, you can either kind of ignore canon and just hope that everyone goes along with you. Or, like, you can do what Star Trek did, which as a sci-fi has extra options, and make it like a a world edit type thing. Like, you know, yeah, you know, these guys went back in time, they redid this one little thing, and now, of course, the whole, like, you know, time parallel has, has been altered. And they get to revisit some of the old stuff, but they get to do it in their new way because they just reset it back. And yeah. we get to do this again. I thought that was amazing. You know, Batman did a reboot, and all of a sudden, like, that silly penguin shit, where they're just like, you'll forget about that. Let's pretend it didn't happen. We're doing Batman again. Batman is fantastic, not knocking it. But as a reboot, like, they didn't explain the reboot. They couldn't. In Star Wars, they explained the reboot, and I thought that was so clever. I was so amazed by the whole way they did it. I, I, I thought agree. it was great. 100%. Like, the way that they did it is perfect, because otherwise, it's like, wait. You know, the story's already been told. William Shatner has told us everything there is to know about about Captain Kirk. You know, we know who all these characters are, and we know their storyline. Like, like they have they have some major events that occur in their lives that are canon. And the but what they did is so incredibly perfect that it it completely alters the timeline. But you get to see the pieces fall back into their familiar places, but they're a little bit different for 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 the journey for the for the whole uh, space time continuum alteration thing. And uh, and I think it really breathed a lot of new life into it. You know, it, it, 
I love it, and I love that um, you know, old uh, what's his name? Who, who the old Spock? Um, Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy uh, being in the in the films is excellent. Like, like I love him talking to his counterpart. Um, I loved him in the second movie when he when when like uh, they're asking him for advice on Khan. He's got like quick little speech about just how evil Khan is. It's great. I love the 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 two new Star Trek movies. I like seeing the Kobayashi Maru. I liked it. Yeah, that was great. I liked that sequence. I didn't even see the original film. I've seen. I've just seen that one scene, and uh, and I was like, okay, you know what? I respect give you know tipping the hat to to that. That was awesome. Yeah. It's, so for those that don't know, the Kobayashi uh, Maru is it's part of um, your testing from Starfleet Academy. It's it's something that Spock wrote because he was an instructor there. And it's basically a no-win space battle scenario where you have to go in to rescue some uh, some friendly people and you're suddenly surrounded by superior forces and there's no way out. You're going to die and it's all about dying. It's just accepting that, you know, there are that sometimes there are no-win situations and it's about dying smoothly, I guess, in the right way and understanding what that feels like. But Captain Kirk, uh, historically, you know, in the old films and, you know, everything, all the canon, is the only man who has ever beaten the test. He beat it. He's the only guy who ever did. And there's a, a part in one of the movies where Kirstie Alley's Vulcan character asks him, like, how did you beat it? And he's just, like, kind of smirks and he's, you know, I cheated. <laughs> and that, Because, you know, it was an unfair test, so he figured, let's, I'll be unfair too, and he cheated and he beat it. And and they kind of and they put that in the the first movie is like you said a tip of the hat to the old guard and there's tons of those in there and I love that that Kirk is kind of like a playboy like he's fucking two tailed women at the same time in the second film like that's great because that, that's what Kirk did he he went around the galaxy he fucked green women and he beat people up double fisted like I love gloves. those thank you yes those um you know the karate chops to like the sternum um. <laughs> Those those ridiculous kicks where you hold like a bar above your head and like double kick them. Yeah. Um. Lots of lots of like rolling around on the ground. The fights were terrible. Um. But I love the fights in the new films and the con- they basically continue and make a joke of it of the fact that Kirk isn't a great fighter. He's just a he's, he he just likes to fight. Like he's <laughs> always getting his ass kicked. He loses like six. He loses like three quarters of the fights he gets in in the movies. Almost every single time he loses his, his his fights, and he usually gets his ass really fucking kicked. I like the way the phasers work. Uh, something about all the past phasers made them seem like remote controls, and like you know there wasn't any user feedback. Like it, I, I was, I'm just imagining how cold it would feel to fire a weapon that was just a laser that just went ee, and something got hit with it. It just it it doesn't look good on film, and it doesn't feel right. But the way they're uh, their weapons kind of reciprocate, like there's like a bolt mechanism, mm-hmm. makes it seem much more believable. Like you know, it's it's actually firing something, whatever the fuck it is. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, should, I, I guess I should give those uh, give them all a chance. Well, I haven't seen either of them. Oh man, you guys are missing out. These they really are top tier films in my opinion. Like like that. They're not gonna do a third now, right? Because they pissed off. Uh, no, they are gonna the do rooms. They did piss off J.J. Abrams, and some people in the subreddit were like, no, he's not doing it because he's doing the Star Wars film. Exactly. He he was like, no, I don't have time for your shit because your your fans are fucking with me too much. It's too much heartache. I'm going to go make this other film. So they're they're having to get somebody else to do the third one. Mm, Gotcha. Yeah, I'll probably go and watch them. And you don't need any of the... uh the back lore. No, that's the best part. It's a whole new reimagining 
Um, the characters are it's cast so I feel like the casting uh, on the on the new uh, Star Trek series is perfect. Like um, that guy they've got is Scotty, uh, they got that British comedian um, from the Shaun of the Dead movie. Simon yeah, Drake. Simon. That's he's so perfect for Scotty. Uh, Mr. Sulu, you got that dude from um, uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I think mm-hmm. he's excellently cast and he's great. Um, Captain Kirk is perfect. I, I think that guy's perfect for him. Um, you know, he's he's got the look. He's 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 got the swagger. And then what's his name is Spock. I, I'm. I, I can't remember his name, but you know he was Siler back in the day on Heroes on NBC. He looks um, like Spock. His, his last name is like a Z in it or something like that. It's like I can't think of his nah, name. I don't remember, but I, I know. Or, uh, he's an excellent Spock, whatever his fucking name is. And Ohura's hot, and 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 she's well cast. I really like the show. Um, I, I'm hoping the third movie. I don't know who's going to direct the third movie or who's writing it, but I hope it. I hope they continue with the the same level of excellence. James Cameron. God, if James Cameron put his, I I don't know if I know what James Cameron's doing right now. What is he doing? He's making Prometheus too. Oh, oh God, so bad. Why was it so bad? Why was <laughs> such a piece of shit? Oh my God, it was so slow <sighs> and d- bland and horrible. Are, do you want? Are you really going to gloss over the fact that the archaeological expert that Earth chose to go on this mission, Earth chose this guy. He's the best archaeologist archaeologist on Earth. Got lost in the cave. He no. got lost in that spaceship. He got yeah. fucking. He is the explorer that Earth sent. Like this guy should be like James Bond, fucked like a conquistador. And like made a baby with like all the Apollo crew. Like this guy should be on his A game up there. Like a ninja scientist genius. Instead, they cast a character who seems like like a dumb guy. He's got yeah, like a dumb guy. Like he's even got kind. He's like a tough guy, like jock kind of like douchebag kind of dude, like a ruffian kind of guy. Uh, in a world, you know, of, uh, he's he's not an intellectual. He's, he's kind like of an outlaw. Yeah, he seems he seems like an outlaw, brutish type of guy who should be in the loading docks, moving boxes. Instead, he's like on the forefront of the scientific expedition that is incredibly important. Getting face huggered. Yeah, it, it didn't make any sense. And then the guy who got no, 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 the guy who got face huggered, um, or like at, or whatever that was, that acid lamprey right. before it mutated. Um, he was like like the the. The, the biologist. He was the biologist that Earth sent. This is the guy who that Earth chose because he knows the most about other life, you know, the theory of other life forms and, and biology and how life forms work. And the first thing he does when he sees this worm emerge from ooze is try to touch poke it, it. And look, try to poke it with his, with his hand. And he's looking at it like a kid who's like, like staring at a lollipop. And you're just like, that is not what they sent Steve Irwin is what they did. Like this, this is gonna end poorly. You sent the fucking crocodile hunter and and like a, a bouncer to to go meet alien life and they got destroyed. It it was that that part of the movie alone didn't make any sense. Um, that auto dock sequence where that thing removed that alien from that that woman um, with with like no programming, like it was it thought it was yeah. moving a tumor, but instead it it. Like removed a, it did a C-section, then stapled her up, and then she ran, not just ran, but ran. sprinted for her life. She she outran, um, what's her name's character, the um, the captain or whatever the fuck she was. Yeah, she was it, some high-ranking officer, bitch. Uh, who plays her though? It's it's that really hot chick 
that every um Catherine no um um from Avengers she's uh Jennifer Lo- no no um shit we're terrible at names the Avengers Scarlett Johansson yeah Scarlett Johansson yeah. that's doesn't she play the captain the blonde hair pulled back I I don't know I'm no, almost positive. Charlie's yes yeah, Charlie's Theron yeah it is you're absolutely right yeah. equally hot I feel she's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Same yeah. level. Um, and I like the first officer, that black guy. He was well cast, and he's good in everything he does. You know, he was he was in Pacific Rim. He's great in everything, really. He yeah. always does the same kind of character, but I really like it, and I, I like it when I see him. But it was just bad, man. It, it, I agree with you, it was bad. There were big chunks of it that just didn't seem like that's the way it would go, you know? Like, knowing how... You know the premise. It's a, it's a massive corporation, and this mm-hmm. one guy who is infinitely rich wants to live forever, and he thinks that by going to the source of, of human life, he, these aliens can maybe prolong his life. And when you know that, when you know that this guy is infinitely rich and that he he should have assembled the, the greatest exploratory A-team that you could even imagine, and then you see these bumbling assholes who don't understand the concepts of teamwork and, and or you know it's like a it's like the cast of a scary movie the way that they're so their characters are so the poorly written somehow gets emotion and jealous and whatnot yeah like like really petty shit like in situate and and you know they'll see something out of the corner of their eye and they won't say anything where like it's like no these are scientists they'd be like hey guys everyone bring your lights and weapons I see something <laughs> over here no no in a in a coordinated group yeah yeah you guys with the guns you get in front let's split up. Oh my god, that never happens in real life. Dude, it it, it has a 7 on IMDb and 65% on Metacritic. That's still that's too high. It's a 50% movie if anything. It it gets that from the special effects I feel which are incredibly good. Um it, it's it's a big story. Uh um and and if you just look at the broad strokes strokes of it and you don't nitpick it like I do every movie that I and TV show I watch, then you could enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I did. Uh, on the second viewing, I thought it was pretty. I, I, I liked it less, and I will watch the second one because I'm an I'm a huge Alien fan, and I've seen all the Alien movies multiple multiple times, and I think Ellen Ripley is one of the greatest uh, characters ever written. Yeah, and what I guess it'll pick up where the last one left off. What's her face is gonna go with him to the origin planet supposedly and I'm sure everything will work out over there because yeah. they're so nice on this planet I'm a big fan of, of like uh, storylines that have like, those massive implications like the idea of finding God or something like that I mean, if they're going to do that if they're going to attempt to put that on screen I'm there to watch it mm-hmm. so yeah James Cameron will not be uh, helping with Star Trek Star Trek I, I, I'm a if I had to bet, I'd say Star Trek Three is gonna be subpar. It's gonna be below the level of the second. Michael one. Bay brings you. Oh, Star Trek. oh God! Please, God, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know who would ruin it more. I don't know who would ruin it more, James Cameron or Michael Bay, because James Cameron would Michael try to Bay. make Star Trek Vietnam again, just like he did Avatar, just like he did fucking any John Favreau. Does. Get that John shit to Favreau. Get that shit to John Favreau. He made Iron Man. He can make this cool yeah, too. And, and look what he, yeah, he did yeah, one and two. And look what happened when he didn't do three. It's really what a bad. shitty film Iron Man three is. Iron Man three is fucking garbage. And they I have the I most bet it's suits in that movie, and it is the worst fucking Iron Man movie. It was like they, they, they it was so poorly written. I, I swear to God, I'm not. A, I'm. Not, I don't consider myself good at writing anything. Period. But. 
I could have sat down and I could have come up with some better ideas that would have been more entertaining than that bullshit. There were there are big chunks of Iron Man three that that degrade the entire superhero genre in my opinion. The the, the part where Robert Downey Jr. doesn't have a suit which for is some like an reason, hour of the movie. Like an hour of the movie. It's it, it's 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 more of a it's absurd. There's there's a long period of time where Robert Downey Jr. is just the star of the show instead of Iron Man, and that's a problem because he's great, but that's not what I came to see. And even though he's got these like 35 backup suits, he spends an hour of the show like you know weakened and just his regular self. So what's his solution when he's got he knows where the headquarters of the evil guys are? The headquarters of the evil terror, terrorist organization run by what's his name? Oh fuck! I the, don't know. The, the 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 Mandarin, the Mandarin, Mandarin, yeah, who looks so fucking hardcore, and it's such a great villain when you first see him. When you first um, see him, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so Robert Downey Jr. goes to Home Depot and like Radio Shack, and using you know, I guess he's just some sort of Bill Nye the Science Guy genius. He assembles these weapons, these these like bootleg Home Alone style weapons. Like one of them was literally like Christmas ornaments that exploded or something. And he infiltrates the terrorist like headquarters, taking guys out with like a homemade zap gun and stuff. And I'm like, hey, billionaire genius, why don't you go buy a fucking gun? Because those are the perfect man killing devices. Like that's what that's what they're best at. Like like like, why don't you go buy a pistol for like five hundred dollars instead of spending hours and hours soldering? Oh, <laughs> oh, he's a, and that's the other thing. He's a billionaire. He should have been pulling strings. Why didn't he call the fucking cops? Like, what why, was he, why was it that the worst suit he ever had was the one he kept using and putting back together with glue and duct right? tape? He had like 30 other ones that were godlike. It's like, Not it, just it, it breaks and self-destructs and shit. It's a horrible suit and he's using it throughout the entire movie. I don't think he put, he puts on other ones because he's moving between them because his, his main one fucking breaks again. That was them blowing their load big time with the with the Iron Man lore. So the deal with those suits is each of them is a special suit to do a special thing. One of those suits what he built to fight the Hulk. Mm-mm. Correction, that one that you see that everyone thought was the Hulk Smasher is in fact not the Hulk Smasher. I'm getting what is it? I've never read a comic. It's just some other big suit. They don't really talk about it. But they've shown what the Hulk Smasher looks like for I think he fights him in one of the Avengers movies coming up, and it is the size of the Hulk in his full form. It is fucking massive. It's okay, a but huge I, building like thing. As poor as Iron Man three is, I think they just they drew one that they thought, and they called it the Hulk Smasher. I'm sure they've got a more cool version since it's majorly featured in a film. But they blew their load with that because all of those were specialized. That they're like each of those represents like a storyline in, in the comic books mm-hmm. that's supposed to be explored, and they just blew them all blew away them in yeah. the air, literally. Literally blew them all up, and each of them is an is an Iron Man movie into itself because each of them is a story about how he ran into a villain that he needed a special suit for. It's yep. just the whole thing with Pepper like getting mutated. The whole thing with Guy um, Guy Pierce's character, that villain, mm-hmm. all that was shit. When you found out, spoiler, I don't give a shit. It's it's a trash movie. When you found out that the Mandarin was just some old a, actor. A joke, a face. The Mandarin is an actual villain from Iron Man's lore. It, it'd be like yeah. them saying that the Joker turned out that you know he was a puppet, that he wasn't a real villain, that he was just an actor. It, right. It's a slap in the face. It's it's shit. Um, I can't name you anything. I can't think of anything in Iron Man three that I enjoyed. Um, I like watching Robert Downey Jr. to be cool and and you know uh, s- slick on camera. And I I liked his I liked him with that kid for about twenty percent of it. But that was it. I really thought that that it, it 
it's a four out of ten. Yeah, the Iron Man aspect of the show was non-existent slash bad. Yeah, case. crap. And, and a one more little hole in your fucking plot, <laughs> Iron Man three, when you've got the president and and uh, the and the uh, what, what's the other suit, the Death Machine or War Machine? War when Machine. When you've got, I don't know if that's the name of the suit or the name of the guy when he's in it or or his nickname or whatever, but when the president is in it. It's completely inoperable. But when but when Rhodey hops in, it's right. go time again. This is a death machine that so they had their hostage. They put their hostage in the in the most powerful weapon they they possessed. And hung him up. And hung him and suspended him in his super suit. His suit is called the war machine. That's what they put the that's what they put the president in before they for their like crazy execution. Yeah, they're gonna like burn him alive instead of putting a bullet in his head like Ten scenes earlier, it's just such an absurd movie with and so Don many plot like, holes. Oh, sorry, President, and takes the suit and fucking starts fighting shit. It's a horrible movie, and I love Wait, Robert Downey Jr., but he can't raise that movie by himself. No, and, and that I can't believe that he even agreed to that scene where his suit comes to him a little bit at a time, and he has to fight with like one leg and like a crotch piece and one hand, and it's just embarrassing to the whole superhero genre. You. you Stuff, <laughs> movies like that are how we end up getting Gr- Green Lantern style movies and Daredevil and Elektra and trash B level action hero films. Action you didn't hero, like Daredevil? Super, Come on now. Comic on, comic man. hero movies should should either be dark and ultra realistic, or they like a graphic novel or like Batman Begins, or they should be incredibly Animated. flashy and beautiful like the Avengers and like Iron Man 1 and 2 and like the Thor movies are. The last Thor movie was great, mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah. I like how his brother played a role and, in that. And I've been looking at like the films that are in production or are slated for production and in the next like two years, like by the end of 2015, like after Christmas 2015, there's like 15 comic book movies coming. There's an Ant-Man coming. There's a Justice League coming. Oh. Uh, Wonder... They're, they're, Wonder one, the Wonder Woman movie is getting a lot of um, talk. I think that's actually going to happen. Are um, you excited for Guardians of the Galaxy? Because that comes out in a couple. Months. You know, I'm I, I don't I'm not familiar with that with that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to give it a chance. I noticed that one guy that's in it who's like the main human character. He's, he's from Arrested Development and Parks and Parks and Rec, right? Yeah. Um, and he was talking about like they they asked him how he got so buff for that movie because he's he's ripped he's like full on like six pack and big pecs and everything like action hero, uh, body type. They're like, how did you do it? He's like, well, they they uh, they write you a check and you sign a contract that <laughs> says if you don't look right by this date, then you're fired and you owe us this money. <laughs> and so you hire a personal trainer and you don't lose your job. <laughs> and nice. I was like, wow, that that must be crazy. Yeah, he he and. He, and his his real life situation is the opposite of that. He's kind of maybe a fifteen to twenty pound overweight looking kind of guy, kind of like a, a couch potato stoner type character, because that's what he plays on the show. Right. And he and he got to, he got ripped up for that movie though. And I've I've seen the previews, I've seen the teasers. I'll definitely give it a chance because I think it's got potential. Um, I'm I'm up for. I, I like the superhero movies, but if they if they go. I found the reason I hate Pirates of the Caribbean is because it's just a little too Disney. It's a little too goofy and zany for me. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I remember there's a scene in the first one where she hits a guy in the head with like a pot or a pan or something, and they make like a cartoon style an- like uh, sound animation, like dong, and it's like 
no, nah, I'm checked out now. My, <laughs> I, I, I'm not suspending my dis, suspending my disbelief anymore because that was a cast iron frying pan. He, she should have just cracked his skull, and this would be a really this should be a horrible moment in her <laughs> life now that she remembers forever because she just full on whacked a guy with a cast iron pan in the back of the head. He's dead now. Like instead, that character's there in all three movies. Mm-hmm. It, I, I can't get those are trash in my opinion, and I don't think. Um, What's what's that fucking talentless hack who renounces U.S. citizenship? Johnny uh, Depp. Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think Johnny. Wow, talentless hack thrown yeah, at man. Johnny Depp. Yeah, thrown right at him because you know what? He plays one character and that's weird eccentric guy, which is who he is in real life. And I don't, I'm not impressed by that. Uh, you're as good of an actor. Robert Downey Jr., what are we talking about? He's got Las one Vegas. character. In Las Vegas. It's, it's different, though. It's Robert Downey Jr.'s character is multifaceted and quick-witted and, and beautiful, whereas his character is – I would compare his acting and his characters to Arnold Schwarzenegger and his characters. Sure, they're good. Sure, they're good characters. Sure, he does them well, but they're all the same motherfucker. They're all the same weird, tortured soul. Edward Scissorhands and the demon bar- barber of Fleet Street are the mm-hmm. same motherfucker. All you got to do is swap swap those characters out. Like, put Edward Scissorhands in there and make him shave people and start cutting throats and take the, the demon barber and put him in Edward Scissorhands' position. Same thing. Same <laughs> movie. They're interchangeable. It's uh, And who's that motherfucker who always directs them? And he's married to Helena Bonham Carter, and he also casts her every time. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. I, you yeah. know, man, I'm 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 wishy washy on Tim Burton in general. I, his movies are just they've they've got a definite charm to them. They 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 all seem to have a really similar creepy formula. I the just, original Batman wasn't that bad. It's one of his best. That yeah. and um, Beetlejuice, I find good. I think is one of his best Beetlejuice too. Beetlejuice is good. But some of his stuff, I'm just like, nah, man, you're just being. I don't know. You seem like a hipster to me right now. You're, you're weird being so for the weird. Sake of weird. Weird for the sake of weird. Yeah. Like like you're just you're 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 about you're as entertaining as Marilyn Manson right now. Like <laughs> like like slow it down, make it more creepy and a little less just weird for the sake of weird. I guess I'm not watching Iron Man three. Then. Speaking, of I just no, want Sherlock Holmes three. Give me Sherlock I, Holmes three. Give me Robert Downey Jr. and Sherlock Holmes three with Jude Law, and I'm happy. I love Jude. I, I, by the way, I'm sorry. I'm kind of checked out a little bit. You guys have been covering for me. I'm. Dealing with emergencies and no, yeah. it's cool. Yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, I, I'm really pumped for. Um, I, I want the Sherlock three. I find, I think the Sherlock movies are on par with the Iron Man movies. They are, in my opinion. I love the Sherlock Holmes character and what and how Robert Downey Jr. portrays him. Which I, I think I just like Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Can we talk about old movies for a bit? Yeah, yeah, not it, black and white. Does anyone else think that like, okay. I won't say that movies are steadily getting better and that every... Oh, we're not going to do this again, are we? Every turn we take is uh, the right turn, right? And I will admit some things are just over-CGI. I didn't like Gravity. I thought as a story, it didn't hold up. Maybe if I saw it in 3D, I would be blinded to that. In 3D, I... you, you're so fearful for her character and it seems so real. It's, uh, it's, a, more, it's a better experience. 3D yeah. is important in that film. If, any, if I've ever seen a film that, that it's important in, it's Gravity. Okay. And, but I would argue that something like Gravity that relies so much on CGI and visual effects, for me, isn't a turn in the right direction. It's uh, it's not great. On the other hand, I feel like acting has gotten better. I get suspended in the disbelief. If you watch, um, Wings had me watch an old movie called Lifeboat. Did you guys see that? Yeah. No. It was good. No. I thought it held up mostly. 
But it wasn't the kind of powerful performances that we get out of um, uh, who played Walter White. It's an acting Brian style. Brian it's an Cranston. acting style. I, I think that's what I think that's what we're seeing because it seemed like for a while there was still a little bit of that stage acting style in their screen presence. It was like you know they weren't speaking naturally; they were speaking like movie stars speak. John Wayne. Yeah. Well, John. I, John Wayne's not that bad about it, I didn't think. It's uh, you go back and watch him. It's different. It's not so natural compared. I to thought what it was more about the gravitas movies. of his character. It was like an old timey way of speaking in third person. Like he was just bigger than life. And that's the way I felt about him with that. But, 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 like if you watch like like uh, um, To Kill a Mockingbird, and and you watch how they talk to each other, it's 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 like a it's somewhere between a stage performance and and modern film. It's 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 not the same kind of realistic conversation. That you see in uh, a modern film, and we've 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 hashed this out before, but I'm in agreement that while there have been masterpieces uh, that have been made for you know 50, 60 years, there there are more masterpieces made per year now. It seems. Yeah, and I don't know. I I like not just the CGI, although I think the visuals are part of a movie. I think the acting is more passionate. The storyline, the pacing, all this stuff has gotten better than it was a long time ago. I, I I think, like you're saying, there's more masterpieces now than there were before. Something like Batman. It wasn't just... I think Batman was a great movie. All, all the reboots have been fantastic. It wasn't just the fact that the visuals are better than they were before. I feel like the... I don't know, I'm just more sucked in. Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker was outstanding. It was second to none. You get to, there's character development in a, in a superhero movie, and that's that's rare. Uh, if you in a lot of the, the the shitty Batman's, now you had it in Batman Returns with the with the uh, the Penguin, and that's what made that movie so good. You felt for the Penguin. Danny DeVito pulled that shit off. He acted well. Tim Burton directed well, and and that was an excellent film. But if you look at like Schwarzenegger in one of the later films, he's like, "Free everyone, freeze!" Well, that stupid fucking like blue light on his teeth. It was just bullshit. It's so it's such crap. You, there was no you didn't care that that his wife had been killed and that's what was motivating him. You, you and you're supposed to you're supposed to feel sorry for Mister Freeze. It, that wasn't there because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's not Heath Ledger. It, the Batman movies were excellent because the acting was excellent. Yeah, I think I'm a big movie snob more than I think anyone here. Like, if I see two, like 2000, the year is like my bar. If it's older than that, it's hard to get me to watch it. If all of you said go watch this, I'd probably go watch it. Maybe not if it was black and white. But like, the, uh, there's a few. There's like, I like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's an 80s movie. I like a lot of 80s movies too. But I wouldn't go back and watch Ghostbusters right now. Granted, I liked it. And it was a classic. But, like, I wouldn't go back and watch it, whereas Snatch, I'll watch that once a week, you know? And that's 2000, 2001. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to get me. Once, the further we get down, the shorter it moves along. Like, 2000, that's the cutoff. There are, there are spurts of movies. There's there's these years, like, the year Forrest Gump came out, um, mm-hmm. there were, like, three or four. If, if you could pull up the Oscars from, from the year Forrest Gump won, um, it was, like, four of the greatest movies, you know, squeezed in that one year. It was, like, that and maybe Shawshank Redemption, perhaps, and a couple of movies that were on that caliber. And that happens every now and then. That hasn't happened lately. Um, but, you know, there, there just seems like there's a lot of big, epic stories being told. And with the modern CGI, the worlds get so much bigger. In the new Star Trek – all right, so in Star Trek in the past, whenever they show the engine room, 
it's really close up. They're showing you like one panel at a time because how do you show a fucking, you know, uh, how do you show the engine of a starship? Like, like how does this mm-hmm. thing actually work? You've got to show the science behind it because it's Star Trek. So they just, you know, they, they shoot it tight. They show consoles. They show the warp core occasionally, but it's just kind of this big glowing thing. In the, in the second Star Trek film, they give you an, a, a look at what, how the core works, and you're like, holy shit, that kind of looks like stuff that I've seen in real life. Like, yeah, they, it looks like, like they've got like a bunch of nuclear reactors that are different somehow, and they've got them all focused in one little beam. Okay, that makes sense. And it's enormous. The engine room has these huge bins of like radioactive materials and stuff, and it, the whole world is bigger. The, the starships are enormous. You see a starship crash into a planet, and it's colossal. Movies are just movies are just more entertaining now. Like like they just couldn't do the. It's not that it's not that the talent wasn't there. Perhaps it's just the technology wasn't there to really paint the the picture of the enormous epic stories that that are that are there to be told. Uh, by the way, 1994, the Academy Awards Best Picture was between Forrest Gump, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Pulp Fiction, Quiz Show, and The Shawshank Redemption. Is a good year. That is uh, a good year, actually. Yeah, good How year. did that come up? I'm, I'm so, look, Forrest Gump I want one. to apologize to all the viewers. I hope you understand. I'm, uh, I'm, there's buzzers and lights going off. Yeah, there's buzzers and lights going off. Red text everywhere. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm dealing with what, for me, is a personal tragedy. So uh, it's just Woody Craft stuff, but I'm... Uh, I normally don't do this. But, no big uh, deal. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. Oh, we were, we were just uh, we were talking about um, we were talking about um, why did '94 come up? Oh, just because well, it was 20 years ago. I was talking about how occasionally there are like years where there are spurts of like great films right with each other, and, and it's like if these these films would have won Oscars in any of the surrounding years, but because they're up against uh, you know Pulp Fiction had to go up against Forrest Gump and Shawshank Redemption, mm-hmm. so it didn't get an Oscar, um, and, and that. And I was just pointing out that that happens every now and then. That it's not a steady pace. There are years that are just better than others with movies. Yeah, like last year, like we we have that a lot more nowadays. Like you know, they'll put up the Avengers to something else that they're all amazing. But like last year, I think it was like um, Runaway Slave and Gravity. And Gravity won a lot of those. I think. Um, I or guess thirteen years of slave. Thirteen years of slave, and I didn't watch that. It, like everything in those award categories, I was like, hmm. I'll give it a gravity because I've seen it, and I guess it's cool on the CGI thing. I watched it from home, so like what he said, the story isn't that great. Um, but that was a slow year, if you ask me. It was 2013, at least in the awards sense. Um, I thought that the uh, the Dallas Buyers Club was really good. Um, yeah, you said that was good. Jared that. Leto uh, plays a tranny in that movie, and his performance is excellent. And uh, and then Matthew McConaughey obviously won the Best Actor Oscar over DiCaprio. Um, and probably deservedly. I mean, it was a strong, strong fucking performance. It was really good. McConaughey's a hell of an actor. It turned out that he could do more than take his shirt off, huh? Yeah. Yep. Good for him. I give it to him. Yeah, I liked him all the way back from uh, School Days. You know that movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he played the uh, the slightly older guy who was like, you know, the thing I like about these high school girls, I keep getting older I and they stay the same age. Stay the same age. <laughs> yeah. um, he was great in contact. Oh, I totally don't know. I like that movie with Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Was so oh, bad. it is dumb though. It's like we've spent a billion dollars building this high tech. There's device. another one. There happens to be another one being built this whole time in secret in Japan. It was that one. It didn't make any sense. But the part that was cool was how it worked. Right? It was like those last I don't know twenty minutes of the movie. Right? Like they don't think she went anywhere. 
She did though. It was like yeah. it was like six days worth of tape on her head cam, but she just fell straight through the thing. That part was cool. The two hours leading up to it were pretty bad. Pretty bad. No. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty sketchy. It's not it's not a great film by any means. Like it, um, it like it it tries to cover you know the intricacies of wormhole travel and time travel and all this stuff, but it talks a lot about it without ever really talking about it. And it's just kind of like, oh, it happens. Like, oh, okay. What well, are uh, what are some confusing the movies? Like we, we, we talked oh, about I've Primer. Got I've got confused. Oh, shit, it was Primer. Yeah, we were, <laughs> Primer. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're, I, I think we're all familiar with Primer here. You've seen oh. it. Except Lefty. Never seen it. Oh, a shame, Lefty. Oh. Um, so, so Primer is an experience. Uh, I won't attempt to explain the plot. It, it you have it has to be fresh on my mind to say it clearly, but I, I have wrapped my head around it very well before. Um, and then really wait, wait, wait. when you say you've wrapped your head very well about it before, does that mean you're not currently wrapped around it? <laughs> it's like a magic. Everyone how... reads up on it after they watch. Okay, it. so so no, imagine no, imagine no, here's no. how it works. Imagine the plot to Primer is a knot. I have untied that knot before, <laughs> but the, to- the the cables may have gotten a bit tangled, and it may. <laughs> I would have to think pretty hard to, to like, yes, it yes, all out right it's now. freaking difficult. I, I, Primer, it, it, like, so I watch Primer and I feel like I understand how their version of time travel works. I get that. Totally. I Got understand, it. I, I, like, even now I think I do. And I understand, like, how you get sort of the advantage and leg up on the, But I can't watch Primer and know what version of history or what person I'm seeing all the way through. And, they, right. and every time I watch Primer, I hit the Wikipedia page, which is actually pretty <laughs> good for decoding it, so I can re-understand it. Like, wait a minute, was was that copy one of him or copy two of him? Or, like, what was happening here? And, and like, I... Yeah, Primer is... That's as smart as I can get. I don't know. But um, other movies that are hard to understand... Um, Sphere. I was going to throw out Irreversible and Memento. And it, it's... You know, it's not that you Memento don't... Memento is. Uh, Irreversible seem... Irreversible, you, you kind of pick up pretty soon that it's, you know, everything's going backwards. And it's sort of a backwards mystery. Yeah, it's really... Irreversible. I think we've talked about this in the show before. That was the most horrific scene I can recall. Monica Belushi, uh, who is so goddamn sexy. If you want to think... I'm just going to name some things you may have seen. If you watch uh, The Matrix 2 and 3, she is the Merovingian's girlfriend who in one scene in the bathroom is wearing a latex dress. And you can totally see her badge through the latex dress. Um, and then she was also in Inglorious Bastards. She's that. Uh, she was like that Nazi's French like uh, translator. He and there's a scene where he's like banging her doggy style, and you get to see some nice cleavage action. Mo- big fan of Monica Bellucci. Nice. Oh, wait, what, which movie is that? Uh, Inglorious Bastards and oh. uh, Matrix Two and Three. Matrix Two is the one with the badge scene, and it's about, very about brief. About what you time want... on the DVD? What time? <laughs> After they make the girl come with the cake code. Yeah. Um. It is Matrix Two, right? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when they talk about it, like you know. Yeah, you, it's I want it was a kiss a, from you, you know. Yeah, it was. Um, it's in the bathroom. She comes in and uh, wants to kiss him, and she walks right into the men, men's room, which is superpower move. Great, <laughs> awesome character. How about um, American Psycho? As far as uh, difficult. There you go. Going. Fuck yeah, American Psycho. Um, That's a good one. Is. Uh, that is a film that, unlike Primer, is up for fucking interpretation. Okay, 
I've read up on that one a few times, and I've watched it three times. And the and the what's actual reality is up for interpretation in American Psycho. There are some people who believe that um, only a few of the murders actually occurred. There are some people who believe none of the murders actually occurred. There are some people who believe there's a vast conspiracy um, by the by like the elites in society to conceal um, the murders. Uh, and it's just sort of a, a satire on sort of elitist society. And I, it's really hard to work out which is true. It's a great watch, though, if you just, you know, don't want to overthink it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, did he, there's some people that think that he just killed, like, the he just killed the bum. And that's it. And the rest of it is a fanciful, uh, like, what if I could act out all my desires? Yeah, and there's this weird situation that that's a bit to wrap your head around because I don't know about you but like I forget characters names in movies like it's 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 hard for me to remember someone's full name and like tag their character with like that uh, I don't with really that name have that problem you you struggle with that yeah. I'm kind of a name savant it, yeah I, I'm not a name savant. So, like, <laughs> so there's this aspect of American Psycho where they keep confusing him for this other guy and so you're like wait a minute well is he that other guy, or is he himself, and they're just confusing him for this other guy? And, like, what's going on here? Is he imagining that they're confusing him? Like, like what, uh, what's going on? It doesn't make any sense. And uh, it, it's a very confusing movie. It's, it's, it's open for interpretation, I think. I think that's the final result. But Primer, obviously, can be... It's I'll a puzzle that can be solved. Primer's number one, because there's not a single human alive that'll watch that the first time through and follow it all the way. You just... It will not happen. So, have you seen Sphere? It's got uh, Sharon Stone, I think Samuel L. Jackson, um, and um, I'm failing on the the guy's Dustin name. Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No. It's. I would I would say it's a it's a B movie. Uh, I, I would count. You know, it's it, it's definitely worth watching. It's on the same level as like. Um, Event Horizon, if you've ever seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donnie Darko. Uh, I don't recommend that one. But it's I, not that great of a movie. I just, I thought it was just... Oh, we're, we're still... I'm sorry, we are, we are talking again. Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, Donnie Darko, yeah, it's definitely a confusing movie. It's it's pretty weird. weird but again, one of those that's like weird, good. like, you know, here's your bunch of interpretations on what... I'm going to be honest, I had a hard time watching that movie without being filled with absolute terror every time that rabbit made an appearance. Yeah, yep, nope, fuck scary. that, fuck that, fuck that. Like, no. like, there's a few images that I just can't handle. Like, one of them is, like, aliens. Like, like when they show, like, like actual, like, uh, alien beings, like, gray aliens with big eyes, like, that shit terrifies me. aliens? No, no, that doesn't scare me at all. I'm hmm. talking about, like, the kind of, like, the gray aliens with the big black eyes with the skinny limbs and and that are naked and you know come and torture you and shit like in um i know i've seen the ones you're talking about that aren't in cartoons i just can't think of a movie you know like the x-files aliens yes there you go like like those kind or, or like fire in the sky aliens which i watched as a kid and i and filled me with such goddamn terror that i if i thought about it hard enough right now i might even cry that's how scared i am of aliens and demons, because those are the two things that I think there is a chance could actually exist. And what? and all right, so let's get aliens real. and demons. Aliens look, look, exist. Look, all right, so 
So I'm not saying that uh, th- that I believe the aliens and demons exist. I don't. Aliens do. Okay, I, I believe there's alien life, but I don't. I'm talking about intelligent gray aliens who come down, might abduct me, and, and like and do some horrible tests to me. Probes, because that's what they always do. Finger in the butt. You know? I don't know you what know, they're gonna do. Maybe I they're doing like some sort probe. of genetic modification. They're, Have you they're, ever they're, been probed? Maybe they're trying to turn this into some sort of slave race. The butt. No, through some sort of mental, uh, you know, tampering. Who knows? And right to the brain is through the butt. You know, it all Look, I'm not. <laughs> there's no better route to know what I'm thinking than through my bottom. Look, I, I'm just saying that I, 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 there is a small chance that those could exist because they haven't been disproved. Like, uh, on the, uh, in the other hand, something like Hellraiser or um, like 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 Freddy Krueger, Jason. That's all like made up zombies, mutants, all that stuff. All those monsters—they're just made up. A guy invented that. The aliens and the demons are most likely the same thing. However, there's a little bit of like. On the, the aliens is, is like, well, we don't know enough about the universe to, to say absolutely no, there's no way that this isn't going on. Sure that like 99% of the time is a crazy, but who's to say occasionally some aliens don't come come down and fuck with some people? Because there's been some occurrences that were hard to explain. I don't and, know how you – I don't know. It's a thin line to say, all right, Freddy, these things, totally bullshit. But the thing that we also have never seen or is can disprove totally could be real. If, I'm, I'm just saying this. If you had to say which one of these these things do you think is le- is more likely to exist? How do you know one of the aliens isn't a dream uh, a dream killer? What if the aliens are Freddies? That's absurd. Like you're getting oh. off topic right now. Oh, is that that's absurd? absurd. No, that's absurd. That's absurd. Oh come on! It's fucking absurd, Chiz. All right. How dare Let I go. combine false things together? We there have been aliens are so so I've watched and I've watched a few uh, movies um, few a few movies about like aliens that that were really scary. Um, one of them was the fourth kind. That one really really got to that me. Is, that's a pretty scary movie. It, it really got to me. Um, I, if you want to be terrified, watch the fourth kind and watch uh, Fire in the Sky. And uh, there's one more. I can't remember the name of it, but the premise is that. Weird stuff is going on in this guy's house, so he installs cameras, like paranormal activity style, and it's aliens instead of go- demons. They're coming to take his kid, and uh, and they're like this, they're the super scary kind of aliens that I'm talking about, whose like technology is so overwhelming that like you know door locks don't work, and like you can't you're paralyzed, and guns don't fire, and like you know they can pause time and shit like that. That's the kind of scary, horrible thing that I'm afraid of. That and that and demons because there is that uh, there is that once again I can't be definitely sure that there are not demons and angels and all that stuff that stuff could exist it might I don't think it does but it could and I'm not positive it doesn't. But what if one of these demons was Freddy? Some people. What if one of the demons? You're saying you're saying what if one of these. Demons was a child molester who got burned by a bunch of parents in a fictional film. I'm just saying, uh, with the same ability, so a demon that comes into your dreams and kills you that way. That well, sounds pretty demon-like to me. It seems to me that demons. Or Jason, sort of, you can't kill Jason. Can demon, you? Demons are uh, the demons that I'm talking about are the kind who either want to possess a per want to possess a person and take over their body and 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 do horrible things to it and to the people around them. And cause pain and suffering and fear that feed on some 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 spiritual being that feeds on human uh, energies. Okay. Okay. 
That's the fear. And I think it's much more rational to fear those things. And I think you'll agree if you look at the – if you really boil it down, it's much more rational to be afraid of those two things than it is to be of some Frankenstein monster. That's complete fiction. I just think you lose a lot of people in the argument when you group the demons in with the aliens. I'm with you. I'm I'm with Chiz on that. I I, I like aliens. I just it's a numbers game to me, right? Like, let's say there's a one in a million all right, all right. chance. I'm willing to take it back. There's a one in a million chance that a planet will be the right distance from a heat source like Earth and Sun that spawns life as we know it. Right, and I don't know. We're carbon-based life. There's some silicon-based life. I'm not sure. It's outside my area, but to get a planet that has a proper climate, one in a million chance. I made that up. There are trillions of stars and planets out there, which means there should be tons and tons and tons of opportunities for an Earth-like thing to happen. You know, and there's some sort of luck and some consistency that we haven't been hit by more giant asteroids that make you reset and start over. But just as a numbers game. It's like, all right, there's a one million chance found. with infinite chances it should happen. That, that, that's my thought on the aliens they, thing. They recently found an Earth-sized uh, planet rotating a yellow sun at the at the correct distance. They call it – I don't remember the term for for the distance that that, uh, that it is, but it's it's the correct distance around its star that it could support. Uh, liquid water could pool. That's what it is. Is it called the habitation zone or something like that? Perhaps. Some it's an bit. M-class planet. We're all Star Wars people here. So, Star Trek. So, thank you. I, I didn't mean to say Star Trek. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, aliens going to happen. Demons, that – feels completely like a story to get children to behave. You know, it, it really... I think when I say demon, I'm encompassing some sort of energy that is, is sentient. I, I think demon could be, you know, what humans have been calling it when they when they experience it occasionally throughout time. But so talking about instances could be a, di- a chemical mental, in the yeah, brain. mental, mental injuries, totally, uh, mental illness, all those things, epilepsy. Uh, right. oh, there's tons of things that could be contributed to it. Kyle's just, talking about the Q. He's talking about Q. That's what he's talking about. Just a, a race of super beings that are neither here nor there and able. Yeah, to they're, they're not. They're not. They're, they're not. Uh, they're not matter. They're energy and an energetic life and a life form that's energy. And, and and I don't know that I'm I just think that that is a possibility, and uh, I think it's a lower possibility, a much lower possibility than even aliens. If I think the likelihood, I like to uh, do this, the likelihood that there are aliens that are coming and like occasionally taking people and doing weird shit to them, it's it's less than ten percent. It's it's probably less than five percent. It's probably three percent if I had to like lay a number on it. That's a lot higher than I think. Really, you th- three three percent is pretty. So let's say how many. Low. Let's say how many instances of people seeing something they can't explain and um, they think it's a UFO. What is that like? What a hundred people? Oh, I believe. No, I, I don't believe that. I, I believe hardly any of those are legit. So you think just undetected things that there's no proof or video of? You think that stealthily? You think there's a three percent chance people are being taken? There's definitely a three percent chance that that aliens have been here, like uh, like intelligent life. I mm-hmm. think that is a possibility because the universe is so old. Um, there's only been human life on this planet for a couple hundred million years, um, but the universe is five and a half billion years old. 
life could have been going for much, much longer than it's been going on this planet. There could have been... Uh, it, Earth has suffered some really tumultuous die-outs, like four or five mass extinct, extinctions. If those hadn't happened... So you're, saying not some, even, you're saying not even 3% of just our time here, but just the life of the planet. I'm say, what, I'm, what I'm getting at with that is that there could have been a planet out there where... They didn't get reset. They were maybe they've got maybe they've got some sort of conditions where asteroids are less common, where there were there weren't volcanic conditions that that uh, killed killed out ninety percent of the life. They just whatever the original life form was kept, didn't get cut off. Its its evolution didn't stop. It just became the most intelligent being on the planet like us, and then it kept evolving for for millions and hundreds of millions of more years. Imagine what humans would be like in a hundred million years. It, it wasn't that long ago when we were. It was a few hundred years ago, and we were infants. Mm-hmm. Give us a, in a hundred million years, we better be able to make it to another star like it's no sweat. But you said there was a five, ten, three percent chance that aliens. In the are yeah, in, at, in the back of my head, I feel like the likelihood that I am in at in at least some infinitesimal amount of danger of being attacked by aliens. I I put that at about three percent. That I will be attacked by aliens. I put zombies at about point zero really? five percent. Zombies know. are possible, I, um, dude. Zombies are more likely than aliens. right. Just all right, and let's let's throw out the zombie bullshit of undead people, but just the crazies, crazies, uh, rabies is the interpretation for um, World War Z type thing. That an, an infection type thing where people are not themselves anymore and are biting and killing people like animals. All right, yeah. that seems a lot higher. Just a disease getting out there than. Aliens, I think. I don't know. That's that's where I place it. I, I just don't think the zombie outbreak, world extinction, crazy shit could happen. I think there's just too many guys like me with guns out there who would just put down the insurrection quickly, and you know that'd be that. There's just a lot of firepower in the United States. I, I, I will that, say, zombies will have a hard time in the U.S. Like a I, hard fucking time. Woody's gonna pull that AC unit dude. out, and he's gonna massacre every zombie that that's within sight. Like it's a hobby. I'm gonna like. I people say, you know, what, what are you worried about? Some survival situation? Why do you need guns? I have been prepping for zombies since the <laughs> get go. That's my jam right there. If we get, uh, I, dude, I can headshot people down my cul-de-sac all day. Zombies, zombies, yeah, zombies, zombies. Oh, uh, are they on the list? All right, then zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I, I I just finished solving my big problem. Um, so uh, uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, zombies, man, I'm down for that. So, down for okay, that. so so two questions for you, Woody. A, mm-hmm. do you believe do you believe that there are aliens? Yes, but I don't think they've been here. Okay, do you believe there isn't there? Are, I guess it's more than two now. Um, do you believe that there are intelligent life forms like on our level, maybe even or better, somewhere out there? Yes, yes, but like on our level, I'm glad you threw that in there. What we're doing now, like roaming with either chemical or combustion engines, is weak sauce compared to what we need to do to go light years away. Right? I don't know how it happens. I don't know if this wormhole thing that you see in sci-fi is based on real science or some sort of universe folding technology that allows you. Like, imagine you're traveling across paper, and and you know, obviously this is a long distance, but if you can somehow fold. I'm folding my checks. I should grab some <laughs> other piece of paper. <laughs> that's that's Netflix.com slash Woody shit right here. Um, but but it, if, if we could somehow 
I'm going to put myself on the main screen. If we, if we could somehow take this distance that we need to travel and fold it like that, and then all of a sudden we have a limited number, you know, distance to cover, then like so, it, that kind of tech is way beyond where we are right now. So, yes, I definitely think there are so, people, and the reason we haven't seen them is because neither side has the kind of tech it takes to travel that kind of distance. Yeah, so, so the technology that you're talking about, Woody – you're almost exactly right, but if, if you hold the piece of paper at one time, I, one more time, I know exactly how this thing is supposed to work. All right, I crinkled so, a bit, but work with me. So imagine that your spaceship is in the middle of that piece of paper, mm-hmm. and the distance from the middle of that piece of paper to uh, uh, um, you know halfway to the edge of it is a thousand light years. Okay. What you're trying to do is fo- is is make where you are your starship so incredibly heavy. That it, it, if you imagine space like a piece of uh, paper, gravity becomes so heavy that it keep, it gets deformed and deformed until it folds in two. So now, the dot in the middle is much closer to uh, to where it was before. It's it's a tiny different distance would, it has to travel. Wouldn't it's you just bringing... put something? You'd want a spaceship here and in the middle, and then do that. Now yeah. Skip. Yeah, you're bringing it to you. Yeah, you're folding. You're you're eliminating mm. distance as a factor. Well. But that'll never work. That'll be a, that's way out of grasp. Yeah, I don't much know more, how you gather that much material like that. And it's I guess once you get heavy suns. enough, you start gathering the material. You on have, its own. No, you you have to create artificial gravity. You have to create some sort of like fusion, nuclear generated gravity, artificial gravity well. So and essentially, have, magnets. It's Event Horizon. <laughs> uh, that if you watch Event Horizon, it's a horror movie about what happens when you do that, and what and. What they do is not only do they fold space, but they also drift into another uh, alternate universe, and they bring something back with them. And it's sort of like a horror space movie. It's pretty good. You could just use energy, right? Because energy equals mass times speed of light squared. Mm-hmm. But I think what's much more likely is like some sort of cryostasis, like freezing people and sending them on you know three-year journeys. Uh, that'll get us around our current... You know, get us around the solar system, get us out to the moons of Jupiter, and find out if something's in the uh, alive out there. That's yeah, so find out something's really alive on Titan, something silicon base, maybe. Come I on. Care, I if I were the king of the world, the main uh, focus right now. I swear to God, the main focus, like what we would be pumping trillions of dollars into, would be getting to Titan and finding out what's what's going on there. It's 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 it, Titan is one of uh, Jupiter's moons, and it's basically a big ball of ice. And there's heat in the core, which has created a liquid ocean beneath that icy crust. So there's warm wa- warm liquid water on this planet, and there's a, it's a giant black ocean. And our oceans are black, you know, a, 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 when you go down to a certain depth. And life forms live there; they survive off. Uh, Volcanic vents and stuff, and horrible, harsh, incredibly terrible environments. High heat, low, uh, freezing cold, all kinds of pressures. There's totally life there if you if you ask me, and we should go find it. It's got hydrocarbon lakes too, right? Should bring some of that shit back. I, you know, that really interests me. The idea of space mining that is going to be such a crazy new frontier for human beings when it becomes a, a thing, when it becomes uh, financially feasible to say. Fly out to the Oort cloud and and grab an grab an asteroid that's you know a hundred tons of gold and bring it back. But that's or, the thing. It'd be cool to mine real things that like we need like hydrogen and helium, which we're running out of. But like just to for this purpose of getting more gold and diamonds. 
I said gold because you know that's the thing. It, you well, would. I was going to bring that up anyway because a lot of people bring up the space mining asteroid part, and it's always like there's so many cool minerals and stuff. It's like they're pretty, but we need things like helium and like argon. Yeah, but gold works like for science. Gold yeah, for conductors and stuff like that. I mean, it plays a role. But but any number of what what are rare earth elements, but aren't so rare up there. There's there's tons of um, those rare earth elements that we use in electronics that are that are in limited or supply. We go down into the core where there's little holes filled with giant amethysts. Yeah, that's cool, right? I love the idea. Like like um, I was watching Cosmos the other day, and there was some scenario where they were talking about a diamond that was so enormous that. I couldn't even wrap my head around how big it was, and it's just cool to to know that there are things like that out there in the uh, universe. I love Cosmos Band. That is my. I won't say I like it better than Game of Thrones, but it's re- it's definitely up there. I love that. Sh- I watch every episode uh, twice. I-, I really enjoy it. That's a really cool show. I was joking about the amethyst thing. I didn't know that was real. I was taking a jab at the core. No, that's legit. That the core is silly. Okay, but there's there, there's some real yeah. stuff in there. No, the core is incredibly silly. It's it's one weird. of the dumbest fucking movies ever. Like Aaron Eckhart and uh, Horseface McGee are gonna bore down to the center of the Earth and set off this incredibly precisely coordinated chain of <laughs> nuclear weapons impromptu. Like that wasn't even the plan. They like right. they're like dumping. They're like they, they they literally drive their whatever this vessel is. Yeah. It's super experimental into, like, the liquid core of the Earth, and they start doing a lap around the thing, and they're, like, timing with, like, a pocket watch or something how often they release a nuclear weapon from the rear hatch. Which, why is that vessel even equipped to do such a thing? And, and Well, no, uh, they, they explain why. It's because if um, if it gets cut or whatever and heat gets into it and stuff, it naturally breaks off that part of the ship. That's, that's an absurd feature. Why? Because it would fuck up the whole ship then. That means that the whole ship has to be like like where are the engines at? Like there's a there's an independent propulsion system for each each. It, it functions on. Uh, oh well, that I don't know, but I mean, like that's not how a train works. You've got a caboose, you've got passenger cars, you've got engine cars, you've got the locomotive. It's a it's a whole thing. You can't just like pop off parts and expect it to keep rolling with you know no issues. It did anyway. They they drop off all these nuclear weapons in this perfect like circular sequence, and then they detonate them at the perfect sequence so that it's like. And that it, wasn't even the original plan, if you remember. No, it was one big megaton, and we're like that. You know, just, just set off the ones like that won't work. Oh no, we got to do this thing and set off the small ones. We have just enough uranium or whatever to. Yeah, to they some. Up. I forgot about that. They somehow like Jer- Jerry rigged like half a dozen nukes. Like out of one or something. Like they do nuclear science in the back of their like Earth more boring. With, with their weapons guy dead already. He was the one who got trapped when a park. Oh, and burnt alive. And here's the thing about the core: the way you die, you get melted alive in like molten steel or rock or something like that. That's how you're gonna go. And there's a scene where somebody has to like go in the back to fix something, and his suit like protects him to like I don't know 700 degrees, and it's like 2,000, and he's roasting in there while he does work. And I'm like. I'm going to be honest. I would have stayed in the front and been like, I'm not drawing straws. <laughs> I'm not. You couldn't drag me back there to save the day. When we get out of here, call me a pussy because I don't think we're going to make it. But I'm going to burn fast, not slow. So I'm sitting my ass right up here in the front. I'm drinking two bottles of water because I don't think you're coming back, Jerry. Good luck. 
<laughs> like, like that scene was absurd. That guy's a real hero because there's some things where I'd be like, yeah, I could see throwing myself in, into danger for something, but that's not it. It was his ship. It's all he had. Fuck that shit. Listen, man. I admit it's a really dumb movie with like no real science to it. I'm not even done. Something about they, it. I like. They set off the nuclear weapons in the perfect chain to like restart the rotation of the Earth, which was fucking up the magnetic field and making these crazy electric storms and earthquakes and like weather patterns. It's absurd science, and it was all happening in a really fast period of time. And uh, and they set it off, and Hillary Swank and Aaron Eckhart actually make it out. They, they, they like bore the ship through some crack in the earth, which apparently leads all the way from the core to an ocean. And they just, they, they, they complete the journey that took them like days to get down there in like a matter of seconds. Like they like bob to the top of the, and then, and then they're flat on the bottom of the ocean. So what do they do? They call the whales. They call the whales. So the, the 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 Navy will see the whales somehow out in the middle of the Pacific and say, oh, I bet Aaron Eckhart and and Horseface McGee are down there at the bottom of the goddamn ocean. All Let's right, but they knew they knew they were in this general area because they lost contact there, right? And the rat guy, the computer nerd, figured out, oh, the whales with the sun, they can ping it. Sound they call the whales to them. You know, it made sense that hey, there's Dude, a bunch of whales and he puts them two together. Aaron Eckhart should have died. Five minutes into that thing, because he had a he had some sort of Earth ship that used lasers to carve its way through the Earth, and it would have burnt up and exploded immediately. And it, it, it was the most absurd, shitty movie ever. So bad. Aaron Eckhart is such a he. he you know, he's greatest Two Face. Okay, he's greatest Two Face. I like that. But oh, no. name me one more good performance from Aaron Eckhart. He makes shitty B- C level. He was movies. in. He was in. Uh, what was the most recent? He was in White House Down. Bad. It's. It's bad, bad. It, it was. It was, a, was smoking. That's a, that's a good one for him. There you go. He's the, I you know, they, like him. I, I think he makes a lot of shit movies. He just made that I Frankenstein movie where he's like a buff Frankenstein, and I heard him on the Stern show, and Stern was like, "Ah, so if this thing makes a lot of money, I guess you're, you know, you're gonna be thinking, oh, I'm getting a lot of scripts now. A lot of people are talking to me. I'm, I'm moving up in the world, but if it bombs." You kind of slide back down the ladder a few rungs, huh? And he was like, "Well, I don't like to think about that stuff." And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, dude, you're making a movie called." And this is before it came out. I was like, "You're making a movie about Frankenstein in the future and like modern day, who's like ripped and muscular and like an action hero fighting like some sort of um, um, like werewolves or something." This movie is gonna bomb so hard, dude. I could have told you that from the beginning. Just the premise alone, I knew it was gonna be shit. You can't make that into a good movie. That's such crap. And it was. It's crap. I bet, if you look at its, let me see what its Rotten Tomatoes is. He was in any given Sunday, and he was pretty good there as the offensive coordinator. Supporting role. He's he's okay at that. He can do a supporting role if you surround him with good people, and and you know, he's not going to stand out or anything, and he's not afraid to make a shit movie that that we all know is a shit movie. Yeah, I got uh, I got. Yeah. Oh, by the way, he was in uh, Chiz. It was Olympus Has Fallen, not White House. Sorry, Down. yeah, yeah, interchangeable, interchangeable movies. No, no, no. The one with uh, uh, Channing Tatum was fucking horrible. Agreed, agreed. Fox. That agreed. was really bad. Hold on, there's a sequel coming. Uh, London no. Has Fallen. No, 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 no. Now I can't back it. Why? Why is that a sequel? They didn't do <laughs> a sequel know. to Primer, it's and a, they left it a, off with that. It's in pre-production right now, slated for 2015. <gasps> 
That's so fucking. I can't say. It well, like look, that. when you're hey, at hey, Edward hey. and you hit once every <coughs> years, you know. But he's not gonna be the president of is fucking it? UK. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's Benjamin Asher. He's reprising. I don't know if I'm gonna be loved for hated for this, but do we need a topic to get off a of movie talk? One second. One second. I have okay. one more question. Okay. Would anyone like to take a guess? A guess as to what the tomato meter rating is for I Frankenstein. Twenty. Twenty-seven. Nineteen. Oh, and if you go one. high, you lose. Uh, this is right. I'm going to say one, Bob. One. <laughs> Lefty wins! 4% on Rotten oh. Tomatoes. 4%. Wow. Four. Hey, look up the core. Look up. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's actually a great one to look up, the core. Okay, so uh, what do you guys think the core scored? 36. I will say it is quite... Okay, 36. Woody? Oh, I see. You went last last time. Did you just? Right, fine. I'm gonna say one, Bob. <laughs> Two. You, that's, <laughs> that's that's uh, actually uh, Chiz wins. It's 41. Oh, percent Chiz was winning. Oh, look at that. See, it's an F, but not a bottom line. He's in a 10 class F. <laughs> I just thought it was a good range of numbers to have. <laughs> yeah, you had a lot. <laughs> okay, l- l- I, I want to find another Aaron Eckhart movie. Thank um, you for smoking. Uh, thank you for smoking. Oh, I kind of liked that. I'm gonna. That's I'm, a good movie. I'll go first and call it a 67. Damn, Eight, that's good. 83. Number. I'm gonna give it a 70, 76. Lefty wins 86. percent It was an excellent movie. I've seen it, and I do think he did a good job there. Okay. Um, Battle Los Angeles. You may remember this oh, was the God. movie. This was supposed to be this epic badass movie. The trailers were great. Um, Alien Invasion of Los Angeles, and they had a great soundtrack, really intense music, lots of slow-mo explosions. Suck dick. 21 is a horrible movie. Uh, 35. Nailed it. There's no need to go further. 35%, oh, exactly. Wow. I was also going to say 35. You were not going, <laughs> no, to, say not going to say that. <laughs> Just like Kyle is going to win all the shit. <laughs> this is a fun game. What else has he done? Um... We can do this with uh, Eddie Murphy. Oh, good one. Yeah, good. Eddie Murphy. His movies right. are either outstanding or total shit fest. Horrible. Okay, well, would someone else host this one? Because I, I particularly enjoy movies. Lefty, you host it. You gotta announce their voice. Just Rotten Tomatoes, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And it'll have his whole thing quick, this like, right there. He's That's a good one. He's done a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, so it lists Eddie Murphy movies by. So what am I looking at here? Am I looking at the uh... the percentage? You you could do his wiki if it doesn't have his movies or something. No, it does. It has it has all of them. They've got the percentage. Yeah, so uh, it'd be like this movie. What do you think you got? Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's let's go. Pick some ones everyone would know. I'm sure he's done. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. We'll start out easy. Beverly Hills Cop. First one on the board again. Price is Right type scoring. Closest to the actual number. Seventy-two. Because I feel like those guys, they're the pretty artsy over there on Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm gonna give it seventy-two. Seventy-two from Chiz. I think I'm gonna say uh, seventy-five. Hmm. Undercutting seventy-six. It's, it's a class. Oh, <laughs> classic. When he wins, 83%. Yeah. <laughs> That's dirty, man. It is right. dirty. You know the word, the best part. First one I've won. I didn't hear what the movie was. Oh. <laughs> I, just, I just worked the math. All right, okay. here's, a, here's a tough one. 
Um, the Nutty Professor. Oh, oh, that one's going to be high. Fans. Reverse order. How's really? I, I went last, so I'll say 54 because I don't think it was that good. 54 from Woody. I'm going to say um, 60. I'm going to give it 63. Chiz with the win, 65% oh. on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. All right, next Nutty movie, professor. next movie. Give me another one. Uh, <laughs> all right, Bowfinger. Oh, 16%. I <laughs> give it nine. I don't like that. <laughs> um, oh, okay, sorry, could you go again? I clicked the link and I, I got something. Oh, nine. wait. Bowfinger is... That's not the... I was, I was thinking... But that's not the one in space, is it? No, 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 no. That's, no. Uh, that's Pluto Nash. Oh, I was thinking, I bet Pluto Nash is 17%. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's my Pluto Nash rating. Um, can, can I go again? Because Bo, sure, Bo, Bo everybody go again. Steve, Bowfinger's got right. Steve Martin. And... That's got Steve Martin in it. I'll say 75%. Whoa, no, 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 no. Wow. 54, that's, 54. No, that's, that, that's a good movie. I've seen that. That's when Eddie Murphy... Wow, did you hear this range? Chiz went 37, I went 54, and Kyle went... Did you say 75? Yeah, that's the movie where he plays the double for the actor. That's a great movie. Rotten yep. Tomatoes agrees. Kyle wins 80% on, wow. uh, on the tomato. Wow. Yeah, that would be great. Carried it of, uh, he Tomatoes. did carry it. Steve yeah. Martin's the uh, fucking genius. I haven't yeah. seen it. I was just guessing. Let's, uh, let's go. Let's well, Pluto go Nash. Here. How about Tower Heist? One of those oh, um, from Eddie Murphy. I give 25. I'll give it 33. It's not that good. Um, that's the one that had um, Ben Stiller in it, right? Yeah, oh, I'm gonna take a risk here. One, Chiz, sixty-eight percent on the tomato. Oh, what? Tomato. Wow, really? really I want to get one more in it before we move on. I, I've always liked this movie, and I'm kind of. Uh, I Spy. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that movie. I don't know what that movie is. It's got, what's his face in it? The blonde guy with the hair? Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, yeah. He, he play, he's a boxer, and he's in, he's brought into the spy game. Oh, my God. Um, fucking 1%. <laughs> I'm 25. I'm giving it a, a 60. Ooh. Kyle wins 15%. Oh, fuck. Tomatoes. That's Kyle? bullshit. Fun, let's look at Pluto Nash. There's no way Pluto Nash is fucking uh, better than that movie because that movie was good. Well, well, I, I think oh, of myself as a guy who Pluto kind Nash of knows movies and has good taste in yeah, movies. Yet the numbers are like I'm getting crushed in movie talk. Yeah. We could do some pop. Um, I'll do one and I'll do some popular movies. How about that? Right. Might help me. <laughs> I freaking loved I Spy. That's bullshit. Right? It's a good movie. It's one. Of, I think it's one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. Independence Day. Oh, I really enjoyed that movie. 83. It's a good number. 87. 91, Bob. <laughs> no winners? The panel, the panel loses. Mm-hmm. 60% on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. 60%? Wow. Very hard to see over there, you know. Mm. That's... Ugh. I like that. I, you know, I wonder how... How would a remake of that go? Right, I think they tried it. They tried it with um, shit. What was the sky something? 
I said remake, but I meant sequel. I don't know. If oh, we're talking about Independence Day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so all right. So there's a script. It's it's in the works right now. They they wrote two scripts. Um, one involved Will Smith coming back, and one did not. Uh, Will Smith passed, and so it's proceeding on without him in the movie. So. I'd like to see him do it, and this time be a little less comical, right? Use the character who played the crop duster who killed himself at the end. Um, that's uh, God. Oh God! That's that one guy that's gone crazy. Or he something. has gone nuts. Yeah, he's Uncle Eddie from from the Vacation movies. Yeah, yeah. his character. I, I actually liked his character in the movie, but in the remake, I want him to go a little more hardcore of it. Not the remake. He, the sequel. Well, he's dead. But, See if Will right, Smith. Right, but I, <laughs> I, so Will Smith was a silly fighter pilot who chomped on cigars and beat aliens by punching them in the face. Mm-hmm. That was stupid. Next time you do it. Make it a little more, like just veer, be as serious as the new Star Treks, right? And I'm not expecting you to be like freaking primer level of of intensity. That's just, coming in Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, that's uh. So that's this new Tom Cruise movie. I, I hope I'm getting. That looks really good. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, is that the one where he like? Yes. There's some so, time travel involved, he goes right? Back in time every it, time, yeah. Yeah, it's basically Groundhog's yeah. Day, and and, ex- and instead of like making the perfect day, well, I, I take it back, and he's making the perfect day, except the day he's having Groundhog's Day on is the, the day of, of the is the day of the alien, and is the day they're like going into some invasion against the aliens or something, and yeah. he's in this like mech suit, but it's not that enormous bulky mech suit that we're all familiar with. It's a really it's more of an exoskeleton that like soups you up and gives you lots of weapons. And he's not a trained soldier, but when they discover that he's got this power, they, uh, you know, they, they utilize it. So he's, he trains every day for an eternity until he can hopefully fight the perfect day. But well, about the Independence Day thing, if Will Smith turned it down, that's a little worrisome because Will Smith tends to go with winners. Does he? Come on, let's let's be real oh, right now. Wait, really? Because if you throw out Wild Wild West, I think that's one. Oh, and he had a recent one I didn't see with his kid. That in it. the Earth one. Here's the thing about Will Smith. Earth. Here's the thing about Will Smith. I used to hold him, and I feel kind of embarrassed to say this, but in the same regard as a Leonardo DiCaprio, almost that like mm-hmm. this guy picks winners. Mm-hmm. He's he's a blockbuster machine. I'm with you. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I want to jump in. Like there are some actors that, to me, acting is one of their skills, and they're very good at it. But the other part of what they do is pick projects really carefully. Um, Tom Hanks does it pretty well, right? If Tom Hanks chooses to do a movie, it's probably a good one, right? He, he doesn't mess around. He, he's very selective in what he's willing to work on. Leonardo DiCaprio, I think, is the is the actor of the moment. You know, who will only do great, great stuff. He'll turn down movies that will be good because he's not interested in good. He's only interested in great. And Will Smith, for a long, longest time, was like the hit machine, right? And he's not doing. Like, he seems to be. Can but... do serious roles. Uh, is it Seven Pounds? Was that Seven Pounds? Um, that, that was a great movie. Twenty-seven um, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I disagree. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's not. Nice. I disagree as well. I thought it was um, a powerful performance. And, and what, uh, what was the one where he was a salesman? Um, um, that is. Pursuit of Happiness. Pursuit also. of Happiness. I thought it was a really good movie. I don't know what Rotten Tomatoes thought, but I thought it was really good. Um, 67%. He did Hitch, which I thought was a great uh, a great movie. Hitch I really enjoyed. And then you know, uh, we're even not even counting the Independence Days and the... Um, I Am Legend. 
I am and Legend. I thought was Ali, funny. Enemy of the State, uh, Six Degrees of Separation. Right? And, and he has a benefit in that people bring really high budget movies to him, right? So, and I think a high budget movie has a better chance of being great. You know, he did the Bad Boys movies. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't think I really looked at them. Those heard, were big, big blockbusters. And I, I heard they were more like I. I see Bad Boys, and I think like joking kind of forty-eight hours sort of movie. But I'm it's, told it's they were actually silly. pretty hardcore, like the fighting and the death and the like. It, what's that 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 director? We're always making fun of him. Um, who who did the Transformers movies? Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. It's, it's a, they're Michael Bay movies. They're yeah, they're, they're they just are. really over the top, like lots of machine guns and explosions and they car chases. off. Like they literally have like a, like three or four gun extreme gunfights a movie, like all the time, hmm. getting in crazy gunfights with machine guns. And Will Smith's character is like an independently wealthy guy who just who's just like wants to be a cop, so he's driving like sport, you know, like eighty thousand dollars sports car as his patrol vehicle. <laughs> so um, yeah, and Will Smith now he's had some misses lately, but I I still think he's had a better percentage of movies that I really liked than an average actor. Did you see After yeah. Earth? No, I heard it was really bad. I heard Man, it's just a gigantic Scientology thing, wasn't it? It yeah. um, it's. I heard that as well. I don't know if that's true, but I gotta say, man, after Earth, I hated it so much that I wanted to go to Reddit to find other haters so that so that I could revel in my hate for the film and really and find more ways to hate it because I felt like my hate wasn't fully fleshed out. That there could be more hate, and I just didn't know what parts of the film to hate, so I, I had to go to the experts. And sure enough, there were like all these plot holes and uh, and all these stupid moments. And and his son is not an actor. It's like you know that meme. It's like stop trying to make this happen. It's not going to happen. That's how I feel about Will Smith's son. Okay, yeah. they need to do with him what like whatever they did with Ozzy Osbourne's son, who they thought was going to be somebody at one point. Do the same <laughs> thing to Will Smith's son. He's just he looks funny. His forehead kind of wrinkles up all the time, and it's he's not that great of an actor. Karate Kid was okay, and but everything else has been trash. And after the after Earth was, I don't know. It was I just imagine like a like a dad who's like coaching his son playing t ball, and he's like, "Go ahead, son, swing for the fences," and he's just failing, and he's just failing right in front of his dad on screen. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's 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 like Will Smith is like back in the spaceship the whole time, and he's had and his and his son's out. Hard. Because he's hurt, so he doesn't do shit the whole movie. Will Smith in this movie plays a character who is a legendary warrior. The, the, the enemy they fight, get this, the enemy they fight in the future, this is thousands of years from now, we've colonized other planets. We have, we've mastered star travel. Our biggest enemy are these aliens who are like, I'm tr- it's hard to explain, but imagine a four-legged beast with like, mm-hmm. teeth and no eyes or ears. It only smells and senses fear. Okay, so let me tell you how you fix this immediately. With your air force, you just bomb them. You shoot them with tanks and stuff because they're just like, they're they're just flesh. They're just monsters. They're they're not mechanized. They're not. They're just they're monsters. That's our enemy. But they've been like sicked on us by this other alien race. And Will Smith is a badass in this world because he has no fear. He's mastered it, and he doesn't excreet the pheromone. Uh, from fear, so these things can't. He's invisible to them. They call him like a shadow walker or something. There's some some cooler name they give it, but hmm. ghost walking or something. This doesn't sound bad. But I know, right? <laughs> but Will he doesn't Smith, do anything in the movie, right? There, and, and like Will Smith's weapon of choice is this super futuristic, like handheld lance type weapon that that turns into the perfect weapon for for any scenario. So it can be a sword or a double sword or 
you know, a long spear, whatever you need, and he's a badass ninja with it. And if they he was badass, it. he'd kill him with uh, razors from dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. It's almost as sharp as they are. <laughs> So, but but Will Smith breaks his leg immediately, and he's out for the whole movie. And it's and the whole movie is about his son. And it 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 it, it seems do that. it in the same way that the characters on screen are in a scenario where the dad is like, "Come on, son, you can do it. You can do it." He does it in the movie, but he doesn't do it as an actor in real life. He fails at the performance. The performance really is just flat. It's it's emotionless. Like. It, it's not good. There's there's a couple of little glimmers of hope, but Will Smith's you know son's just not not. You know actor. what I've been watching lately, and I swear I want to get off TV talk and movie talk. But um, have you seen? Is it uh, Damages? No. Damages is a TV show. It's on Amazon Prime. I don't think it's on Netflix. And uh, it is awesome. You guys, you guys have never heard of this. It no. was new to me too. And. Um, uh, basically, an attorney gets hired at a law firm, and then like they flash forward and they show you things from like six months later. Six months later, yeah, she's being tried for the murder of her. She's being like held in interrogation for the murder of her fiance, and then you know you like it's in what I'll call you know reverse time, which feels like current. And uh, so current time, she's there, she's in love, you know they're proposing, they're. Like, you know, everything is great. And then they flash forward and she's like covered in blood with a knife in her hand. And, and, and the TV show covers how they got from here to there. And I'm just captivated by this thing. Damages is my current uh, entertainment fix. Sounds good. Mm, it's pretty good. Has anyone seen Skyline? That was the Independence Day type spinoff movie I was thinking of. Skyline. I, I, I vaguely remember that. There's been a... They, alien movies have been falling flat for a while. And by alien, I mean the kind where it's like an invading alien force. I'm really hoping this Tom Cruise picture is going to be uh, a step in the right direction. Because I think alien movies, uh, I'm into alien movies. I'm into giant monster movies. I, I'm, Pacific Rim uh, was the highest grossing action movie of last year, by the way. It, it man, beat, I watched that a second time through. It and almost Iron Man. Um, yeah, I watched it a second time. and it, it, Yeah, I, I didn't enjoy it the second time either. Yeah. Uh, but I but but I liked it, and I could watch a different movie, you know, on mm-hmm. a similar a similar. I think this Godzilla movie is getting decent reviews. They, a lot of people are complaining that there isn't an, enough Brian Cranston or Godzilla, that. though. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I was uh, I was not happy with the uh, the definite bait and switch. If you're gonna put a guy in all the promos and in all the fucking posters, I want more than 20 minutes of screen time. That's bullshit. You can't get away with that. Oh wow! And, and then it's to like replace that, huh? him with some guy who's a who. I don't care that this guy was in Kick-Ass and apparently everybody liked that movie. Whoever they replaced this guy with was a fucking robot. No, There's no acting done by this asshole who's trying to save his family or whatever. None. He's just, oh, this is bad. I can do this. I can help. Oh, my family. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. I want Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston could have carried this film, but for reasons that I won't get into, spoiler alerts, they don't. He's only in it for 20 minutes, and fuck that. I want my 10.50 back. Are, are, we, are we just so full of ourselves and we don't know what the fuck we're talking about? Or should Godzilla have not gone like this? Brian Cranston is let, – let's not make him the expert that the military goes to. That's too cliche. Mm-hmm. Let's make him a general or something. Why can't Brian Cranston be a general? 
Why can't he be some some military guy? And maybe he comes up with the idea. Like he's just a ground guy, but he's the one that somehow has battled it enough to know that he can. Just... Yeah, make him the driving force behind the tactics. Put him in the background, like leading the for- not maybe leading the force in some sort of frontline attack, but like in the background, like Patton, like fire the lasers, and you know, just like getting really intense and being like the rockets now, you know, some shit like that, and then rockets hit Godzilla in the asshole or something. They could, they they could have done it with whatever. They- they tried to set him up. The, the the role they had him in wasn't the, like, I know what's going on, I figured it all out. The role they had him in was absolutely perfect for exactly what you're talking about. They just didn't do it. And what I is his no role? I have no idea why. He is a guy. He plays. Uh, it, it, the movie starts out in Japan in 1999, and he is uh, an engineer at a nuclear facility, and something. There's a there's a uh, some kind of earthquake meltdown, but there's seismic activity that's really weird and it doesn't make any sense. And he he becomes a hermit after that. And then they flash forward to his son in 2014, and they start talking about his dad who's still alive, living in Japan, trying to find out what caused this whole thing. And he's he's become a, a recluse and he's he's trying to figure it all out, but he doesn't. He's like kind of on the He's kind of fig- like figuring out the conspiracy. There are other people that know, but he's trying to figure it out. And it's so perfect. He could have joined the cast and continued on with the rest of the movie and been that catalyst to figure out to be that, that point of change throughout the entire movie. But they just didn't do it. I, That's how you make a monster movie. Like, like so, mo- The payoff in a monster movie is the monster fucking shit up and the monster fighting. Like, like that's, your, that's what you hit the audience with like four or five times in the movie. Those are your high points, but you've got to sow those periods in between with some really strong acting for the movie to be taken seriously and do well. I think, like you, it, and Brian Cranston is the perfect guy for that. Coming out of, it, I can't think of anybody who I w- I'm more excited if I hear they're in a movie. If I heard that Brian Cranston was in the new Batman uh, movie or the new Superman movie, I'd be jacked. It, he should be Lex Luthor. There's no fucking reason for him not to be. Yeah, and like he. That rumor got squashed. Yeah, any role with a bald guy. Automatically goes to Heisenberg, in my opinion. Any any role of <laughs> of, of like uh, an intelligent, like badass kind of guy who's in that guy's age, he should be putting Liam Neeson out of business. There's no need for a Liam Neeson when you've got a Brian Cranston out there. Uh, there's they're two different people. Liam Neeson is an on the ground physical dude that does a lot of things and badass. Is he? Stuff. Is he? Yeah, right. Sixty yeah. something years old. I feel he's like he's the current. He's shit. like. He's just Steven Seagal a few years before no, he reaches Steven Seagal. Look, Steven he's Seagal had a lot of action movies where he was really not qualified to do action movies. That That's my opinion of Seagal. And uh, I, I think that Liam Nielsen's kind of there, too. Like, I, I like him. I like him. I, I, if he's in a I role like But I, I just feel like, you know, Liam Nielsen, look, I'm not believing that you're beating up all these baddies anymore. You're 67. But if yeah. Or whatever. Would, was, would, you, would you say the same thing? If who? Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. It, it's not realistic. Like, like in Gran right. Torino, they played it right. He's an old man; he can't do anything. And yeah. in, in uh, the Unforgiveness, he gets his ass kicked. He, I'm, I'm sorry, Clint Eastwood was what? fearless in Gran Torino. Are you hearing me? Okay, do I sound all right? Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. it, it, you um, just broke up for me for a moment. Okay. Um, he was fearless in Gran Torino, and, and I respect that. He's like an old guy who doesn't give a crap. He even. No, the give, I wasn't about to give away the end of it, but you know, it, it, even mm-hmm. has this great act of bravery at the end, which seems completely consistent with his character. But mm-hmm. he's he didn't. I don't think he won any fist fights all show long. 
The, the no, biggest the act of like masculinity he saw is that he knew how to do plumbing. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I don't know. It really. It, all right. I Liam's respect all of the things you said, but when you compared him to Steven Seagal, I kind of want to cry. It's, it's Steven Seagal is shit. He's yeah. Really so, so shit. the difference is that Liam Neeson is the best possible version of a guy who who shouldn't be doing the things he's doing, but he mm. is. Um, taken the first taken was pretty slick. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, the second taken. Um, just doesn't seem re- realistic because who the fuck would fuck with him after what he did in the first one? All right, like it—he's the most badass motherfucker. He's—he's incredibly badass and scary. Like yeah. that speech he has, like I, you know, everybody knows he's something like I've got these. I don't—if it's money, you won't. You, you know, this isn't gonna end well because I don't have any. <laughs> but what I do have are a very select set of skills—skills skills of acquired, you know, traveling on the. And it's just scary. He's like, if you, you know, if you let my daughter go, this, this will all end now. I won't pursue you. I won't try to find you. It'll be done. But if, if you maybe come for you, I will find you. And I will kill you. And, and you're like, this guy is 100% fucking serious. And the guy's like, good luck. And like the next fucking day, Liam Neeson is in that motherfucker's kitchen. <laughs> and, 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 he, and he fucking cracks a wisecrack before he begins his like incredible beatdown that involves knives and guns and kung fu. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, I told you I'd find you. And he fucking stabs him in the hand or something and then proceeds to kill all of his friends. Love and, it. You know, he tortured that guy to death. Like he left him like roasting with the electric electric spikes in his thighs. Mm-hmm. Um, he destroyed that entire like prostitution ring with like in like a blaze of machine gun blowing up barrels and high speed chases and shit. He's hard fucking core in that movie. And then the second movie, they're like burying all the people that he killed. Like they're burying <laughs> all of them. Like It's like 15 graves next to each other. It's a fucking – the worst funeral you've ever seen. It looks like a natural disaster happened or a terrorist attack. No, it was Liam Neeson motherfuckers. <laughs> and, and, and the old guy's like, so now we go after him again. <laughs> He's like, how are you going to do it, Pop Pop? Well, pretty much the same type thing as last time. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Take his shit. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna kidnap his family again. We're gonna get, we're gonna motivate the psycho again, and and the same result happens. He kills them all again. But they flipped yep. it, right? Like the, the second time, first time they took the daughter. The, the next time they took the parents, right? They took his wife, but he gets that, out. Well, they took both. They took them both, but he gets away and starts doing shit. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's completely abs- uh, absurd. It's just, like to think that you could make a sequel to that movie, it's just really silly. Like he, know, they offered him a third sequel and he turned it down. Right, thank <laughs> God. Like like that that would put him in, in like I would think less of him if he, he and he literally said he's like it's kind of ridiculous to make a third one if I let if I let my family get kidnapped a third time I'm not I'm that a much of a person bad, yeah I'm not much of a badass if my ha- if I let my family get kidnapped three fucking times he pretty much solved the problem my daughter had the line taken as like Finding Nemo for adults and that thing <laughs> went global and like some popular comedian started using it too and stuff and like it but I but she did it first we she I was explaining the movie to her cuz she hadn't seen Taken 1 but we went to see Taken 2 together and um she's like oh so like finding Nemo for adults I was like that was really clever and it made its way into the vlog and then after that like some comedian with like 600,000 followers started saying it and like they ran with the line and uh, hope invented that thing He's oh, Carlos Mencia. Carlos Mencia. <laughs> it wasn't him. I want to say the guy was European, but I'm not sure. It's and super fucking clever because it's spot on. Yeah, know? yeah. It, it, she kind of every so often she does something amazing. I saw her playing de- 2048, and she had a 2048 on her screen. I'm like, what the? Th- 
Oh, really? I, I was wondering what that game was. That's crazy. Wait, what, what do you mean you're wondering what that game was? You know it? I was trying to remember what it was. I haven't oh. played it in so long. So when you said 2048, I was like, is that a Warhammer game or something? I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. It's like heavy. Fear so her, Civ players. She, <laughs> you will rue the day that you called her out. When the ringer comes into play, so I'm well, really looking forward to that. I That's said I, nothing. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing with her. Uh, that would be really fun. I hope she's as good as I say she is. Every so often, it, it's pretty neat having kids, right? Because you have kids, and uh, out of the gate, they're incompetent at everything. They can't even freaking use the bathroom. Right? They, they they're just like leaky luggage. And then over time, they sit there and they shock you, right? Like even at like four years old, you're like, wait. I never thought of something that way. Like, that's kind of a cool <laughs> thing. And then um, the girls especially, like, even as they enter their teen years, she's 15 soon uh, in less than a month. And uh, it, it, she'll have these, like, like adult-like reasoning skills. And uh, and that's kind of neat to see, like, develop into fruition. So, But I'm still going to destroy her civilization. No oh, I'm sign. sorry. Have you won I'm a sorry. game yet? Yes, I have won a game yet. A one v one. A one v one. Oh my god, that's not even Civ. With a domination victory. Like I said, I continue to struggle in the one v two games. Yeah. <laughs> They'll start off as one. That is a good line. Ones, that right? is a good line. Yeah. <laughs> I continue to struggle in the one. Lefty games. won one of those. I'm just saying. If I get yeah, Lefty now Lefty outright won one. Um, uh, I wish that I had. I feel like I made a critical, like 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 a pathetic move. Like some, I did something so stupid that it was just embarrassing. You did it in our um, game too. You brought your little anti-tank gun into a deep. No, that right. uh, that wasn't that bad of a move. I, wasn't think. Bad, I just I, I didn't know how weak tanks were against. You're right. It, it was a fine move. Please continue to do it when you play. What, me. what I did to <laughs> Lefty though, like the the map is literally shaped like a donut, and the center of the donut is a big ocean, mm-hmm. and I embarked all of my very expensive army into the ocean into these canoes and tried to send them to the other side of the, the the donut to like surprise attack lefty I thought that would be you know it's a much more direct route and it's much more surprising if mm-hmm. they just come out of the ocean than going all the way around the but donut you have that land penalty is that where this is headed the, the embark well, disembark thing no what, what, what the real challenge was that um, we were taking a, we, we weren't doing simultaneous turns because we're just now discovering that so it took like 30 minutes for me to like actually get anybody on the land. It seemed like turns would go by and those canoes would only move a few spaces and he was attacking every one of those turns and they were really weak out in the ocean. You know, these were artillery units and like infantry units and they were really ma- um, upgraded up a lot. They were really valuable units. Uh, and, and he nuked them while they were in their canoes. And then he continued to hit them with other shit. I couldn't even see it because we had fast combat on, but he bombed them into shit. And I, we were both just like, Chiz and I were just like, we forfeit. Like, <laughs> if we play this, we could play this for another four or five hours, but we're not going to catch you. Yeah, his science is way too high. He had yeah, battleships and shit. I had like a fucking rowboat still. I, I owned the ocean. The, the ocean was still mine. I had, those, those battleships were all mine. But he, he was just way ahead in tech and he was going to be, he was making, I had tanks, and he was way ahead of me. Yeah, yeah. I was going to be making. Uh, I had an aircraft carrier, fighter jets, and you had a fucking submarine. Too. And, and my army, and my army just had been crushed completely, and his hadn't even. He, I don't think he'd lost a unit. Like he was, st- he still had his army like fresh and ready to invade. So mm-hmm. we rightfully forfeited that one. Mm-hmm. But I swear to God, if it, it, I will win, I I guarantee I win a one v one. Uh, I think I can. I think I can beat you in a one v one. Any any anybody. I think that if we 
I, it's hard when it's a three-player free-for-all on because... Bog? You want to go on Bog? Don't stream it. 16 red dots. Oh, God, I would need a week of practice. The, the, um, I would, too. I, I, I used to be good at COD. You know, I, I, not like I was ever nade shot or something like that, but you'd want me on your team, you know? And uh, I feel like I'm probably not right now. Yeah, I, I would, I would, uh, I would have a hard time. I could play some COD four. I could, I could definitely hang and I'd get the sticks back in an hour or so. But right, to, we'll do it on to, PC. to be at my yeah, top, to to be at my uh, my top level requires a lot of. Who time. do you think here is the best at PC FPS right now? I don't think. Well, I'll speak for myself. I'm certainly not. I'm like, the bottom. I'm not one of those guys. Like again, I do a lot of PC gaming now in terms of Minecraft and stuff, and they were actually impressed with my shot in Left 4 Dead, but. Compared to the guys who like play CS:GO and snap on target, or I played with um, his incredible, incredible. orb yep. uh, on PC, and he's something that you don't see all the time. Or right? he's special. I'm not that guy, but I can play. No, I use a mouse and keyboard to game things. daily. I don't know. It might be. Uh, I don't know where Lefty stands, but we used to play Counter Strike Go back in the day, and I recall always winning those uh, gun games. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was <laughs> drinking. What do you want? I was having a good time. You're always drinking. Yeah, you said you didn't have an alcohol problem, yet now you consider it essential That's for it. having you a good time. He's always drunk. <laughs> See, not what I said. Not I, what I, I said. Just joke. I want to get back to the <laughs> fact that we need to find some way to play three-person free-for-alls that don't involve ganging up on Kyle every single fucking time. You start oh, wait, 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 wait. I have a variation. What if we played four-person free-for-alls that gang up on Kyle? So, so <laughs> here's what I'm thinking. I don't know how to implement this, but I imagine a scenario where Woody, you and I had a chat where, like, we had a button we could press, and it was like Team Talk, and uh, and, and that was recorded l- l- separately from our conversations uh, with Lefty and Chiz, and we played two versus two. I can tell you how to do that. Go into a TeamSpeak channel and then just mute yourself on Skype. Mm-hmm. That's all you would have to do, but um, I think that would be cool because that would allow. If you want to do stuff like I think we we are, we're actually pretty liberal when we play. It's like what's your culture, what's your science, what's your gold, and I feel yeah, like we're pretty because we share that stuff, it it affects the dynamic. If you didn't know, for example, if you didn't know I was making so much fucking culture that one game, you would have probably waited a couple more terms before you came over. Um, and the reason I think. We both kind of just attacked you that last game because we knew you had, like, 350 culture per turn plus, like, 300 science. Wasn't looking that good for uh, for us. No, I was I was going to just do some awful – I was going to do the science program. Again. No, I was doing culture again. I decided I was going to try to do a cultural victory. I was uh, – My own game, that was, uh, that was cute. Well, it seemed like the fastest victory type um, – I, to, to me, it still does. You put it out there that I'll never get another cultural victory over you again, and I'm going to make it my fucking mission to make sure <laughs> I do. And I, I think I'm going to be good at that because I'm, uh, I'm going to be able – I think I know a good build structure to, to maximize culture and, and, and know how to balance the gold and religion out to, to help maximize it as well. If we added barbarians, it would add a different thing to the culture. You guys I remove be... barbarians? Yeah, they're really Assholes. annoying. But if but... you keep them in, there's a whole tree that helps with culture with barbarians. Um. Well, we could we could throw raging barbarians in and just be prepared for it and be like, let's build some units early. How are raging barbarians different? What? How are raging barbarians different? Uh, oh, it's just more barbarians and they're more aggressive and they spawn more frequently. It's it. They're, they're a real problem. 
<laughs> it's it's you're at war right out of the gate. Like, like, Twenty five turns in, like there's gonna be a guy up in your shit. And and then there's gonna be another one right behind him, like five or six turns later. Hmm. There's a there's a lot of different things we could do, but I, I it just seems like I get you know to uh, taking it back. I think I could handle a two v one most of the time if oh, I just knew no. it was coming. Oh, 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 oh. If he just knew it was coming. I just knew it, it, Kyle, know. attention, attention! I'm <laughs> no, that's not what you. I mean. That's not what I mean. If, oh. if, if like I knew going in that it was a two v one because I, I you're I that played. confident with the no track record part. I play with the <laughs> I, I, I play with the the intent of playing a free for all for the most part, and mm-hmm. and I I usually try to align myself with whoever's. Um, not whoever's like the third best player because that just makes sense. We can we we can exchange things that we both need, and he he has reason to help me, and I have reason to help him. It's a perfect relationship. But and and in pretty much every game I'm ahead. So I, I think if I if I went in with the with the mindset that yeah both Chiz and Lefty are gonna fuck me in the ass by turn 115, then you know I I would just double my defenses. Huh. I would send spies to Lefty's city because I, w- I, I wouldn't be worried about pissing him off. I, t- I, I, didn't put, I didn't send any spies to Lefty's cities. I sent plenty to yours. I was like, he I better get my guy in there before I, before oh, I, I trounce his... Uh, I do that shit all the time. I, we might have an alliance, but I would really like the technology. You know? um, I've got we, a... Yeah, we need a whole topic. new topic. Sure. What's something you thought would catch on but didn't become huge? Hmm. Or mics, because I got shit to talk about. <laughs> Better think of something, Kyle. Something that comes from. Um. I got a couple in my I head. thought Google Plus would be a lot bigger. I was I thought Google would do big things with Google Plus, and I thought if anybody has the horsepower to create such a large social network. Because I remember, you know, you remember the commercials of guys talking on all their smartphones and laughing in, in a hangout and stuff. And I was like, if anybody can do that, it's Google. That should be really cool. And then for they just shot it in the foot and so the, nobody joined. This was an Ask Reddit question, and that is uh-huh. the top-rated post, Google+. And, and I'll add to it. I thought Wave was going to be a much bigger deal. We used Wave for a while, like the planned trips and stuff. Um but somehow Wave just never really became a thing. And, and Google Plus, not only has it not taken down Facebook, it is largely detested for the way that it's pushed. Like, people don't want to do Google Plus. They're like, I think most internet users wish Google Plus never existed. It's only used in ways that bother them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm completely disinterested in I- it. I think I would pick. I want to think of a better answer, but one would be video phones or video conferencing. Oh, that, that's a good one too. It was in there. Mine personally is smartwatches. Now it's just a little early to judge, but the Pebble. I was like, this is going to be it. I so desperately want to be able to like see my text message without going through my lock screen and into an app and all that bullshit. Just, just dude, my text messages they're not that private. Flash them to me. Show me them for twenty seconds without me unlocking my phone. And smartwatches, I thought, would be that for me. But, dude, every smartwatch is just, like, look, I'm pretty nerdy, and I won't touch that shit. Mm-hmm. That, that's, it's, make it a circle, get it next level, make the battery not last, like, six hours. What's a watch that is the 12-hour battery <laughs> life? I, I don't need that. Smartwatches might be my big thing. And Titanfall's in my head, too. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Yep. Yeah. Um, I thought electric cars would have been bigger by now, but I think... I think well, that's, a, that's different, right? Because I also would have said VR, but that's coming in a new wave of um, things, right? With uh, Yeah, it seems like hover technology and electric cars and virtual reality are coming in the next five years. Right. Virtual reality, I feel like that thing's been coming since I was a little kid. It's failed so many times, but now it's got some more legs to stand on. But maybe motion, like the Kinect, if they... I'm uh, totally. Uh, I I don't see the use for the connect voice recognition. Maybe I could see that coming and being a thing. I'm to- Here's my problem with voice recognition. I never know how to use it. Like no one's really teaching me these commands. Like I'm really good with a command line, whether it be Unix or DOS or whatever. Um, I kind of pick those up quickly. It's it's natural for me. And no one really teaches me the commands there, aside from like a wealth of googling. Something mm-hmm. about Siri. I, I like. Maybe I have my head on crooked on, on this issue, but it's like, tell me the commands that Siri knows. If I just talk to it naturally, I will fail 99% of the time. I can't just say, like, you know, hey, Siri, I'm hungry. What, what's your idea for lunch? No. You have to format it in some <laughs> special fucking way. And, and, and I, I don't know where I was when they gave out the global, like, Siri communication and electric slide lessons that everyone else seems to understand but me. Um. I, it's a horrible product anyway. I mean, that's I'm, not no, I'm told it's amazing. And that the, I've heard nothing but bad from everyone. Like, it, it doesn't recognize a lot of people's voices and stuff. She thinks you say one thing and say another thing. But, I don't know anyone that uses it. I, I, I don't know. I keep looking at the – so I, I spend a lot of time on these really, uh, like, tech review sites like um, Tom's Hardware, Anantech. Um, I have another one in my head. Wired Magazine a lot. Um, Engadget. And they all seem to have good things to say about Siri. Like, like Siri, when it was released – could do a couple of things. And now Siri is like a serious personal digital assistant. I'm just, I don't know how to use it. It's, it's not that for me, which stinks. So, yeah. Something else that I would, thought would catch on, but didn't. I'm thinking. Uh... Blu-ray. Oh, Yeah. I thought Blu-ray would be the next DVD. Instead, it was just a stepping stone to streaming. Would you pick that or HD DVDs? Oh, no, even I, HD DVDs. I, I didn't. I didn't believe. Sort of thing. I didn't believe in those. Yeah, that, right. that, I mean, I didn't know, but uh, I never was like, "Oh, this is going to be the next thing." When I weighed the two, by the time I started weighing the two options, I think it was clear. I thought porn it was supported like, HD more, and a lot of people thought that it would win. Because it had the porn, and that that's been the case in the past. Like mm-hmm. porn has driven so many technology choices. All right, series pretty good. <clears throat> really? Yeah, I just tried it. I said something. I was like, um, "Siri, make a doctor's appointment for like Saturday." It's like, okay, did it, and then I did Google. So I don't know. I don't know if like the turn by turn is bad for Siri, but for me, it worked right there. I would never use it though. It's just way quicker to unlock. Two buttons, I'm done. I, Unless I'm typing notes. I now, which iPhone do you have? The 5. 5, plain. Yeah. So you, uh, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, that doesn't have the fingerprint recognition, does it? No. That's something that I really want. I haven't tried it yet. I might be totally disappointed. But it, the pattern I have on my current phone, I get it right half the time. And I don't want to switch my pattern to be like a straight line or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
So anyway, Kyle, did you come up with a thing? Um, I said uh, I said electric cars and um, that was pretty good. Something else. Blu-ray. I had another one. Blu-ray. Yeah, I thought Blu-ray was just gonna. I thought there was a time when like I was like I'm going to amass a Blu-ray collection that will be like a you know a library shelf. And now that seems so, like such an absurd thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got bigger. It's just that it's on Netflix. <laughs> 3D would have been a good pick if they didn't step up their game in the past three years. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of people thought 3D was a list. gimmick, though. Look at that watch, Lefty. Huh? Oh, big pimpin'. Look at that. No, it's a seventy-five dollar Invicta watch from uh, from Amazon. Like Jay Z level shit. What do you What do you buy that watch? I keep telling you to buy right now. Like you should you should get on Amazon and buy that fucking watch right now. Just, just do it. What watch are, are we talking left about? Left hand kids. Left hand. What watch are we talking about? We're talking about the. Uh, oh, God damn it. Um, Link it. I, I'm gonna have to think of the. I'm drawing a blank. What's um. It's, million dollar one that sinks with no, 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 no. What, what's the brand? Movado. It's the Movado. Movado um, oh, yeah, Movados are nice. I'm waiting for watches that don't exist yet. I want a smart watch that lasts for days and shows me my text messages yet looks refined. That one I saw was really nice, that uh, that tech one, a couple on Ars Technica. Remember that one? Yeah, the that was – I, I don't think it exists yet, though. It was a prototype, but that's that's what I'm looking for. By the way, to help support our Movado watch fetish, go to <laughs> dollarshaveclub.com forward slash PKA for all your shaving needs. They don't just have shavers. They've got shave butter, and they've got one wipe Charlie's. <laughs> Use them on your butt. Durable. No See, more no more crusted toilet paper you find when you're showering, and then you wash that part of your body. Take it like, hey, with you that? on your next survival trip. There you go. Yep. Charlie's. I bet they would. Yeah, maybe they'd like to sponsor our survival trip. Do you guys mm-hmm. see this watch I just linked? Let me see this. Let's see. Oh, yeah. That, to me, is the right level of sophisticated, yet every day still looks good. It's a smartwatch. That is a um, a digital face that you're looking at. That's the kind of thing I'm waiting to exist. And then, it, you know, if it can... I don't know how... If I'd be able to read a text message on that. But that's the idea. Do something with the text message so that I can... Most of my text messages are like six words, two words. <laughs> Um, you know, do that for me. That's what I'm looking like. That's the level of sophistication I want. Or have built-in speech to text on it. Then you wouldn't even need to type on it. So mm. just hold it up. Not a bad idea, but it, if it's if it works, right? Yeah. Oh gosh, here's um, here's another image of the same watch. I'm gonna link it to you guys so you can see what I'm showing the stream. See, I'm a fan of Movado simplicity. I just I was. Oh, look at this nice. watch. Look so at the, the one, one on the right. The one the I like is actually call. the chronograph. So it's an incoming call. It has, uh, um, you know, de- accept uh, and decline. Like that. This is what I want in a smartwatch. Most of the things I want to buy, I can't have. <laughs> right? Like I, like when I sit there and lust over, like, ah, oh, what am I going to get next? What should I do? It's mostly. Um, you know, like I, I really, I'm. I think I'm gonna make a switch to the iPhone six when it exists. <laughs> I think you know, a smartwatch like this might be something that makes its way onto my wrist when yeah. it exists. Yeah. This okay. Nice. So the one I, I like that a lot. That is cool. I, the one I'm talking about is the one I just linked, but it's black instead. I've got that one. That's a nice watch. Here's the thing. I have. This watch, I doubt it's all that valuable. 
but it's interesting to me, which is one of the things I want in a watch, right? Like, I, you know, it, it could be kind of cool. I wonder how I'm going to put the big camera on me and put this close to the thing. Um, hmm. All right. Yeah, and you can't see it. I know on my screen it's all fuzzy, but do you see that um, uh, gold sort of rectangle in the bottom center? Mm-hmm. That is the Cisco Systems logo, and I got this as a 10-year anniversary present. So it's like it's just not something that everybody has. And I'm like, you know, I feel like I sort of have this covered. Yeah, you see it needs a battery. But it, it, I've got, like, dress watch on. That works. Mm-hmm. My next watch probably won't be a duplicate of this. It'll be something different. Hmm. I wonder how they stand up. Like, I like this one. I like uh, diver's watches. They're really nice, and you can bang them up a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. I've got... Let me... I've got... Uh, hang on, I'll find it. This one's 100 meters. I like the leather bands. I, I liked leather bands, and then I got a metal one because my father always wore them. And, you know, he's like, I got to give it some time. I'm like, Dad, it's pulling my arm hairs. It hurts. He's like, give it some time. Grow a pair. And uh, <laughs> after a while, you're like, oh, you know, whatever arm hairs were getting pulled or something, it didn't look like they were yanked, but that stopped happening. Mm-hmm. And um, and then just a watch that was always the right size. Like, it it was loose. Like, it, with a leather watch, sometimes I crank them tight, and then it stretches, and then, like, a, I never find the perfect spot for it. After a while, you just sort of feel – you get used to a watch that's that current size, and you're just done. You know, it, and it feels it's, weird if you take it off. Like, I, I've – I've worn watches since I was in junior high, and I take mm-hmm. this off, it feels like I'm naked. It's just weird. Oh, that's another thing I wanted. Uh, okay, leather watch, a little tougher to be waterproof. You know, usually you need a, mm-hmm. a cloth or a metal band for that. And um, uh, uh, take it off. Or I, oh, oh, in a smart watch, I'd like it to be really waterproof. That's, like, one of my requirements for it. I don't want to have to take it off, like, Every day when I shower and remember to put it on because it's going to sit in a drawer if that becomes the case. It rains. you got to put your hand in your pocket. It just seems like a m- more hassle than what it's worth. Right. It doesn't have to be incredibly waterproof. It just needs to be like if I put it in the shower. Well, actually, I want to shower with it. It needs to be that level of waterproof, 10 meters. shower with your smartwatch, huh? Yeah. What if he gets a call? All right, it's important. No, I'm okay. not. I was just I was, okay. All right, that's a, that's yeah, that's a level of commitment to your watch. I think he just doesn't want to take it off. I mean, that's where I'm at. I never take it off. Yeah, yeah. So, Lefty, or I'm sorry. Cheers. Can we see your watch again? Yep. Look, showerproof. Looks like you could wear that in the shower every day forever and never give it a second thought. Mm-hmm. You could go swimming with stingrays and be like, yeah, whatever. I didn't take it off. And, and try to grab one, and it'll end horribly. You never grabbed it. I've done that. Well, I'm preferring to stingray. I I swam to the bottom. I grabbed a stingray. I brought it up, and my daughter kissed it. Bam. That's pretty hardcore. That's that's a hardcore level. Didn't work out for the crocodile hunter, so... I've I've got that last watch at length, but it's uh, instead of... Instead of all black, mine's got red on it. Um, I like this watch. But that's my nice watch. It's your nice watch. That is nice. It's a nice watch. All like a watch aficionado would clearly probably like differentiate between your watch and mine. But I think most people would just be like, "Yeah, it's a dress watch." 
Totally, yeah. You yeah. can't tell. Yeah, you can't look at those things and know the value at all. Yeah. Or uh, some of these watches, I've got kind of a watch fetish, and so I just don't go on watch websites anymore. I used to like <laughs> fucking just like delve in and be looking at. at oh god, there's this one. I, I really want a blue face Submariner, uh, Rolex Submariner, um, <laughs> with uh, with blue and gold with a silver band. Uh, with gold in the uh, uh, in the links, and uh, it's 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 a very very expensive watch, um, it, prohibitively expensive. Grand? But I really want it. It's what I like. Oh no, um, closer to thirty. The way I like it. Oh okay, <laughs> prohibitively expensive. The way it's, I take my Rolex. It's yeah like, yeah, just terribly expensive. Just just yeah. way too much. Well, money. I mean, if you're gonna spend that much, get it the way you want it. There's no point buying the fifteen grand one. It's what? not really. What you you can't get one for fucking fifteen grand. Like like, yeah, like they started like. Just don't it's you like know twenty five. They cost thirty grand or so. Oh no, I'm just I'm exasperated you know, over, over the whole thing. Like yeah. I would love it if if this was like a an affordable watch, but it's just the one that I've always liked the the look of it. And I, I've I uh, when I when I worked at uh, at, a, at the car dealership, there was a, a, that was what the managers would spend their money on was nice watches. And they all had you know a Datejust Rolex or a Submariner Rolex or they had. Um, um, what like a yacht master or something, and you know the finance guys would have like these gold chain. One of them had this gold chain that was like bicycle chain with diamonds in, in between the links. It was like an eighty thousand dollar chain this dude was rolling with. So like I, I got exposed to all these really nice watches, and it and it became something I really lusted after. I was like, God, I I want that fucking twenty thousand dollar watch that this fool is wearing. It's covered in goddamn diamonds. It's beautiful. Like it's just such like as far as men's jewelry, that's you know I I wouldn't wear a necklace or earrings or you know anything like that. But a watch, I could. That's like the last piece of men's jewelry that's appropriate, right? My, my wife found a house. It's perfect. It's a great home. Um, th- these are the things that make it such a nice home. It's expensive to me. I think they're asking five fifty for it. Uh, it's not the most expensive we looked at, but nor is it the cheapest. Um, they want five fifty. Who knows what it would go for? But let's call it that the ballpark. Um, it, it's just a four bedroom home, I think. But the rooms would be bigger than the, what I have now, and that's one of my issues. Like uh, because these rooms are small, I, I feel like things can't stay set up. I have to break things down all the time. Um, uh, it's nice. It's walking distance from a lake that I presume we have some sort of access to, and there's like trails and stuff. It has a shop. That's nice, you know, like, oh, I'd love to take my woodworking equipment out of the garage, park the cars in the garage, and have, like, a, a woodworking shop that's ready to go all the time and not fall victim to, like, Jackie's storage needs on top of my table saw, which is one of the problems I can't do woodworking now is that I feel like I'm four hours away from having a ready shop, and it keeps reverting to that state. Even when I invest the hours in it, I come back, and there's, like, I don't know, those glass milk jugs that I showed the other week waiting to be delivered back to the milkman. And, and like that sort of thing is always in the way. Um, and then another thing, it had a guest home and Jackie said something that sold it. Like, so um, Colin has an uncertain future, right? You know, in our dreams, he really starts, you know, accelerating. And, and by the time he's ready for college, you know, he applies and gets in and that's the dream. Um, point i will move into the guest house <laughs> yeah then kyle was in the guest house we're set the other alternative future is that um colin remains a dependent uh you know for a long long time 
and, uh, you know, gets a level of independence by living in a house in our backyard and, um, and we're able to sort of help him exist without him, you know, like literally being like in the bedroom and, you know, like, you know, just, he gets to be like a full fledged adult, but still, uh, near Jackie and I, where we can help him, uh, until the day we die. So, uh, it's like, oh, this house is, dude, it's got a guest house. It's got a shop. It's a nice home. It's near a lake. It has a good yard. Uh, how far is it from where you currently are? I don't know, 40 minutes, something like that. Okay, so, so you maintain all of those uh, important education connections. Exactly, right, right. Um, yeah, see, that's, that, that's the biggest... Uh, it's in a place where Google Fiber should come. Oh, that's what... That's question. what I was going to ask. Yeah. 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 That's great. Raleigh. You know what I was going to suggest? If, if I were, like, if I were free in the wind and, I, you know, I was, I was doing what you do, I would be in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Hear me out. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. First I'm of all, with their they're, internet. Go on. First of all, their goddamn internet is just as fast as Hong Kong's. It's the fastest internet. It, it's on par with the fastest internet speeds anywhere. Mm-hmm. It, it's super fast mm-hmm. and it's affordable. And you're in Tennessee, so no state income tax. And land is ultra affordable. You could have like a mansion, literally a mansion on a mountain for five fifty, like a mountain view that like you see for fifty seventy five miles of like. Beautiful rolling mountains for five fifty. It with like a back deck that would be you. You could you could do good things. There. If it wasn't but, two a.m. now, I'd have Jackie in here to debate you on it. <laughs> <laughs> Next PKA. Um, but uh, but but yeah, you've got to maintain all those connections that you've got. Those are important. What's uh? I don't guess this is something we could. We, now we can't look at that because then people would know where you're going to live. That's a shame. Yeah. Maybe, maybe later show me. I, I'm, I'm interested to see. Uh, uh, Jackie gave it to me on her iPad, so I'd have to find it. Yeah, yeah. and even I think even if you showed an image of it, some jackass would it like... It did for the trip. Some jackass would totally... Right. You can't even show an image of this house because some jackass would find yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think if you were to drop in the price range in a large enough like search area, then... Yeah, yeah 40 minutes, be. the price, here's the picture. Yeah, they already found the house. They found anyway. the location. Yeah, I already... I, I, Heck, I, they might find it now, just based yeah. on my description. <laughs> yeah, they're they're going to find the house, so that's over. <laughs> well, maybe they can help us find it, and then I'll show <laughs> it to you. Because Jackie, um, she has these apps uh, with, like, search criteria, and as she drives around in her car... It, like, pops up on her phone or the iPhone and says, like, hey, here's a house you might be interested in. And uh, it's what keeps the search alive. Like, when she talks to me and says, well, what do you want? I say, the first thing I want to buy is financial independence, right? <laughs> like, I want <laughs> I want some money in the bank so that, like, you know, just completely untouchable for life. And then once we have that, we can talk about spending money afterwards. And um, but, but she wants to get a home, and, and you know, that would, of course, would... It, I guess it would make us broke. Homes are assets that appreciate, but it would take our money from cash and put it into a house, and uh, that would be a thing. But, um, but yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it, it's heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. We're going to look at the house. We I haven't seen it in person yet, but I'll look and see. Uh, you know, if it's something we want to do. Should we wrap there? We're almost four hours and 45 minutes in. Yeah, I had no idea how long the show was. Yeah, really long show. Uh, yeah, You're last welcome. Week, <laughs> I started doing 1080p, and um, I thought that was the reason processing was crazy long last week. 
But I think it was Chiz who told me everyone had processing trouble. Yeah, it was just a bad day left. He didn't get his thing up until in the afternoon. Processing was a total bitch. It's just, it's really hit or miss. I don't know. Mm. Well, I've been uploading them the night before, like scheduled uploads, so we should be okay, I hope. All right, com slash PKA. Check yeah, it out. Yeah, if you guys who are still around listening to the, the end of the show, thank you. Thank you yeah. for sticking around. Yeah. Let's do a code. Let's uh, If yeah, you're man, around, if you've made it, it all the way to this long, say uh, Kyle loses at Civilization. Oh, that's just... I'm the king. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the king of Civ. <laughs> all right. Poison me. <laughs> Boy. <laughs>